BTOsports.com Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Jason Thomas. And now strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome everybody. It is the Pulp of Mech Show. Presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing coming at you. It's Monday, December 19th, 6.01 p.m. Pacific. Thanks for tuning in. Seriously, thank you. We appreciate it. We know that you have options when it comes to internet radio shows. And we appreciate you choosing Pulp MX for your listening pleasure on this Monday night. Thank you. Now, please buckle in and don't use the restroom when we're landing or, or taking off. Eli Tomac will be on the show. Monster Energy Kawasaki's Eli Tomac. He will join the show to talk about his 2017 plans, timed main events, how his testing is going. Tyler Bowers, Team 5150, Yamaha. He'll come on. Nick Way. What do you need to say about Nick Way? It's going to be awesome. He's going to be he's going to be coming on as well. And again, uh, go to pulpamexshow.com for the archive. Go to iTunes. Go to Stitcher. Go to the Pulpamex app. It is now out. There's a bonus podcast on there coming up soon, and uh, there's some on there already. You can get sound drops. You can download. You can favorite your shows. You can sponsor deal codes are all on there, and uh, yeah, please go do that, and uh, we'd appreciate it. Also available for Androids now, people, out for Androids. You can listen live on there as well, and uh, and thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Amazon, when you're making your Christmas purchases this week, if you're going through Amazon, click on the Amazon banner on pulpamex.com. We get a small slice of that. We're able to keep this thing going. I just booked a bunch of flights for co-hosts for 2017 for you lucky bastards, and those things aren't free. So I use some of that Amazon money for that. And Patreon money, too. Go to Patreon if you want. I'll send you a link for a free app. I'll, I'll send you previews of podcasts that we've already done and uh, T-shirts and things like that for those people on Patreon. We really appreciate that as well. BTOsports.com, the nation's leading retailer for all things for your bike or body. Go there. Go. FlyRacing.com, Fly Racing, the official gear of Weston Pike and uh, and many others uh, out there, Trey Kennard as well. NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, big part of the JGR Suzuki program. Racetech Suspension, Vince Freeze, Michael Lessie, just some of the guys that use Racetech. Uh, Vortex Racing, Chad Reed, Cooper Webb running Vortex Racing Sprockets. X-Brand Goggles, the choice of champions everywhere, like Freddie Norn and Brock Tickle. Hot Cams, Gear Alloy, Works Connection, Michelin Starcross 5, 
Atlas neck brace. Christophe Purcell choosing to use Atlas. Uh, he's had a neck injury last year. He has uh, needed a neck brace, and he chose Atlas, people. Uh, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing. Guts is doing the graphics now for the RCH guys. You guys see that? Pretty sweet. KTMPartsExpress.com. Roost Graphics and Two Under all on board with us tonight and as well as you guys in studio for the entire show. You've heard the guy on the phone every single week. Rare in-studio appearance. He's a two-time Montreal Supercross champion. He's a two-time German Supercross champion. He's had every national number in the 30s at one time or another. He is Fly Racing Zone, Jason Thomas. What's up? Have you had every number in the 30s? No, close though. I had, I've had a couple multiples of the same yeah. number. Yeah. So I yeah. had like 16 national numbers or something like that right a lot uh thanks for coming in studio appreciate it it's uh it's rare it's a rare i had one that i never even used no no i didn't even race after i my last one i didn't even use it what do you mean when you were 66 no i, well, I got another one you know like i raced all season got yeah but you didn't number. you weren't in the 30s then no no but i'm saying oh, like yeah, i had yeah, another yeah. number yeah, i never yeah. even wore right, it like right. i had a number all what year. number was it do you remember? I don't know. 80-something? I don't know. Obviously, 2012 sucked was for me. Was it 80? That bad? Well, 250 Supercross points kicked in. Oh, that, yeah. That was the those, first year of that. Bastards. So I got jacked pretty pretty bad. Uh, yeah. Um, interesting fact, too. In 1996, the number four was not used. It was supposed to be Mike Krodowski. And he wow. just retired. Yeah, I'm, I'm number four. I, I, I stopped. That's it. I quit. <laughs> well, so. I, got, I got screwed on all the permanent numbers because Fuck I would have been... Uh, I would have been like 14, 15, 16 right in there, yeah. which is pretty good. Like, yeah, I'm all, yeah, for I'm your all height, up. right? Uh, at your, your height. height. No, at your height. Uh, your height of your career. That's not cool. That's not, that's not a no. cool joke at all. Not at all. We're off to a bad start. Um, you said I'm going to be here the whole show. If it keeps going like that, I will not be here the whole show. No, not at all. Flyracing.com's Jason Thomas. We're going to talk 2017 Supercrosses right around the corner. Uh, JT's upset at my top 30 list of people of power and influence I did on PulpMX.com last week. Thanks to Wygant for emailing his suggestions uh, yesterday. <laughs> that, was that was awesome. That was great. That was awesome. I thought what he was the like, fuck are you doing? I thought he was like having a stroke or something. <laughs> I know. It's been out for a week. The guy sends us, hey, I think you should do this and this and this. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Talk 250 Supercross. We kind of know who's doing the coasts and, and that. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to give some fly racing stuff away. You have a Zach Osborne jersey to give away. Yeah. We're going to do that. Wacko Zacko. Going to cold call someone. Do the X-Brand goggle tear-offs. With Bowers, we are going to do the BTOsports.com Tweet at Travis segment. We're going to do the Gear Alley cold call. We are going to do the JGR, NFAB JGR check-in and N-FAB.com uh, question of the day. And doing everything behind the scenes, holding things down, looking at two laptops at once. He brings his own headphones in. He's done a backflip. The Travis Marks. Hi, Steve. What's up? How are you? How are you? I'm doing Merry good. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah. No show next week. No. No show on Monday. Well... Yeah, there'll be a show. Something. But I won't be here. No. It's going to be do, fantastic. Do you want to tell the listeners what Swiss Core and I did for you? Do you After after getting berated so many times, you, you've been getting berated. Do you want to tell them what we did for you? I don't know what you did for me. Really? This is how you're going to start the show. Just like that. <laughs> you gave me more work to do? Yes, but... Gave me a bonus. Thank you. I haven't got it yet, but you're, you're giving me a bonus. You've done such a good job with these apps, and they've seemed like they're taking years off your life that we decided to give you a cash bonus for these apps. I appreciate it. Swiss Corn Eye. Yeah, you guys are nice. 
Thank you. Uh, 702-586-7857. Give us a call anytime. Uh, let us know what's on your mind. Like I said, Eli Tomac coming up here uh, right after 7. Then uh, we're going to have Bowers and Nick Way after 9 o'clock. I mean, JT, for Nick Way's thing on the on the show, I barely wrote anything down because I really don't know where the conversation will go. Yeah, it like probably I, will end up with RV on the phone or, you know, uh, there's. Just, you're right, though. There's no telling. Speaking of RV, one of the things I did write down was he lost the 2016 Pulpy Awards Two RV for favorite rider call-in. Yeah, but look, I mean, RV on paper is... He, he, he lost it. RV beat him. RV's, RV's kind of the... He's kind of the ultimate package, though. Look at his, his results. One of the most successful riders ever. And he does not give an F. No. When he gets on the show. No, he doesn't. Which is awesome. No, it's great. Uh, so 2016 Pulpies are in. We got the results coming out soon. Ryan Villapoto won, though. Like I said, I gave that away. I guess Ryan Villapoto won for a best rider call-in. Also upset about the Pulpies. Raining Yellow. What's up, Raining Yellow? Oh, man. My hair is falling out. People are saying I look sick. I'm losing weight. Did you? Yeah. I guess you didn't. Have you watched those Racer X preview shows, Raining Yellow? Not yet, I haven't. JT, I don't think it, the show's out yet, but JT's hot take of 2017, for 2017, is, JT, would you like to say? Uh, James Stewart has, it's a career. Called it a career. That's my hot take. Oh, I'm sorry. You I'm, put me in the hospital. I'm sorry, Yellow. Man. I'm sorry. I don't see how he's – I mean, he's not riding. Like, there's no video of him riding anywhere. I, the people I talk to say he's not riding. I got a tweet today from somebody that said, Mathis, do you think it's, like, super low-key, he's, like, in boot camp, and he's coming out at A1? Like, no, no. No. You can't hide that. No. You can't hide it. There's too many people around. He, it's such a hot subject. You don't think he'd be testing, or you don't think Seven would want to put videos out of right. it? Like, yeah, it's just, it's just <laughs> not happening. I, I mean, I don't – I don't get any enjoyment from it because as a fan, he's the racing is better with him out there. It's I'm pure entertainment factor at this point, you know, in my life. So I'm not happy about it by any means, but I don't see how he's going to be out there. You can't just go out there unready. That, that's dangerous. So I'm, if James is not there at A1 or at one point next season, I'm afraid my heart's going to give out. Well, yeah, I well, mean, uh, hopefully don't I'm gonna, uh, keep a defibrillator nearby. Yeah. Cause of death. Cause of death. Broken heart. Um, you're also upset you were not nominated for a pulpy oh, for favorite yeah. caller. Yeah. I did not. A buddy who, a buddy of mine who I met through the show, sent me the text uh, of the picture, and he said, I, "He said, where? Why are you not on the list?" Wow, I'm surprised you weren't nominated, man. I mean, I don't think you would have won you any yellow because everyone's tired of you talking about James, but. I think you yeah. should have been nominated. Absolutely, that was not my doing. That's that's Travis over there. Travis did that. Oh, Travis. yeah. It's probably because uh, the first few times he was on, I kept calling him the other guy. Yeah, maybe. Now he, look, now he won't even say his name. Yeah, yeah, maybe that was it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to give away the winner of the favorite caller, but yeah, it wasn't you. <laughs> uh, so. All right, you guys. Will you get? You guys have a good one, and uh, I'll see you guys today. One, whoever, all of you guys are going to be there. All right, see you, all right, man. All right, see you, um, JT. I guess before we get too far into the show, I gotta, um, I gotta talk to you. Like, are you, are you upset with your Pulp MX role here on the show? No, why? 
Did I do something wrong? No, I just want to make sure, like, we we don't always tag you in Twitter, and then rumors were that you weren't thanked at the end of a show. Yeah, and, but that wasn't me. No, I know, but I want to make sure that, like, oh, you're like you're okay with getting swept aside, maybe, in the, yeah, the poll. You know? I told you that. I could care less. That's not. Okay. I just want to make sure you're uh, happy, like, yeah. like Swiss Corps and Mo, Swiss gets upset. Yeah, you know? see, I don't, I don't need. I don't need that reinforcement, I guess. I don't know. Okay. I don't. All right. I'm not worried about make it. Sure. All right. So we thank JT for coming. We thank this you. interview is over. He thanks. Uh, he's a big part of Pulpamex world, show, site, everything else. Hopefully you're not upset. That's all. Just want to make sure. No. You would know if I was upset. I'm pretty sure. Okay. You you're you know me well enough that if I'm upset, you're going to hear right. about it. Um, so I did a um, pulpmx.com list of the top 30 most powerful people in the industry. Power influence people. Two different things, people. Uh, power is, you know, ability to hire and fire, make decisions, affect things in the sport. Influence is uh, Chad Reed, Kenny Roxon, worldwide influence over gear, bikes, uh, what people buy, i.e. fans, things like that. And, and power and influence can be the same or they can be different. So I kind of came up with a list of top 30. JT, you were one of the guys I ran it by. Yep. I ran it by about six or seven other people, uh, two or three of them on that list, and said, what do you think of this guy? How do you think of this ranking? You know, it's always fun to do, and I, I stole it from uh, Hockey News, and I think Sports Illustrated does it too. It's always an interesting list to, yeah. to, to, to read. It's a great in, in talking any, piece. Yeah, like talking and, I, and there's a lot of feedback from it. I uh, got texts and emails. Uh, I sent. I, had, I asked Davey a question, and he asked me, "Why don't you go ask the number one guy?" Yeah, you know, joking around. So people were all into it, and it was check it out on pulpmex.com. It was, it was a good read. But JT, you're upset. You don't feel the list is very accurate or, or as accurate as it could be. Uh, well, I I understand that it's it's all opinion. I I get that. It's you're never going to have a consensus, no matter who is on the list. There's always going to be people that how could you leave him out or. You know, like some of the people that you told me that were suggested, um, I, I was just yeah. mind blown by yeah. some of the suggestions. Like, you can't be serious with that. Uh, but yeah, like my biggest one, there, there was a couple guys. I thought uh, I thought Carmichael should be on the list. Um, I heard some other suggestions like McGrath, but I think McGrath's a little bit too far removed at this point. He has this Kawasaki relationship, but he's not that involved on a day-to-day level in no, the sport anymore. I, I, I don't think I don't think he should have been on there. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I was in agreement. I, I would have not put him on there either. I, th- I found it interesting with some of the comments because people just didn't understand the difference between power and influence. Like Sh- Shocking people didn't read all the way through the intro. Right. Well, right, when people yeah. look at it and they see Roxanne and Reed, they're like, what, what? And I'm like, yeah, but you're, you're not getting it. Like, you're not looking at the big picture of what the article's about. You know, there's so many different angles to this list um and and to your point you were basically saying like if roxon posts one picture on instagram it's going to be the buzz of the industry yeah yeah whatever know, he does on social right. media or, the or, same way. or his fox limited gear or, or anything like that yep. people are like wow right and and chad is and you can he can move the needle yeah. for a company yeah he can literally generate you know i don't know if millions but well, right. significant and, amounts and, of revenue and chad's not scared to call prom- promoters out chad's not scared to call companies out not know. at all so not at all that's influential to me yep um i thought jody should have been on the list from mxa but honestly everyone said no and i'm like okay like maybe i'm in the wrong here so it was a real cool uh thing where 
six, seven different people, like I said, two or three of them on that list, mm-hmm. said, you're nuts, Mathis, or how about this guy? There was another guy I wanted to put on, uh, and, so, and I called a guy that said, that guy, he has a boss, and he's, he's at the whim yeah. of the boss. Yeah, I was on, you know? that was a lot of my comments where <clears throat> um, some of these guys, they answer to somebody, and true power is you basically get to call the shots. Um, I One of mine was Jeremy Mullot, and I know he has a lot of power, mm-hmm. but some of these deals, I could be wrong, but I, I can't see Hammer, and, and I really like Hammer. He's a, actually one of Unfortunately, the, whenever we talk about this, it always yeah, makes Yeah, people like think it's an attack, and it's really <laughs> right, not, because right. I, I actually generally like that guy. Hammer's cool. But yeah. he can't, I don't think he can go be like, yep, we're going to do a KTM deal again. But he, the, the straight rhythm was all That's his. That's his deal, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that to me was like... He has power, Yeah, but... On the when you run his name next to like Fred Fox or Todd Gendron, but he was below those guys. I know, but yeah. it's on the same list, is all I'm saying. So thirty up, there's thirty list. Who who would be the Red Bull guy? Is with the question right, I right. posed, and yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know either. I thought Malat should be on there because of the Red Bull straight. Rhythm. There should be a Red Bull representative. If it's Hammer, That's what I all right, I'm and not going to freak out. I don't know Kelso at all from Rockstar, but I'm yeah. like, there should be a Rockstar guy on here, and I think he's the guy. Yep. I asked a few people, is Kelso the guy that? And they're like, yeah. yeah. After they said that Rockstar is an insane company to deal with. They told me that Kelso would be the guy. Yeah, after, and, and you know, I so. well, I shouldn't say me personally, but our company deals with Rockstar on the daily, and they have gotten significantly better. Uh, I would. It was difficult at first. They're very stringent about their logo, as they should be. They're very protective. Yeah. Uh, but we've we've generated um, that into a positive and relationship. I, and I just I don't see where RC's on that list. I just don't. And look, I I don't like the guy. He doesn't mm-hmm. like me. But there's a few people on that list that I don't, I don't get along with. But I put them on there. Um, I, he, his team barely went racing this year. He lost his number one rider, Kenny Roxon. They lost sponsors. But they are they are the reigning national champion team. Yeah, but he's not at – if he's at the races with a headset, like in a manager's tower with Kyle Bentley, and he's doing all that, then I would definitely think more about it. I feel like that team to him is like, yeah, I got the team. But I also have my announcing gig, and I got my schools. Like, if he was – like, I don't think his schools have – Anything to do with the sport of Supercross and Motocross? You know what I mean? As far as like the, that list. Well, he trains, trains a, and has Genie. trained many of. Genie trains him. Yeah, Ricky helps too. Well, he helps. And he helps Savachi. He helps with the team and he helps training, but I don't see him being on that. Like, I don't think he's. I, as far as I know, Hart is still the majority owner of that team, sure. financial wise. Yeah. But but he's part the, owner in the biggest gear brand in the world. But the Suzuki thing would not have happened without Ricky. He got the work Suzuki's thing. He's also done. he's a part owner of Fox. Yeah, but I, I mean, so is a bunch of guys. Hard is too. No, I know. You know. So I'm just saying he his range very wide. He has very very broad strokes as far as power and influence. He's on the he's on the apparel side. He's Rocky on the team side. <laughs> he's the most successful. You know, most wins of any racer yeah. ever. Yeah, but that's on, all that's you know all I mean? absolutely true. But I don't see where that's power and influence unless he took a huge role with his team. And I don't see him taking a huge but role I with think, the team. I think he he basically steered an entire brand, Suzuki, to the direction he wanted to go with it. That I think that's power. Yeah. I mean, you mean as far as like getting the, the, the heart guys factory stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But who would come off that list if, if so? Yeah. I mean, the only guy that I was, and we've had this conversation privately a ton, I was a little iffy on Guy B. And I, I like Ivy. Steve's always again. This isn't an attack. Yeah, <laughs> but I, you always have to preface it with that because everyone no, no, is like, it's so so defensive. Dude, Vital gets a ton of clicks. It does. Guy B it posts does. things on there. But is it Vital or is it Guy B? That that was my that was well, my argument. But it doesn't matter. Is it is it is it Mark Hall or the the South Africans' your own monster? No, it's Mark Hall because Mark Hall was the one that liked Supercross. Yeah, but I'm saying like 
there is an owner of Vital. It's not Guy B. It's right. uh, um, um, I don't know his name. What's his name? I don't know. I bet I just him. told you that. Yeah, he's a good guy. I don't know, but I'm just <laughs> saying it, it's. I don't personally think it's Guy B with all the power and influence. I think it's Vital as an entity. So but if you he wanted to runs put, it. kind of, yeah. I mean, he he, runs he's it. one of the people that run it. I mean, it's Should not I put like Michael Lindsay on there. Well, he could. Uh. I mean, it, it's. I think Guy B is more powerful than Michael Lindsay, obviously, but it's a team effort over there. I just think if you would have put Vital MX as 29. I probably would have oh, okay. been like, yeah. the site itself. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I think never, that's the power. I never thought of that. I think that's the power. But I know teams float Guy B stuff to put out there. I know peop- organizations, referees. Yep. John Gallagher is tight with Guy B, puts, some, puts stuff out there. Uh, the teams are, hey, Guy B, you know, tell people this. Hey, your form's got it 100% wrong, which is the usual. This is the real story. Mm-hmm. Can you fix that? Because, yep. unfortunately, big, powerful people, Davey, Todd Gendrell, they read that board and and make decisions. Yeah, they draw conclusions. Yeah, and that's that's pretty sad. sad. I don't think you should draw conclusions from a message board. Roger Goodell is not going on NFL.com. I know. know. I I agree with that and disagree with that because I know we look at it. Brad Brad McDonald's the owner of Vital. Okay. Brad. We look at it on a fly racing level too because you do get – I mean, those people that are on Vital posting, they – they spend money. I mean, they are true customers. They're true fans. I think there are some real outliers that post on Vital that I don't necessarily think their opinion matters too much. But there are those others that those guys have been racing and around it their whole life. And, you know, so I do think there is some value to it. I just don't think you can live and die with the opinions of Vital. Can, can you tweet out that Jason Thomas, 66, hates Guy B? Thank you. <laughs> um, so, okay, so you would, you if, if it was your list, you're okay with everything, but you would have put – Maybe the head of Red Bull and put RC in front with with Guy B replaced Guy B with RC. I would have I would have been okay with even putting just Vital. Leave RC yeah. off. Okay. Put Vital. All right. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know. Maybe Hammer. Maybe Hammer has all the pull. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. I just think there's got to be whether he's Austrian or American. I or will somebody. say, I did do I did I did homework and texts and emails and phone calls about this list. Yep. I put in some work. I did not ask anybody who's Hammer's boss. I went with Hammer like yeah. confident in yeah. like I'm putting Hammer here. You know, below there a little right. bit. I went with that. So, but I think we could agree that I Hammer's could've... not the ultimate no, end all no, be all no, Red no, Bull. No. You know what I mean? And that's not that's Hammer's okay. done it. He's done a but he's done a great job for himself moving up the Red Bull ladder. I mean, that's awesome can, for him. Can you put a tw- put a tweet out a poll saying should we say should RC be on, on the list or take Guy B off, put RC on? How do you want to word this poll? Uh, who deserves to be on the list more? Guy B or RC? Put Vital MX's Guy B. Yeah. Or RC. Yeah. Poll. At Pulp MX Show. Vote now. We'll keep it open. We'll, it's an we'll interesting argument. It, it is. They I, couldn't be further away from each other as far as as far as <laughs> how they impact the sport. I'm telling you, it's got nothing to do with my dislike of Ricky. I looked at it. I thought about it. He for sure would be like 31, 32. <laughs> Maybe not. But, but um, yeah, I mean, he's got to be in there somewhere. Um, I just thought, like, hey, he's not that involved with his team. His schools are separate. There's nothing to do with anything. And he he chooses to come in, in, and, in and out. He chooses to – when he's at the races, he he's in the booth. Do we see him in outdoors once? One time? Uh, I think he came to Indiana. Did he come to Indiana? Yeah, I honestly don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think he came – so, to me, I'm like, hey, sport of racing, again, yep. people were misunderstanding that article. It's the sport. It's not the industry. So, you know, but – um. Some people said I should have put myself on there, but I, that's a douchebag move. Did you see Chad tweeted Giuseppe was number one? 
Honestly, though, I will say this. Another person in the top 10 on that list. And I know who it was. Told me Giuseppe should be top five. Well. And I could not go with that. I think that's, I think that's premature. I think if things play out over the next few years the way they possibly could, that will be very true. I think at this current day and age, right now, today, it's not there yet. It's not there. No. Not yet. No. No. Um, But I put them on there tied with Wolfgang. Kind of, I mean, obviously, look, again, it's just ha ha fodder talk, you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's just fun. But that's, I mean, it's. It has generated a lot of talk. And it, it for me, there's so much yeah, talk that goes I, on that I don't people, care about. This was actually interesting to me. People on that list were emailing me saying, I sent it to this guy. I sent it to that guy. Yeah. I read the vital thread about that. That team green guy said the list should be upside down. Yeah. yeah so so Gabrielle is number one. That was an interesting Todd take. Gendro was 30. Right. Yeah. I was, I, I like Manny. I deal with him on the, you know, the race team that he's associated with. That's too, his and name. Like, team green Manny. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, huh? I was Dude. confused. I mean, if you don't think, if you don't think Gendro, Mark Hall, and Davey. Yeah, having Mark Hall, like, if it was upside down, it'd be 29. I was like, uh, Gendro 30? Uh, no. Well, that's what no, I'm saying. No, like, no, eh, no. The list was, hey, you could argue with some of the rankings for sure. I got the first six, seven people right in, right. in you know, in some order, like, whatever. Yeah, I don't know, you know. Supercross, motocross, media, Davey. Yep. Monster. Yep. Huge. And, yep. and, and, and you know, go from there. Yeah, I mean, it's you could a few of those are you could move around. You um, could move around, but they're in there. In, yeah, they're in yeah, like Carrie yeah, Joe, yeah. and and I don't think people understand. Prater, I sure some Covington. people do, but a lot of people don't understand how between Carrie Joe and Davey, how wide they reach from GNCC yeah. to Moto to amateur racing to the Outdoor Series to Racer X Magazine to yeah. everything. Yeah, quads yeah. to you yeah. know what I mean. Like they touch everything. Yeah, no, exactly. So, anyways, check it out, everybody. Let me know what you think. We got a poll up on. Uh, on a pulp at Pulp MX show, uh, who deserves to be on there? Guy B or Ricky? Do we have early results? Uh, favored for Ricky at the moment. Okay. All right. Well, in the chat room here. I feel good about it. I feel good about it. <laughs> I don't feel good about this phone in front of you and this football game on the TV. I don't feel good about either. Why? You've been good. You're, you're into it. I like all the thoughts. What? But I don't want any more distractions. Well, until, until <laughs> I do something wrong. No. You're fine. You're punishing me for not doing something I haven't done yet. I see a That's hot. Bad I see a hot stove and your hand going towards it. No, no, and I'm no, trying no, to no, stop no. it. I've been don't, burned before. Don't burn yourself. I've been burned before. Don't burn yourself. All right. Um, Kenny Taco Bell says neither. <laughs> RC nor Kai B. Did we? We should put a neither. He wants option. Vicky Golden on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Vicky should be on there. Come on, Kenny Taco Bell. Don't don't be ridiculous. Uh, let's go to the phone lines here. Uh, Trent, what's up, Trent? How are you? Hey man, what's going on? Doing good. What's up? Hey, uh, just got a cool old uh, Brock Lover story to share with you. All right. Um, my, my uncle was like one of the local kind of fast guys in New York, and uh, he raced the Broom National in 79. Is that Polly Carpenter? had a private. What's that? Is that Polly Carpenter? Uh, 1979. <laughs> I was just kidding. Yeah, I know. I was kidding. <laughs> yeah, probably though it was. Polly Carpenter. Oh, Barry Karsten, Carl Cohen, yeah. Mickey Kessler. Right, stop it. Stop it, Jimmy. We got it. Okay, go on. Go on, Trent. But anyways, we had a we had a local track or our own track, not far away, and uh, Brock Glover came up to practice on it, and we ended up staying over that night and having uh, spaghetti supper in in uh, the same kitchen that I ended up growing up in. And uh, the next day down at Broom, they're practicing. Brock comes up to my uh, my uncle there and hits his tire and sits there and turns around, looks at him, goes, "Follow me." Took my uncle around, uh, you know, Broom Tower for a couple laps, showed him all a couple brand new lines and stuff, just to 
real good guy, I guess. And, you know, just uh, yeah, the golden boy. I haven't heard it. What's that? The golden boy, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, have you ever have you done any podcasts with him? Or? Yeah, yeah. Come bro. on, Trent. Search out the Glover on the app. I'm, uh, I'm new. I'm I'm new, bro. I just got the app. The well, other you day. gotta I get it. get I, fucking started on on listening to the to the archives. Glover bro. loves to talk. To yeah, you. The, the Glover talk. The Trent. The initial Glover podcast is over two hours. I think we talk about his career. And, uh, no way, no he, way. So get into that. And uh, I think there's a couple more other ones. You know, he works at Dunlop now, right? Did you know that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I heard something about that. But yeah, man, he had, he had spaghetti supper in my in my kitchen, the one I grew up in. I, just pretty neat story to That's share. That's phenomenal. I had chicken parm with RJ once. It was great. <laughs> so th- thanks, man. Thank you. Good stuff. All right, man, later. Thanks. All right, fantastic. All right, uh, Race Tech, Race Tech suspension. JT, you ever use Race Tech? Uh, I did, uh, but it was like on a couple race bases. I, I actually, my first. I don't know if it was 96. I used it a couple times when I was an amateur, and then uh, I used it one race at Monster, uh, U.S. Open. Vince Freeze uses Race Tech. All right. Good to know. Race Tech. Uh, looking to get the most out of your bike suspension? Get Race Tech's proven lineup of suspension components and services done at the headquarters in Corona, California. My project bike stuff is there right now. Whether it's vintage, whether it's new, whether it's a, whether you're a top pro, uh, privateer power, Race Tech has uh, got the place to, to go to get suspension done. Racetech.com, do-it-yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. The gold valve kit thing really works. People try it out. Here's some emails uh, from uh, the week that was and sponsored by the folks at Racetech. This is from Corey. Uh, Steve, you guys were debating last week about who is the GOAT. This is why Gant was in the studio. Yeah. Uh, you make the case that the Supercross win- total wins is 72 to 48 for McGrath, which is a pretty big gap. But if you look at the spread in the Nationals, it's 102-17. In favor of RC. When you consider that with the combined overall wins, RC won 150 compared to 89 for McGrath, it is really hard to not make the case that RC is the GOAT. Keep in mind, I am in mid-40s and McGrath is my all-time favorite rider. But your argument that RC is not the GOAT is pretty dumb. Love the show, man. Keep it up. Well, Corey, you're missing the argument. My point is, yes, combined, absolutely. My point is, is you cannot combine them. You need to have, it's two separate disciplines, and you need to be the king of both to be called the GOAT. And the GOAT nickname itself it's pretty dumb anyways because it's been taken by Muhammad Ali. So, yes, Corey, when you add up the overall wins, you are absolutely right, 150 to 89. But my point is, is if you are the greatest of all time, and never mind the GOAT nickname, just if you want to be the greatest of all time motocrosser, you need to add both Supercross and Motocross up. One guy Supercross, one guy Motocross. So if you're going to be the best, you got to be the best but you're of both. Never gonna, no one's ever going to win this argument with Steve. So. Well, Corey, it's Corey, Sorry. right? Yep. Is that Corey? Yep. He just needs to let it go. Because uh, I've, I've let it go because it's impossible to win. Yep, because I win. My point's perfect. No. There's no argument against it. Uh, Adam said, hey, Steve, do you have any connections who might know if the Supercross Live live streaming will work in Canada? It says on Supercross Live's website for fans outside USA and Canada, but I was hoping it would still work here. I can't find a TV package in Alberta that has Supercross, so I'm pretty much forced to download it after the race. I will happily pay the $100 if it works, but I don't want to pay and then find out it doesn't. Can't wait for the show tonight. I love when you have Tomac on. Yeah, Adam, it, uh, Supercross did a really cool thing. Came out with um, uh, international uh, pay-per-view. But why doesn't it cover Canada? Like, Yeah, I don't know. That's got to be some kind of broadcast rights yeah, deal. I, I get Canada is not international. Nobody considers it international. Yep. We're in North America. It's yep. not international. But, I mean, how can you make a Supercross package and just leave the Canadians out of the cold? Like, I don't get it. It's so, got to be... I'm sure it's it, not something they're doing on purpose. No, no, it's not like, hey, but I don't think they're paying enough attention to it. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but sometimes with that stuff, it's it's just black and white. They don't have a, no. a choice. Well, if anybody knows uh, uh, Alberta TV, he should uh, tweet or Instagram or something to Andy Boyer, and I'm sure Andy could get him an answer. I would bet. Uh, all right, Billy Ursick sent this in. Bad Billy. Bad Billy. He said, Steve, please clarify your stance on the current state of the sport. A couple shows ago, when we was on, you ranted and raved about how professional bowling's ratings blow Supercross out of the water. 860,000, according to our Travis Marks. Stupid there. argument. Nope. And that, in reality, our sport just isn't that big and the ratings aren't that great. While this most recent show, you went off on why big NASCAR sponsors don't get involved in Supercross and that Supercross TV ratings are so good and that a sponsor's ROI would be much better in Supercross than NASCAR. So which is it? Is Supercross getting good TV ratings or bad? Is the sport big or small? Billy, that was my whole point. Supercross is such a bang for your dollar because it is decent enough to pull in decent numbers, but it is nothing to sponsor a team. I mean, JT, as I said, I think we said on the show, you if you went to many team owners in the sports and said, I have $500,000, the things they would do for you and to you <laughs> for that money are yeah. unspeakable. Yes. For 500000 Yeah. From what I understand, a quarter panel sticker on a NASCAR starts at $2 million. Oh, I th- $2 million, I thought. A quarter panel? For a year. Oh, I don't Not know. Not the little small sp- sp- uh, stick- sponsor stickers, but like for the- That number's come down, though. Maybe. Because ratings maybe. are down yeah. and interest is down. But At the peak, maybe. So, my point is, is you have a- And we have a younger demographic in Supercross, so- Billy, my, my point makes sense. It's still a small sport. Bowling's still bigger. But you can get your bang for your buck for $500,000, which in the grand scheme of things, JT... A 500 grand, well, not on a factory team, it's going to no. cost you more than that, yeah. but a, a decent team. A BTO Sports, KTM, yeah, yeah. A, a Rock River Something cycle on that trailer. level, yep. 500 Gs, you're going to be painted everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, you know? I, that's what I yeah, mean. So I, I'm with you. You know, so that's my point, Billy. And uh, furthermore, Billy says, in my opinion, filthy fill blows Weege out of the water when it comes to being cheap. It's actually quite easy. Weege has children. He made a choice to reproduce, and now he has two additional human beings that he has to pay for. How is that being cheap? Phil lives in darkness and gets bent out of shape when someone uses a pressure washer plugged into the outlet. There's no comparison. Weege is, Weege is, Weege has more. Weege is so innovative with his ways to be frugal. He, he invents things. Like I, I know it was things, things were handed down from his father who is maybe next level even from Weege, but Mm -hmm. the fact that Phil will go spend, he'll go shopping at Whole Foods, which is, that's blasphemy to Weege. Yeah. To me, the Whole Foods thing is, is the coup de grace of the whole thing. Like there is just no coming back from that. You do Whole Foods, you're You're out. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. You're just out. You can't be Weege if you go to Whole Foods. Uh, All right. Let's get to the phone calls here. John's got a question about the top 30 list. What's up, John? How are you? Welcome to the show. Man, I'm so disappointed in you. You talk about Weege being cheap and Phil. Dude. Why don't you pay Marks more, man? He just upped your ratings. Marks got a 50% raise for 2017 and an app bonus this week. That's what Marks got. That's not enough. Marks, it works out. Marks' pay works out to be about 30 an hour, 30 bucks an hour. I don't know, man. That's pretty stingy of you. 30 bucks like an hour your, is stingy? 30 bucks I like an hour. Your, I like your show, but that's you got to be nicer to Marks, man. All right? Have a good night. All right, thanks. All right. So that really wasn't about the top 30 list? He wanted you on it? I like John. (laughs) Yeah. He wanted you on it. I don't even care if I'm number 30. You were 31. Oh, okay. Sorry, bud. That works. You're right under the owner of Alpine Star. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Trevor, what's up, man? Hey, how you doing, Steve? Good, what's happening? Hey, uh, just calling, wondering, uh, uh, you give any thought? I called in a few weeks ago, 
uh, asking about uh, being your replacement at the races. And I know you said it was undoable, and I thought, well, maybe you've, maybe you've thought about it a little bit since that time. No, I haven't. It's still undoable, though. <laughs> I mean, oh, I, I don't see how that can happen, bro. I mean, honestly, how's that going to happen? You don't have a relationship. What's Chad Reed going to Like, I literally sometimes text Chad and go, hey, man, I really need an interview. Uh, can you come out of your motorhome? And he does. Yeah, What's going to happen yeah. when uh, Trevor – Right. Text chat. <laughs> yeah, it's it's such a clicky it's, it's insider good, yeah. industry. It's tough. Yeah. But having said that, I don't uh, want to keep going these races. I got it. I you got need a you. protege. Yeah, right there in a guy in the corner. You, you need, need a you need a, a padawan yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. Will you be my padawan? Yes. I could be. Yeah. Trevor could be too. I'll, we did it. Yeah. I'll fight him for it. Yeah. How I'll, do you think I'll our in an octagon? I'll paddle you along. Speaking of Padawan, how's our Thank, thanks, how's, how's our Star Wars bonus pod going to go over? <laughs> Not good. Not good. Uh, I don't. Oh, I think it's going to be a hit. JT and I did a Rogue One slash Force Awakens. Uh, Got a little bit of Jaws in there too. A little bit of Jaws. Um, Are you shark fans. Yeah, uh, it's going to be on the on the app. When's that on the app, Dune Goon? Uh, whenever you want. Is that Swiss job or your job? No, that's me. Okay, the bonus. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Okay, whenever maybe, you want. Maybe tomorrow or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. The NFAB question of the day. Let's do it. We're on fab question of the day. N-Fab.com, JGR Suzuki guys run NFAB, a vast industry, uh, a vast array of products, industry leading six innovative styles of sidesteps. NFAB uh, and Pro Yamaha race team is, is big. And of course, the JGR Suzuki guys, like I said, Jeep truck and SUV parts. JT, you're getting a bunch of NFAB stuff for your new truck. I am. They hand build all their products at the 150,000 square foot facility in Houston, Texas. We thank Thomas and the boys at NFAB for everything they do for us and our show and support the sport. So if you got a truck, Jeep or SUV, you need something for it, go to n-fab.com. We got a deal for you as well. Email the show and we'll pass on a, a discount for you. And uh, yeah, thanks to the folks at NFAB. So the question of the day, and we'll do the JGR check in here in a little bit. The question of the day, though, comes from uh, Travis Marks. Since this is our last show, live show yep. of the year. Yep. What has been your favorite moment from this year? On the show or in racing? How about both? You didn't come up with that, did you? No, I didn't. Um, <laughs> no, I did not. Hmm. Good question. The racing thing, the race, my favorite racing moment. God, it might be a good one, man. Uh, JT? My favorite racing moment. I, I, you know what? I, th I think the most impressive moto race I saw all year. Off the top I, of my I, head. I know what you're going to say. What am I going to say? Glenn Helen, Ken Roxon. Yeah. Passing Dungeon. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> really? How'd you know I was going to say that? You're like Pookie. Getting yeah. in my you mind. You were so blown away by I I thought of that, but Dude, I... Dude, you've, you've, you've gone on about it a couple follows times. Follows the yeah. multiple time champion. Four seconds behind. Do, 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 do. 25 minutes comes. Later. See ya. I'm out. <laughs> and on a rough, brutal gnarly Glen Helen track. That was maybe the most impressive ride I've seen all year. Yeah. It was good. It was, that was impressive. And I think if you're Dungey, you're like, you know, like I'm, I'm broke. Like that guy just, just destroyed me. Now, Tomac's Daytona was pretty good too. We're going to have Eli Tomac coming on here. That was pretty good. He showed those guys what's up. Yep. Yep. Um, I'm going to say Eli at Southwick in the chat room. I predicted Anderson winning. So that I felt, I found great joy in that Jason Anderson winning in M1. That was probably my favorite moment. Cause I was, I went out on a, I felt like I went out on a limb. I yeah. trusted some of the people that I'd been talking to. And then he went out and won and made me look like a genius. So I'm going to pick that. And he wrote well to do that. Absolutely. He um, did. 
the Cooper Webb, um, what race did he, San Diego, Cooper Webb San Diego race, pretty good, fell in practice, mm. ate shit, and then came up and he won, right, got a whole shot and took off, um, yeah, that's pretty good, favorite moment of the show though, uh, you got one, Marks? I don't know if I do. Not memorable for you, huh? Your first year on the job? It's, it's all been a blur. Right. My first, <laughs> my most memorable moment was probably when, when Moser that does his X-Brands every week. Um, speaking of Cooper Webb and Supercross, uh, Fell put together a Supercross preview show, JT, that, that played this past weekend, yep. and uh, we made it again. We, we made it on I there. still haven't seen it yet. Oh, I heard about wow. it. I, I'm pumped on That's cool. I, I, I mean, took the audio from it. Like let's, let, let's play it, Marks. Prior to the season finale in Las Vegas, the industry was ripe with speculation. Rumors that Webb had sustained a wrist injury swirled through the pits. Cooper's not healthy. Yeah, I hear that. That's me. Now his wrist is sore, but he can't really practice or anything else. That's like me. It's kind of on the down low a little bit. You know, how much pain can you withstand and, and how functional are you? Uh, it'll be interesting to watch. So, yeah, we're in it. Yeah, we're on. We're I, on this is the second or time. third time they've used audio from the show. I'm not sure if you understand, Steve, but... You know, you have a pretty big show in the sport. A small sport, but a big show. Should I sue them? No. Okay. They they asked for permission one time for like two or three clips. I feel ago. like I feel like is that a blanket permission? I feel like you should thank them. Okay. Well, th- that's my, I'm flipping this now. The, the so, but so, okay. Even the thought that you were thinking about suing them and not thanking them, I just completely <laughs> find, I find completely ridiculous. I'm joking. I'm kidding. But here's the thing, though, JT, and that was fine. That clip they say Pulp Mech Show on yeah, on TV. Good. So if they didn't give us credit, I'd be You'll a little. Get her names? No, Dang. just Pulp Mech Show, which is I'm Pulp, so it's good for me. Um, so they use our audio from our show, which is flattering, right? They don't use anybody else's audio. They yeah. don't. So they decide that Pulp Show is the one they want to use, which is cool yeah. and great. And they give us credit, which is cool and great. The only thing, JT, is they used audio for me for Millsaps episode last year. And I think I was kind of talking crap on Millsaps as far as like, hey, this guy's never been, he always gets hurt. And he's made a lot of money. Like, like it drove him. Like mm-hmm. Davey listened to that and then he got up and ran hills. Yeah. Well, he, he Davey is definitely one guy that does that. Yeah. But my point is, is like, uh, like I don't want to be used on those shows. They're painting a picture with your words. Yeah, when yeah. they're not listening to the whole conversation. Yeah, yeah. Context. That was fine. Context is a big deal. Thank you. That was fine, what yep. they said about Webb, because yep. that's just us saying, hey, he hurt his wrist. Right. But, yeah, like I, I want to be careful that they don't be like, take a little clip, and then all of a sudden they turn it into this thing, and people are like, what the fuck, Mathis? Yeah. It's like, that's that happens what, a lot. Well, It happens a lot. That's what I'm saying. So now yeah. that's why I come up with the suing comment. <laughs> Any call- press is good press, Matt. That's all I can tell you. It doesn't matter why people are listening to you. Hey, they call our lawyer. You. Call our lawyer. Love you or hate you, as long as they listen. No, I'm joking. I'm not going to sue Feld. Oh, but- good. <laughs> I, was, I was worried. <laughs> but, I mean, it is good that they use this. Yeah. For sure. I'm glad they give it I was credit. pumped. Yeah. I didn't. I had no idea. I didn't get to watch it. I was watching football. Okay. It's T-Vote on, on, at home. Uh, but when somebody tweeted me about it, I was like, oh, that's sweet. Like, I was pumped. I'd pretty much say anything. Great radio. What's the poll update right now? What do we got? Still for Ricky. Yeah. By course. a sizable margin or? Um, yes. <sighs> yeah. Right, it's a no-brainer to me. 68 to 32. It's a no-brainer, ah, no-brainer to with me. With 90 votes. Ah, you people. 
Poor guy B. What do you mean you people? The people voting. You people. What who are you guys t- doing? Who do you mean you people? The people voting. Very dangerous comment, you people. Um. So, all right, everybody. So, we're, yeah, we made the, the Supercross preview show. I guess that's that's good, I think. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, it's awesome. You crazy? Right. That was really cool. <laughs> Dude, I don't think, like... What about the? What if they start using it against us? I don't care. <laughs> I don't. I mean, as long as I'm not saying something liable. What if they cut it out to say to make you say like, I, I believe in the white race. Well, that's illegal. Okay. Well, yeah. what if they? Do? I would sue them for that. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, I would, I mean. They can cut out race white. Yeah. yeah, I would sue them for that, and they would have no case. Like they would just pay you. Like they would settle. I'm just saying, bro. You got to be careful with these things. Yeah, I know. Seven zero two five eight six Pulp. Give us a call, JT. Your VIP program. Yeah, bro. The Schmocky Schmountain uh, KTM team runs a VIP program at all the Supercross races. Yep. I'm not familiar with Schmocky Schmountain, but uh, BTOSports.com <laughs> used to be on there. Yep. And um, how's that going? What, what do people? What people? What can people do? And yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's you know we're going into our 13, 14, 15, 16, fifth year, which is crazy to say that. Uh, but yeah, it's you know we went the team went through a transition, and it's crazy for me because my real job these are all great customers. You know, some of the biggest business we do as a brand. Um, so I have to be really careful with that stuff. But for me, it's it's about Forrest and what's best for him and the team. He made a transition to a different online retailer that is a sponsor. And, uh, for, but for me, it's, it's business as usual with the program. You know, I run a VIP program where they basically get a behind the scenes look at Supercross. Um, you know, our, our sport is, is awesome in the fact that there is opportunities like this to be in the truck with the riders, on the track walk with the riders. There's no other sport that allows that. You don't get to go on the field with the NFL players before while they're doing warmups. You know, what's funny is, is your, your VIPs, you've brought them around track walk when like, I remember Chad and I and Burner were mm-hmm. arguing about some quad, and I'm like, Stu's going to do this. Yep. And they were like, you're an idiot, Mathis. And yeah. I'm like, Stu's going to do this. And then we, they were calling me names, and your right. VIPs got to witness that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the cool thing, and I, I love it. Um, it gives me a, a purpose. Obviously, I, you know, I have my real job, but it gives me a purpose at the races still. I get to share, you know, I grew up in this sport. My parents took me to races. They were both involved with the AMA. So I was going to races and seeing behind-the-scenes stuff as a little kid. Uh, but to get to share that with people who they've never had anything like that, they grew up loving the sport and they ride all the time, but they've had never had access like this. And for me to be able to, to give that to people and, and yes, of course they have, they're paying for it. I get that, but they can't get that anywhere else really. Um, so the easiest way to find out more information about it is to tweet me or email me, uh, Jason six, six Thomas or Jason 36 at AOL. And I just voted for Guy B. Feel free to make sure make fun of my email. I don't care. Yeah, AOL. You know what I saw though? Dan Lebetard, Bill Simmons, all You're these out of your mind, dude. Big time journalists. They all use AOL still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Simmons is has said I have AOL, and then he makes fun of himself. Yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. totally right, okay right. with the joke. I, AOL yeah. marks AOL. Like, what are your thoughts on that as a developer slash coder? What are your thoughts on? It physically pains me. <laughs> Look at it. Well, and the thing about I have other email addresses. It's not like that's the only one, but there are people that that's the only way they've ever contacted me for the last 20 years. So I just keep it. It'd be more of a hassle to get rid of it. than Yeah. It would, I yeah. use my other ones for mm, business. I, I have and, an AOL you know. also, I should say, but I only use it for like spam and paying I'm bills. I'm pretty sure and stuff. everyone does, yeah, whether yeah. they remember what it is yeah. or. <laughs> yeah. It's not like I'm firing off like business emails for fly racing from my AOL account, you know, it's, 
Uh, right. So yeah, JT's VIP program. Check it out and email him, like I said, at the races and uh, and uh, yeah, get get a, get at the get in there. Uh, Papa Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Big things for you, JT, at Fly Racing. You guys got the A-Star, Alpine Star package going, available now, and uh, it's a real big deal for WPS and Fly. Yep, it is. Um, you know, this whole thing, when I first heard the news that we were going to be uh, distributing Alpine Stars, uh, I was I was obviously happy because I know how awesome that brand is uh, to be able to be involved with it. And then when I was kind of uh, asked or... Um, tap to be uh, personally involved as far as, you know, the WPS liaison for it. Um, liaison. Yeah. Did we have that drop? <laughs> Not handy. <laughs> liaison. Oh. What does he say? Liaison or something? Yeah. Hold on. I got it. Um, no, I was, uh, it was an honor for one. Uh, but, you know, the, the idea, the whole idea behind this Alpine Stars and Fly deal is the owner of Alpine Stars, Gabrielle Mazzarolo, and our owner, Craig Shoemaker, who's my direct boss, kind of looked at each other's strengths and, you know, Alpine stars has the best boot, you know, brand in the world. Their full lineup, uh, is the best boot in the world. I, I can say that with no qualm, no hesitation and, um, and believe it. My uh, liaison, <laughs> my uh, liaison. Then on the other side with fly racing, uh, the steps that we've taken, our core products, uh, head, you know, we're, our brand is so wide now. When you combine what we have to offer in the gear, full line of gear, and then their boot offerings, we felt like we could team up and offer the best head-to-toe package on earth. And that's that's where this was born from. Um, because, you know, Alpine Stars had a current sales relationship. They didn't need us. And WPS is doing just fine. We didn't necessarily need them either. But it was mutually beneficial. And that was the goal is like, hey, if we team up and we cooperate and we do this correctly – we can offer a package to the to the end consumer that is is not like nothing else out there. So, so that's what we're working towards. And what's the early uh, progress? What's the early signs? Like people dealers are stoked. Yeah, or, I mean, you know. It, you know, we're only two months into this thing. Not even that, six weeks. Um, so it's it's early days, but it's been really really good. You know, the reps are crazy excited. Um, and I think uh, you know we have our national sales meeting next month. So we have some really really cool ideas, and I get to kind of teach them the concept part of it of how to do this. Um, and it, it, this is a long game. This isn't an overnight thing. We're trying to win over hearts and minds for the long term. Uh, and when we, when people go buy their, you know, head to toe package to go riding, we want them to combine fly racing and Alpine stars. If we can do that, uh, that's a win. That's, that's the long game and, and what we think we can do. Uh, and we have a lot of projects and a lot of ideas that are going to take time to, to work together, to, to exist for um, for the 2017 stuff from fly racing the gear line what do you what's moving right now what are people liking what are dealers digging well you know with everyone uh whether it's us or it's store or it's fox or whoever um this new line of gear like kefir loves whether it's our our hydrogen stuff or fox's flex air or thor's mm-hmm. primer that's the stuff that's really taken off the the four-way stretch type materials that's super lightweight but still durable and and ventilated uh, that's really the next trend in moto. That's where everybody's seeing growth. There's always going to be crazy high volume in the entry level stuff. Everyone gets that. And that's what's, you know, bills are being paid off of the entry level stuff. But as far as your technology, your innovation and, and where the, the racing guys are going and what's cool and what people want to wear, that's where you're going. All that, all that innovation and time and resources are going into that type of material. 
All right. Uh, yeah, flyracing.com. Please check it out. Um, Fly gear, best out there, bro. I want. I have a question. Yeah. So, you know, for us, you know, obviously with Fly Racing, Pulp MX is a huge yeah. advertising avenue. Yes, you thank know, you for I, everything. Yeah, and I push really hard, and this I go is the to the part where he asks us. To no, I go to bat for you because I'm in the bathroom. I believe in it. Yep. I know Pulp Nation, and I think these are core customers who really spend money and they yes. buy products, and it's money well spent for us. Um, but one thing I I, th- I thought that would be really cool is we have these conceptual meetings and we sit around and try to raise the level of our brand. Mm -hmm. If you look at where fly racing started, it was, you know, not considered premium or cool or whatever word you want to put in there, synonym for that you want to put in there. So it's been, you know, my goal and and my predecessor's goal to raise the level company wide. We Mm -hmm. want people to consider our brand uh, cool and the look good and durability and functional. And, um, you know, Bob Lowry, who I work with always says function first, then we'll make it look good. I may argue that I want them to both <laughs> coincide together right. because I, I, I really want to, our stuff to look cool. Um, but I want to pose a question to all the pulp people out there mm-hmm. and you can leave voicemails, you can email, you can do whatever. Tweet at pulp show if you want. Yep. <laughs> what does fly racing mean to you? And I know you're going to, deep. there's going to be jackasses there out there are. that are going to take Mo- cheap Moses, shots. Moses is probably know. sending right now. Like, and there's going to be people that are just going to try to piss me off. And seriously, don't waste your time. Like, I don't care. Listen, I've ever, I've heard every insult there is about our brand. I've heard every, mostly from Chad. Yeah. I get it all the time. Like I, I don't care for that. You know, whatever. If, if you feel like you want to take time out of your life to insult me or the brand that I work for, great. But I'm really looking for real insight and, because we take all this in, into consideration and how we market it and how we advertise and what can we change, what can we offer better. And I feel like this is the best avenue out there to get real feedback. So that's what, I, that's what I'd like to see out of um, the show. Right, so, yeah, use the contact form on pulpamexshow.com or pulpamex.com or tweet Travis at pulpamexshow. It's probably easiest to gather responses. What does fly mean to you people? Yeah, when you think of fly racing, what response pops I, in your brain? Tim Ferry. Okay. Yep. Of the helmet. Well, I know how much you love Tim Perry, so I'm good with that. Yeah, yeah, that's probably that's probably what I think of. All right. Um, hey, speaking of uh, another brand that that we work with and, and that you guys at at uh, at, uh, at WPS work with, Michelin, Michelin Starcross Five, the brand new tire out for these guys. I probably shouldn't say brand new anymore. New tire, uh, Michelin Starcross Five, hard, medium, soft, and sand, completely redesigned casing, a more aggressive self-cleaning tread design easier mounting these tires have been great we've been getting terrific feedback from the folks that are buying these on twitter and at dealers and we had an x-brand goggles slash a michelin starcross 5 giveaway going on that ended a little while ago and uh everybody down at michelin they've taken all their technology that they, they i mean they built some fantastic tires and they redeveloped and relaunched their their off-road line and it's the michelin starcross 5 21 different sizes michelinmotorcycle.com check them out and i'm telling you people the the wear the wear length and the uh the gription that these things offer we're getting a ton of uh, great responses to that if you have a set of michelin tires on your bike hell if you just have one michelin starcross 5 tire uh we are going to have a michelin motorcycle.com pulpamex show ride day at comp edge on january 15th so sunday after san diego ride for free if you have a michelin on your bike uh chris Kiefer will be there danny stevenson will be there myself randy richardson will be there we're going to give away some stuff 
tires and, and Michelin products, and you get to ride for free if you have a Michelin on your bike, and there'll be like an easy up there, and we'll hang out, and Kiefer will be there, and uh, it'll be fun, man. So that's uh, we'll, we'll we'll pump this up in the next coming little few weeks, but just pray for it to be warm and not windy. Yeah, really, right? Comp edge windy, start on the right and end up off the track. Right. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, so yeah. That's up. That's the Comp Edge uh, ride day uh, at, uh, at January 15th. Michelin Starcross 5. Please check them out. Great guys. Great tire. And uh, like I said, we've been getting a ton of great feedback on Twitter for this. Um, Eli Tomac is coming up here shortly. Um, let's, um, let's, let's, let's talk a little bit, JT, before we go to commercial. Uh, we, we're going to do, we're going to talk more 2017 Supercross season. The Racer X preview videos, JT, your hot take was James is not. Um, not going to race again. Yep. And um, Randy says, a, Randy just texted me and said a set of Michelin's. No, no, Randy. If you have one on, you're fine. <laughs> Seriously, if you just have a rear Michelin Starcross 5, you're fine. Well, take the opportunity to pick up another one at the ride day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, Randy. I'm not listening to your text. It's it's just one. We'll get you in for free. Um, all right. 702-586-PULP. Give us a call. Again, so JT, the Michelin, the Racer X Starcross. Uh, uh, how you just, what is that emoji, Randy? Oh, it's a middle. F- okay. Very no. bitter. Very bitter about the set. He wants a set. Listen, most people will have a set. Most people will. But I feel like if you have a rear on, you're fine. Uh, it's better than no Starcross 5. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. All right, JT has spoken. Well, if they don't come with the Starcross 5, you can just get them in as pulp, right? Just leverage pulp. Like, yeah, they're pulp. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. They're all pulp. Uh, <laughs> so Michelin Starcross 5, people, please get them up. And uh, and it's fantastic. So uh, Milai Tomac's coming up. Monster Energy, Kawasaki, Eli Tomac. Uh, JT, the 250 East and West lists. And we're going to talk some more of these later on the show after after Eli Tomac. But the 250 East-West list is out. Did you see it? Or do you want to? Do you remember it? I kind of wrote it out here. Yeah, my my, my handwriting isn't this. great. Initial thoughts on that, JT, from what we know. Mm-hmm. And again, my handwriting's probably sketchy. I, the West is a lot stronger. It always is, though. It always is. Mostly it is, yeah. 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 Um, uh, Forkner is on the West. Mm-hmm. I like Forkner. I like Plessinger. Yeah. Uh, and there's, some, there's some guys in here, though. Marty, always going to be good. Whether he's a title winner or not, Marty always has... He's flashes. F- fantastic rider. Okay, you can get your shot in there, but you have to consider him. He's going to win heat races. He's going he's to be in the mix to win races. Whether yes. that, yes. Old, I mean, yes. he's but, that's what okay. He does. Wait, when's the last time Marty rode west? Are we sure Marty on the west is good? Yeah, he's good. Okay. Yeah, when he was I feel on like Rock, he's been east when he was on Rockstar Suzuki, he was west, he was west? a little bit. Okay. He was good. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because JT, that's you what know, he practices on every day. True. Hard True. pack yeah. crap. Um. So Osborne's on the east. He's coming back from wrist injury. Adamson Cirillo's on the east. That should be in- that's the most fascinating See, guy. I think the west is deeper, but I think that the east has more talent. The upper end. Yeah. Craig. Craig. AC. AC. Savachi. Amart. That's pretty strong. Osborne. That's pretty strong. Top five right uh-huh. there. Uh, you don't know what Phil's going to do. Ferrandis, who knows? Yeah. Benny Bloss, I think, is going to have some flashes. If he gets a good start, Benny can he can go. Um, Watch those whoops. Yeah. Um, I don't know who is that. Renslin? Renslin. Yeah, yeah the bottom. Um, RJ. Who knows what RJ will do? I mean, he's he's capable. Uh, RJ needs to make it happen. He does. This he, is the year. He does. If he doesn't produce this year, he's going to be in that Bauer situation where he's on 51-50 or yeah, Barn yeah. Pros, yeah. which nothing wrong with that, but that's not yeah. that's not factory connection. Honda. Uh, Bowers is coming up here shortly. I, you know, I'm on the I'm on the bear. Bandwagon. I am too. He was my yeah. surprise pick. Yeah, yeah. So be careful with the bear on a on a Yamaha through the F. 
If yeah. they can get that engine package right, yeah. he will, be a, he will um, be a threat. And what about Craig on the east? That was sort of a last-minute thing. J-Mart went, I was surprised by switched. that. Yeah. I was surprised by that. I think it's a little bit of J-Mart having more time for outdoors testing. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't think you – if you're Geico, there's no way you want J-Mart and Craig on the same coast. But, see, I, I think – I don't want to say it's a mistake because who, who knows, but I would have put Christian Craig on the west. That's my that's my decision. I know yeah. what you're going to get. Yeah. And I think Craig – I think it would be between Craig and Forkner. I do. On the west. Yeah. yeah. I think Plessinger will be good at times. I'm a little unsure if Plessinger starts over uh-huh. an eight-race series or yeah. whatever. But I would – it would be between um, Forkner and Craig for that title all day long. Don't you feel like the ruddy East Coast track? So Craig is such a perfectionist, and he's able to put the bike where he needs it. And he's got, but I draw, think like he's got skill, talent. He but can the, ride a but bike. The whoops are such a Christian strength, and the West Coast whoops are always tougher. The yeah. East Coast whoops get beat up and mm-hmm. wore down, and sure, even guys okay. like Amart, yeah. they they find their way to the front. Okay, on a track like Anaheim two last year, Christian Craig was a man among yeah. boys in those whoops. You know, and I don't think you run into that on the East. You just don't. Um, I know from my own personal experience, my results would go up every time we went east because the whoops were easier. Yeah. It was just like yeah. clockwork. Right. So, um, Justin Hill, you're not sure what you're going to get? If he goes back to the form he was, I mean, he was he's a race winner every weekend if he's on point. Yeah. You just don't know. He's, he's been so up and down the last few years. Uh, Chase Sexton broke his wrists. Uh, Both of I, them. I, yeah, I talked to uh, the Geico guys. Uh, no, no surgery needed. Just soft cast, yeah, and he'll be ready for east. So the still, if you're, if still you're gonna, takes a pretty step, big step back. Yeah, if you're gonna break your wrist, though, this was the best way to do it. If yeah. you're gonna break your wrist, it's just so. I mean, it kills any momentum you had. You yeah. know, you're gonna come in unprepared. Is yeah. even if you're ready to race, you're not ready. Who does better, JT, out of the JGR? N-Fab.com JGR check-in. Here we go. Uh, N-Fab Jeep Trucker SUV parts. Uh, they can help you out. Uh, proudly built in Houston, Texas, USA. The, G- the N-Fab guys are a big part of the JGR Suzuki program. The N-Fab JGR check-in is this, JT. Just points at the end of the year. Yep. Bichelia, Phil. Phil's east. Bichelia's west. Man, I think it's going to be close. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I Flip a coin. I don't... I mean, I know that's a crappy answer for a radio show, but I think they're they're both great starters. Uh, There's really no no huge differences between the two. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll take Bichelia just because he has more two fifty experience. But it's uh, I'll take Phil. I'm good either way. Like Phil shouldn't be in the class. You could make you could make one solid point, and Mm -hmm. I'd go the other way. Uh, Highest finish for Chiz on the Moto Concepts bike. Fifth. All right. All right, everybody. We're gonna take a commercial break. Pulp Max Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Before we go, please give me a pulper, pull. 66% for RC. Strong. All right, that's bullshit, everybody. All right, we'll be right, right back after this. Hey, this is the voice of Supercross Guy, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at pictures from back then and flash forward to now, we see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. 
Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at Fly Racing USA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica J.P. Money Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. For your Jeep, truck, or SUV, Gear Alloy is the choice of the NFAB Ampro Yamaha GNCC off-road racing team. Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory-level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Racetech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, Enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Race Tech. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement.
replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Michelin tires are back, people. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Michelin Starcross 5, brand new, available in hard, medium, soft, and sand. Uh, their off-road tires are some of the best ones out there, and they've revamped this whole lineup. There's no one who knows these tires better than our own, Chris Kiefer. When they're calling it comfort casing technology, what are they talking about? Is this a fancy marketing term or what? No, it's actually the carcass of the tire itself, so how much it flexes or how you know sidewall stiffness that you have when you come into corners. and. What's cool about this tire is even from the previous version, the MH3, it gives more. So when you hit square edge or you're coming out of a corner with some bumps, it has some give to it. It's more comfort, so it doesn't feel so rigid. A lot of that has to do with the the CCT. So you're telling me the comfort casing at the end of the day, maybe it helps you a little bit to have some suspension in tires. Yeah, obviously it's flexing a little bit, but also, too, when you come into corners, you don't want it to roll on you. So they've got that dialed in to where you come into a corner and you still have enough stiffness where it grabs and bites, but yet straight line, you have comfort. Hey, as a former factory mechanic, Kiefer, I know all about mounting tires, um, so no problem for me to mount anything. Right. Well, maybe not a moose. Uh, you found mounting these new Michelins uh, pretty easy, actually. Yeah, I'm a great test rider, but my mechanic skills are novice at best, so... Mounting the tire wasn't too bad. They sent me a bunch of tires to mount before testing, and I was out there busting in the garage. And normally you got to put some tires in the sun, let them soften up a little bit. But this, uh, the bead rolls on really nice. I didn't have to struggle. No curse words were, were sworn in the garage. So uh, it was a lot better for me, you know, putting these on. Four versions of this tire. They cover all the uses, Kiefer. Reduced weight, comfort casing technology, mounting, traction, handling. They do it all. Starcross 5, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Thank those guys. Check them out at the local dealer people. These guys know tires and they know what they're doing. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition, all in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest-growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from atlas brakes we thank those folks for coming on the show if you're on the fence about a neck brace please try the atlas one best one out there x brand is continuing to focus on low cost and high quality in the new year RCH Racing's Brock Tickle and Freddie Noren are on board with Matt Bichalia, Daniel Baker, and a host of others to make up a motivated group. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct to the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW16 to save 30% now. 
the leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts. Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cams, unleash the power within. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and FASCO products too. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Do you own a KTM like Anderson? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty and go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. KTMPartsExpress.com Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Hey, 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 W-E-E-L. Now that I got all your attention, 
Let's talk about wheels. WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo brakes. All the W wheels are built by the same guys that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoke and nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or XL. WUSA, used by Reed, Rocks, and Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Antonap, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need, cool colors, better strength, they've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp and Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of JS7 and Chad Reed in the 2016 Supercross Series and rock a Vortex Pro. Available in red, blue, black, silver, and now green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 and get 40% off your next order. 800-440-3559. VortexRacing.com or email Jake at VortexRacing.com and mention the PULPMX show. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as... Cycle Trader Yamaha, Motor Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimira Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda. They have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm. 
Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with Factory Riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PULPMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's win-win. Head over there, check them out, guys. presented by btlsports.com and fly racing fly racing's own jason thomas in studio oh, matt good everybody vortex racing vortex official sprockets of cooper webb and chad reed v3 bar v3 mx super bar a uh, handlebar v3 mx sx handlebar 29% strong in the competition. Uh, besides the sprockets, they've got tie-downs and brake lines and chains and uh, everything else. They're carrying EK chains as well. And uh, we thank the Vortex Racing folks for coming on. Email jake at vortexracing.com uh, for a hell of a discount on uh, bars, sprockets, anything you need. Uh, Babbitt's Kawasaki uses the bars and sprockets uh, to dominate arena cross, and we thank Vortex for coming on again. Email jake at vortexracing.com for a deal that you will not be able to believe. Vortex is pleased and proud to bring you our first guest of the night. He is looking forward to uh, big things in 2017 on the Monster Energy Kawasaki bike, and he is the number three of Eli Tomac. Eli, what's up, man? How are you? Good. Just uh, on the Cali grind. Yeah, uh, bro. You got to go home for a few days in Colorado, spend Christmas, and then shoot right back out here. So Okay, so that was actually – that covers one of my questions. So you, because of the snow and everything, you're kind of stuck to Cali now for a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I run out here around December 1st every year, so. Yeah. And then I'm here till that West Coast swing goes east, so. Right. Yep. And then you can't get enough of going back home. <laughs> yeah. Um, every year, I'm like, man, I'm uh, get out of here. Yeah, no, it's no. all right. Yeah, it's all right. Hey, JT, is there somebody more excited for timed main events than Eli Tomac? <laughs> I was like the best day of the year. Like Christmas came early, I would, I would imagine. Oh, God. <laughs> You're hey, that's not a bad thing. No, bro, you're you're honest. You, no, you know, I it's mean, it's good. I mean, I, but I, it's good for us. But I honestly think the race is just going to get more boring. I, I agree. Mean, yes, it's 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 going to be really bad. Like I don't know, like the 
from, I don't know, 11th place to 20th, it could be really bad. I don't know. Oh, there's going to be some lappers. It's always bad when you're in 11th through 20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But honestly, JT. But like, there's going to uh, be no. guys really, really far back. Yeah. You know? Oh, God, yeah. There's dudes. There'll be people pulling off. Okay, probably. you lap into. Yeah. Probably you lap into 9, 10 every weekend. Depends on the track. But mostly 9 to 10th, yeah. somewhere around there, right? I mean. It depends. You might be up to sixth and seventh place with 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 twenty. If you're like Santa Clara, where it's forty yeah. second lap times, you're getting into top close to top five. But honestly, uh, Eli, you've seen this. There's there's a lot of really good riders that don't have twenty in them. No, like guys who are outside the top ten. But like, the, the guys that are having a tough time qualifying, they don't do twenties. <laughs> they don't they don't practice yeah, twenty. Why all. would you do twenties? You <laughs> yeah. practice six and eights. That's all you care about. Oh, uh, yeah, that could get ugly with lappers. You're right, but. Uh, yourself and Dunge and Roxon and Baggett and these these, these elite guys, um, yeah, you guys got to be loving it for sure, you know. But yeah, you're you know you're right I though. Mean, I don't think it's going to make the racing bet. It, once in a while, it'll make for an incredible race, but nine yeah. times out of ten, it's going to be stretched out even more. Yeah, I think it yeah, takes I a mean, little pressure off the so start. What do you, mm. <clears throat> I mean, yes, it, it would take pressure off the start, but. What, I mean, what is there going to be added? Like five laps, probably on average. Three to four. four yeah, laps. yeah, three to four. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, um, I mean, it. I think uh, it's good for the good guys if they do get a bad start, but it's going to be, it's going to be gnarly too. You yep. know, like there's there's a lot of races where you're at lap sixteen or seventeen, you're like, you're wanting that to be twenty. You know, now if you're at sixteen or seventeen, mm-hmm. you got whatever eight more laps or nine more laps. It's going to be. It's going to be gnarly. And also, too, people don't understand, if you don't go down on the track, JT, you know this, and Eli, you certainly know this, go walk down a Supercross track after the 50 main event, it is hammered. Yeah, it's like Baghdad. It's hammered. And so you add another uh, uh, eight laps to that from the 250 class slash 450 mains, like you are going to be going way high in the turns and cutting turns off and everything else. Yeah, races like Toronto. Yeah, I mean... Um, I was going to say, you can go ahead, JT. No, I was just saying races like Toronto, Indy, the ones where you get really bad track breakdown, it's going to be, the last few laps are going to be sketch. Yep. And I was thinking of last year, like, you know, like a race like Anaheim too, you know, it has like a a massive set of whoops Mm -hmm. and they're gnarly and they get broke down and like, you know, you're wanting that 20th lap to come up, but now you got, you know, those extra five laps. It's going to be, it's going to be something different. I, I just go t- around the whoops. That's what a Michael, or a yeah. Jeff Alessi does. Jeff, Jeff, Alessi, Jeff Alessi rides right around him. It seems to be fine. <laughs> uh, I don't, hey, they got a, they got a, like a, a, nothing against Jeff, but let's talk about Jeff. Like black flag him. He keeps, when you ride around the whoops more than once or twice, you're done. Yeah, you're done. I, I can't understand how he thinks that's okay. I get no worries. I'll just go around these. Right? I haven't seen this with no comment. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. He did it at multiple, multiple races last year in the main event. He would just go around the whoops yeah. lap after lap. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm going to go around the whoops. And I'm just like, how is that not, you know, black flag, <laughs> black flag material? I don't blame him, but it's like, what do you do? Just just stop. Like, you're going to get DQ'd, you know? Right. Uh, 702-586-7857. You got a question for Monster Energy Kawasaki's Eli Tomac uh, on the Pulp Mech Show, brought to you by Vortex Racing. So, Eli, the big question, like, for you, last year we, we saw you start off Supercross a little slow. At some point, you and your team uh, kind of got back to zero, worked on settings. Yep. You were a much better rider in the second half. We saw you win Daytona, and then sort of you were a different guy the second half. So my question to you is, like, I guess that's where you start testing, right? Like, hey, here's our best 16 setup, and go from there? 
Yeah, exactly. And that was that was before Monster Cup, you know, and then we, mm-hmm. we fine tuned a little bit more. And, you know, Monster Cup was Monster Cup, you know, it was a big improvement supercross wise. Yeah. Um and after that I've been able to just ride my bike. It's been really nice. I've had very few days where I'm testing till five o'clock, so it's been way different than last year for sure. It's a good thing. Yeah, like I was gonna say way different, but a good different. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like now I've said it like a thousand times since, but now, like I can tell I'm in a way better spot than I was last year when I started Supercross. Like last year going in, like I honestly thought I was okay, mm-hmm. but I was just like a fourth place guy. You know, it is like it, it just is what it is, or, or it was what it was. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like I don't know. I'm just just back to normal. You right. know, I can. I've had a normal off season. Well, yeah, people remember you had double shoulder surgery last year. Then uh, apparently around December, you you crashed and had to take another uh, week or two off the bike. And it was a new bike, yep. you know, and all that. And, and yep. yeah, maybe uh, myself included, you don't realize sort of what that what that does to a guy, you know, as far as starting off strong. So Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was tough, you know, but no, no excuses either. But yeah. Um, it's going to be better starting than last year for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. I'm looking forward to it. And, and yeah, like you guys seem to reach a compromise on bike setup and everything else, and get that the new bike. And everybody's got another year on that bike. It was pretty new, so data acquisition yep. and all that kind of stuff has been. You know, people learn about that that sort of thing. Exactly. You know, you just you learn the bike and mm-hmm. you learn what works and what doesn't. You know, that's why you go racing and 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 yeah and yep. it, and it's been good i've been able to leave the bike alone you know and just been riding so <laughs> right i'm i'm bummed right that's good so i have a question yeah. when you go into you know you're in your season last year and and for me or you know most people there's always like a time of kind of reflection you think about the season like where was i good where was i bad if things had gone uh-huh. different like how could i fix this or be better where do you think you know you were your strengths were and weaknesses were you know as you try to improve for next year and, and I know your dad probably weighs in on this because he's he's so smart and and sees stuff that you know probably you can't see from the outside at times, but I think mm-hmm. reflection and trying to make a plan to be better is so important you know because you just go year after year of the same thing and if you don't improve on certain areas you know it's just kind of. Uh, spinning your wheels at times. So where where do you think? And I don't want you to give away you know secrets or anything like that. But when you're looking at yourself yeah. objectively, like I could be better here, or I'm, I think this is something I do really well. Yeah. Well, number one, and everyone already kind of knows it, is starts. Right. Um, we like we gathered data and we took like the top four guys, mm-hmm. and the start data literally showed Dunge having the best average. And then it went Roxon, and then I think I actually was better than Anderson, even though he beat me in the series. But and then it was Anderson, so um, that showed it. Like myself and Anderson were like fifth or like sixth and fifth average or something on the starts, or mm-hmm. maybe seventh and sixth. You know, and Dunge was like two point five, and right. Roxon was like third. Like that literally showed it what made the championship. You know, yep. It's so important to get out front early now, and then. I mean, yeah, you're working on other technique stuff and, and trying to get through those motos, but starts are massive now in the 450 class. Yeah, you, you've got to be there every weekend. You know what I noticed back when you know James and Chad were kind of in their heyday. Uh, James, Chad was pretty good at it, but James was maybe the best ever. Even if he didn't get a good start, by the end of the first lap, he had made up mm-hmm. 
you know, almost all the positions that he needed to by the end of that first lap. And I don't know how you get better at that or practice for it, but he was so great at it. He just saw openings and ways to pass. And I'm sure part of it was he was just so much better than everybody that he would just blow by him. But man, that was a that was a great skill because he could erase he could erase a bad start in one or two laps and then it didn't even matter anymore. So I like I said, yeah. I don't know how you get better at that, but man, yeah. it was evident watching yeah, you, those races. You can't exactly invite twenty of your buddies over because it ain't the same. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know. But yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, yeah, because Eli, you talked to me about that too. It always wasn't always your start. It wasn't always your start. Sometimes it was a decent coming in the first turn, get smashed around a little bit, then all of a sudden have a yep. poor through the first rhythm lane mm-hmm. or something. You know, you got to yeah. be good even those first two or three straightaways or the whole first lap. You know. Yeah, it's, it's crucial. Um, hey. You know? uh, Saw RV and MC out of the Cowie track. What was going on there? Just photos, or were they? Was MC actually helping you start a little bit? I saw you guys, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We ripped together. He's watching us, giving us a little. Gave us like, he was actually better at giving us some mental tips, you know, than actual on the bike stuff. So, I I liked it. I enjoyed it. You know, when he did come out in those few days, and uh, RV was there for the photo shoot. So yeah, we had we had a good crew the past few weeks. Yeah, I bet. Was RV just so cocky, right? Was he just ridiculous? Or how was he? Was he okay? Nah, he, I think he's okay. Okay, all right. Because he can get, you know, he can get a little a little out of hand. Um, that's interesting, though, MC helping you with, with, with mental stuff. Yeah, that's got to be. Yeah, good little, uh, little things to put in your head and think about, so. Think about how much that guy's seen. Those are big, big secrets. Think about how much that that guy's seen and done. Yeah. Like how many scenarios, how many different bikes he's had to adapt to. Hold on, though. To me, MC's tip would be, yeah, man, get a good start and charge real hard for about five laps. (laughs) And then your technique, (laughs) like my technique was so good as McGrath that I was able to just yard everybody. You know what I mean? I think think there's something to that, though, as far as, I mean, start technique is one thing, but... I, you know, I think uh, having focus on the first lap to be that sharp, I mm-hmm. think that's okay. that's not something everybody has. You right. know, I think to be ready to go at your absolute peak from a dead stop sitting on the line that quick, he was so good at that. Yeah, He would mm-hmm. end the race before it even started for those guys. I mean, two laps in, he already had a five-second lead, and it was done. You know, before those guys even gathered themselves and had it together, he was gone. So I think that's tough to do to come out and be at your 100% maximum from, you know, a pretty low heart rate to be at 180 and, and mm-hmm. 30 seconds and be at your absolute best. I think that's not everybody can, can do that or is very good at it. Well, it's good. Yeah. yeah. And then just to, just to carry that same mental mindset in every weekend and every main event, you know, Yep. it's, it's gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. You're right about that. I, I do feel like the gap and this, I, maybe this is uh, walking uphill to school uh, both ways, you know, when you're younger, but I feel like the talent gap is closer than MC's years. Not, but look, what, I'm sure he helped you, and that's awesome. And he's the man, and I'm a fan of McGrath, so I'm not saying that. But I do feel like McGrath had those guys covered in technique back then. Sure, most of them. Yeah, he he raised the, right. the level. And when yeah. I look at at Dunge, Roxon, Eli, Anderson, Seeley, there ain't much difference in, in you know technical riding aspects. So I don't know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean the the overall level of the top. 10 as far as a, an ability yeah. on a motorcycle right. i mean the winning is in the is in the margins like the yeah. very small margin is what's separating the top few right well that's good eli yeah you got a couple of mc yeah. and, and, and rv helping you out um all right let's get some phone calls we got a lot of phone calls for you 
So, uh, Denver. This is uh, I know Eli loves Colorado, so uh, this is Denver on the line. What's up, Denver? How are you? Hey there. Hey guys, how's it going? Good. How are you? Hey GT. Hey, hey, uh, hey Eli. Hey. Uh, Eli, big fan, man. I've uh, been following you since pretty much 2012. Uh, it was when I came back into watching it. Um, I have a helmet question. It's curious. From when you switched from Geico, you're with 16. Uh-huh. And Steve might remember this. I hit him up on Twitter a while ago, and he just he's just funny on Twitter. But I'm just wondering why they didn't keep you. Like, did 60 try and keep you? Because they had no 450 riders, and I feel like you would have been the perfect guy to take that brand. Uh, I don't know. You probably contracted me. You can't go into too many details about Bell. Is it like a money issue, or did they even try is what I'm kind of curious at. No, there was, you know, both, you know, obviously they wanted to keep me, and you can, whatever, I can't say a whole lot. But, you know, I felt like, I wouldn't have switched if I didn't think I was still going to be safe in my bell helmet. So, um, you know, and, and it, I, I was really, um, whatever satisfied and, and the, the other helmet worked totally fine, but now, you know, bell has a helmet that's, you know, really good on, on that low impact side and on, uh, even rotational stuff. So, um, yeah. I didn't really feel like there was a huge compromise when I switched. Yeah, no matter how much money, Eli, it's got to be a great product for your head. I'm sure you're like, you're not going to... Well, I mean, yeah. probably not getting the same ones we would buy yeah. anyway, so... No, I and think they are. No, more, mm-hmm. more and more obvious nowadays with, with all the NFL and mm-hmm. you know, the head injury stuff's getting scary. You know, you have to really watch it. Uh, yeah, Denver, I, uh, Eli, you run an off-the-shelf bell, right? Um, is, it, is there something special about it? Or? The Flex. Yeah, the Moto 9 Flex. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, Denver, it's the same helmet that you can buy. Eli runs it. Oh, yeah. sweet. Yep. Cool. I wanted to get it, but then Royal Distributor only had Fox, so I got left out. But, uh, uh. all right, man, thanks for your time. I don't want to keep going on like all the other callers do, man. <laughs> thanks, Denver. <laughs> thanks. All right, thank you. Next up for Eli Tomac, brought to you by Vortex Racing, is uh, Seth. Seth, what's up, man? How are you? How's it going? Good, what's up? Um, I'd just like to ask. Eli, how he thinks the upcoming Supercross and outdoor is going to be for him going up against the other upcoming, like, or the other, like, top riders. What do you think, Eli? Championship, I guess, is something you're aiming for, both indoors and out, right? Heck yeah. Bring it to all the other riders. Bring it. <laughs> there we go. Uh, no, but seriously, I yeah. think it's just another year of a stat class, you know, and kind of have you kind of know what to expect you know dungeon's going to be there and you know roxon's going to be crazy fast and i'll put those two up on the highest pedestal right now you know so those are the guys yep. that everyone's going to be chasing yeah absolutely there you go uh seth thanks man all right thank you have a good night yeah i mean we we know we all of us experts quote unquote on the media we we talk about you three guys and we're like okay we gotta break these three guys down and it's so slim like we were talking about in vegas that i don't i think you know, I don't know where you'd go. I don't know. I, I think anybody outside of you top three winning the title would be long odds. Anderson's great. Seeley, I think, is great. Marv's great. But um, I really think you three guys, it is going to be it is going to be on. And uh, it should be exciting. It should be good, yeah. Heck yeah. Um, Eli Tomac on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing, brought to you by Vortex uh, Racing. Email Jake at Vortex um, for, all, uh, for a discount. Um, how's JG? Uh, obviously, you had your teammate. He was your teammate last year for a little bit, but he was injured. Uh, how's he looking? How's the prep going for him uh, for the season? I imagine you're spending a bit more time with him than you did last year. Hey, JG, he, that dude can lay down laps like fast. <laughs> so he's, 
and I and I think he's pretty healthy. Yeah, and he's been spinning laps like a lot of laps. So I he's going to turn heads too. I think I I you know I wasn't able to watch him in the years past. Yeah, but I think he's is putting in more seat time than normal, and and the guy can freaking ride. You know, so um, he'll be he'll be cracking top fives. You know, uh-huh. like I don't I don't think without many problems. You know. If, as long as you know he gets a good start, and um, yeah, I think he'll turn some heads seriously. Um, and just being healthy for JG, is yeah, such a being healthy, such yep. a thing. Right? He's gonna look fantastic. Oh, his fly gear, yeah, gonna look good, fantastic. Yeah, okay, all right, <laughs> great to hear. Um, boy, by the way, Eli, did Eli go to your A, a star? He did. Yeah, they had a Q and A up on stage. Well, wow. wraps there. Yeah, wow. it was cool. Yeah. Really appreciate JT and you Eli hanging down. Hanging taking out. I, well, when I first heard. That he was coming, him and Justin both came up. I was like, "What? Seriously?" But that was awesome. That was really cool. Yeah, Eli's probably yeah. stoked. Another off well, I'm, I'm sure nobody. I'm sure neither of them were stoked to have to take a Friday night and fly up there and go Saturday and fly home. But it was very much appreciated. Um, Eli, yep. how was the Cowie intro? How was chicken? How was chicken at the Cowie intro? Let me see, chicken. He's. You could say he was wasn't on planet Earth on the, on the, during the family feud. Is the first couple questions, but that's awesome. Oh, he's he is I, honestly. If you want a reality show, I feel like Chicken might be a good place to start in the yeah. moto world. You know, uh, he's unbelievable. Yeah, he's he's unbelievable. He's a different character. I mean, but same time, he's a he's an awesome dude. Yeah. No, he, the joke yeah. around the Cowie is he rides more now than he did when he was a factory rider. Like he. <laughs> he, he he rides more now. Needs more parts and everything on for his for his bikes than when he was. Dude, and then he he rips this massive RC car, this this scale RC car down in our test track. Uh huh. And like last year, his track kept growing and get, was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then during the off season, they rented a skid steer and like built the track down there. <laughs> and then so then when we started testing, like Mikey couldn't turn around the test truck. So then, you know, they ended up dozing the track. And actually, I felt bad for him because he had, like, the sickest freaking massive RC car track down there. <laughs> what are the chances that Chicken never asked for permission or anything and just built the RC car track? Yeah. <laughs> right? We just call it the Chicken Grand Prix, dude. It was hilarious. Do you, uh, obviously, look, you're, you're much younger than those guys, but, like, Chicken and Lachine and Wardy, like, do you kind of know what those guys did or do you follow a little bit of stuff? I know your dad did for sure, but do, do like, do you know much about those old guys, or is it kind of, you know, you're in your zone and, and that's it? How much do you follow that kind of those guys? Uh, I mean, I know like the Lachine history and the Wardy. You know, I I know like which guys, you know, whatever did more than the others, which ones partied. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I probably should should watch more of that and have more history in my memory bank, but I don't. Well, dude, you're not alone. And, uh, you know, um, yeah. it, that's what you guys are kind of grew up in this bubble and all that. I and mean, it's for dorks like myself that, that watch these old races and grew up with these guys and we're older than you too, you know? So, um, yeah, that's one of those deals. Well, uh, Eli, thank you. Uh, thanks for your time on the show tonight. I appreciate it. Looking forward to seeing Anaheim one. This is going to be awesome, man. I, I think it's going to be great racing and, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on tonight. Really appreciate it. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Thanks. Thanks, man. Uh, Eli Tomac, Monster Energy Kawasaki's Eli Tomac, brought to you by VortexRacing.com. Um, you can tell probably he was sick of being asked about the time main events. Probably everyone's like, oh, dude, you're going to kill it. Yeah. But it is. It, is. it, it helps him. It is going to help when, him. When, you're, when you even are able to self-diagnose that your starts were your biggest weakness last year, a longer race only can help you.
Travis Marks, can we get a Pulp MX Show poll update, please, on whether RC or Guy B should be in the top 30 of the most powerful, influential people in the industry? Oh. It would help if you turned my mic on. Please don't talk back to the... Still 68% for Ricky Carmichael. Yeah. That's it's why It was 66 before. I think so, yeah. Yep. I got to keep voting on my all my devices. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever. I, I got to get a vote. I got to get a vote in. You can't vote on that. Uh, I don't know. Can, is there an app that can you can vote on that? What do you mean? Twitter? Like uh, my, I use Tweet. I use. Like tweet, TweetBot or. I use tweet TweetBot. You can't do the polls on TweetBot app. That sounds, you know what? What? Lame. Yeah, probably. Uh, all right, everybody. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Tyler Bauer is still to come up and Nick Way. Coming up, we should talk to Nick about, uh, you know, he went to um, Munich. Munich. Yeah. I know everything that happens in Germany. I basically get a an alert. <laughs> Anything that happens in Germany. So what's going on in that series? Schmidt is winning? Uh, I haven't seen the points, but he's been crushing it. So I'm assuming he's winning, leading the series. But yeah. you know the crazy thing about that series is that the points are so top-heavy that you if you have a couple bad nights. Which is totally possible. You can find yourself in bad shape in a hurry. Yeah. But it looks um, like he's been doing great. Is, is he allowed to wear fly over there? Schmidt? Yeah, is he, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, sometimes they have their own gear deals with some of those teams. Yeah, but we have a great distributor in Germany, mm-hmm. in Zoop and Moto, and they, they make sure that we do really well in that series every year. All right, okay. Um, Bowers is coming up. X-Brown Goggle Terrace. Great radio. Gear Ally Cold Call. Let's do that. Let's do the Gear Ally Cold Call. All right. Before we go to commercial and we have Bowers on. Uh, Gear Alloy Wheels, since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand, they have dominated the light truck and SUV market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes for the enthusiast marketplace. You know who just got a set of Gear Alloy Wheels? You. No, besides me. Uh, I don't have mine yet. Force Butler? Nope. Uh, they are. By the Oh, by the way, NFAB is part of the Schmocky Schmountain KTM team now. They are. N-Fab.com helping out Millsaps, Baggett, and Bloss. And Gear Alloy is also helping them out. Who else got wheels? I, I was still waiting for you. You know who got wheels. wheels? I sent you a photo of their truck on, on blocks. Oh, Anton. Anton. Oh, I didn't. Well, I didn't know he got wheels. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Anton got some gear alloy wheels. Uh, he got his truck on blocks. Yeah. Anton, move. <laughs> Gearalloy.com. Five, six, and eight lug applications. Sixteen through twenty-two inch diameter. If you're looking for wheels for your uh, light truck and SUV. Um, Go to GearAlloy.com. Proud sponsor of, of course, Jessica, J.P. Patterson, J.P. Money Patterson. GearAlloy.com. Get your truck in gear. And uh, there's a Gear Alloy style to suit you. Uh, let's call Stank. Let's call Stank, dog. I was going through my phone, and I was like, you know what? Stank is good on the Gear Alloy cold call. Cold call. Does he pick up? What is Stank doing right now on a Monday night? It's called the Gear Alloy cold call. Probably, probably like washing his hair. I feel like there's 50, 50 what could he be doing? I don't even know. Fly uh, racing, stank dog still? Uh, yes, it's Is Jagger. Fly racing? Putting a top end in his two stroke. Hello. Hi, is Stank Dog there? Uh, you have the wrong number. All right. Sorry. Tell Stank Dog we said hi. Right. <laughs> that lady's mortified because uh, she has no idea who or what a Stank Dog is. As far as that was better than the cold call failures go, there was that's no, about as good as no. It, that was as, there was no way that the cold call can beat that. <laughs> okay, Stanks changes number because I the number I dial is correct. 
Huh. Wonder if F it, you, dude. Wonder if uh just call back and, and ask that lady if she wants to come on. Right. <laughs> just tell her we couldn't get a hold of Stank Dog. Uh, would you like to be a part of our cold call? All right, let's try again. Gear out like cold call. You seem very nice. Yeah. Hello? Hi, is Stank Dog there? Or is this the same wrong number? Uh, yeah, this is the same number. My did, son just got this phone number. Oh, did you? Are, are you getting a lot of calls for a guy named Stank Dog? Yes. Oh, man, I'm sorry. Do you know anything about him? I do not. He, he, he races. <laughs> My thirteen-year-old son's number. Oh no, he might be getting some bad calls. Uh, he races professional motocross. Um, oh, like you know the indoor stuff. Uh, uh huh. Um, and and the arena cross, and he rides a two-stroke, and he he's kind of a hippie-looking guy, um, and he's really oh. popular. And so, yeah, your son's going to get a lot of phone calls from. <laughs> oh the, shoot! Yeah, and maybe okay. some, and maybe some inappropriate text as well. Um, uh, yeah, he's been getting quite a few of those. Too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. Honestly, ma'am, if I find his number, his real number now, because he's a buddy of mine, um, uh-huh. I will I will uh, tell him to get that number out because I feel really bad for your son. Okay. And so. if you do, then you could call back and, I mean, he could, if they're looking for him, he could forward it to them. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we got to we got to figure yeah. this out because your son should not like he's a great dude, but he's you right. know, he's a professional motocrosser. He's one of those crazy rebel guys and Yeah. You know, so, um all right, we'll try to figure it out. What's your name? Tiffany. Tiffany. Well, thanks for your time. Yes. And we'll get you're to the bottom welcome, of this. No problem. I'll tell Stank to right. figure it out. Thank you. Bye. Okay, you're welcome. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> you should have told her to keep on too stanking. <laughs> yeah, he's been getting some uh yeah. some inappropriate No matter what. <laughs> No matter what you do, just keep on two stanking. All right. I think I got his number. Yeah. Max? Yeah. Yep. Thank you, Max. By racing. That's what it means to to Max, getting the right phone number. This cold call has really gone sideways. All right. We're going to try to call Stank Dog now. My number, I, I talked to him not that long ago, so I don't know what happened. I did. Who are you talking to? Gear Ally, cold call. Gear Ally, get your truck in gear. Get the best wheels out there, bro. Is is Travis related? Travis Marks related to Karl Marx? I don't know. Maybe. With those glasses, he could be. Could be. Yeah. How do you feel about capitalism? Poor Tiffany. Trav. 13 Please year, leave your message 13 year old. 9, 1, 6, oh. 8, 8. Oh. Jeez. 7. Striking out. Stank, it's Steve Mathis from the Pulp Mech Show. We were uh, cold calling you, um, see what was up. Your old number, Tiffany has your old phone number. Her 13-year-old son is getting a lot of inappropriate texts. Larry Sellers. <laughs> and uh, it's not working out so good. So, yeah, we'll uh, call us back, 702-586-757. All right, keep on two stanking, bro. Poor Tiffany. All I can think of is Big Lebowski. Yeah. Larry? <laughs> This is what happens. You're killing your father. <laughs> this is what happens, Larry, when you fuck a grown man in the ass, Larry. Oh, uh, thanks, Max. Hopefully that was his number. Stank wouldn't have a personalized VM. He probably just, not. He doesn't probably even know. Um, we we cold call Denny. 
last week or the week before, Danny Stevenson. Yeah. And it, it says voicemail is not full. been set yeah, up. Was, oh, or no, was, not no. been set up. Yeah, I, or maybe it was, it was full. Up. I don't know. But Yeah, it was not set up. <laughs> Typical Denny. You're right. I don't, have a, I don't have a voice uh, personalized one either. You it's don't? like the automated one, yeah. Dude, I don't know. It's pretty on, lame. Bro. It's pretty lame, I You've know. you got to have a personalized one. Yeah. I actually need to change mine um, because I got Larry Huffman, and I feel like it's not professional. No, it's good. Is it good? It's good. Yeah, I like it. I feel like if you're like a professional and you're trying to call me, then that's not Nothing says professional more than Larry Huffman. <laughs> oh, poor Tiffany. Who's on two? Is anybody we, we want to talk to? Can no? we get a hold of Tiffany's son? That would be fun. He is getting a lot of text. <laughs> inappropriate text. Can you imagine the things that are coming into that no. poor child's phone? No. Oh, man. Mm-mm. Not at all. Tyler Bauer is still to come up here on the Pope Mike Show. And Nick Way, uh, we got your emails, uh, race tech emails we read. We got your voicemails coming up and uh, and much more. Expert on Goggle Taros, we are going to play that with um, uh, Tyler Bauer. So, uh, JT, I'm going to read off our sponsor list. All right. And I want you to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. We did this with Wygant last week. It was uh, very successful. Uh, all right, ready? Yep. BTOsports.com. Uh, online retailer. Fly Racing. Best gear out there, bro. NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts. Can't wait to get my truck done. Race Tech Suspension. Gold Valves. Vortex Racing. Uh, used to know the owner really well. X-Brand Goggles. Uh, Steve Mathis and a lot of relieved stress. Uh, hot Cams. Don't know much about them. Well, you know about camshafts, don't you? I do. Gear Alloy. Wheels. Works Connection. Uh, that dude, Eric. Michelin Starcross 5. Uh, Randy's one of my better friends on the planet. So really? I'm happy to support him. Really? Yeah, I've known the guy a long time. He's one of those guys that you need something, you can guarantee you, I guess guarantee you, you can be guaranteed that Randy will be there to help you. He's just, he's that kind of a person. He helped Travis do a backflip. Yeah, he's just, I mean, he's just a quality human being. Atlas Neck Brace. Brady Sharon. FMF Racing. Donnie Emler. W Wheels. Uh, John Anderson. Plus, I saw Jimmy Albertson post a bike that he was selling with W Wheels on it today. All right. They're Gut- really expensive. Guts Racing. Uh, seat covers? I don't know that much about them. Phantom Seat Foam, too, bro. I don't know what that is. Uh, KTMPartsExpress.com. Seems like it's pretty cool, but I, I don't... Your show is the only advertising that I see from them, which I guess is good. I think they're killing it with our code. Yeah, I yeah. mean, they're obviously happier. They wouldn't be continuing. I feel like I should try to make some of these funny, but nothing's nothing's happening. If you need a little orange bling for your KTM, maybe some new cool new KTM power wear or just a few parts to freshen up your ride, use the code PULPMX to save 15% off your order. Uh, KTMPartsExpress.com. Huge inventory, great prices, fast, accurate shipping. KTM Parts Express, the number one online source for all your KTM needs with over 40 years' experience in the motorcycle industry. Uh, Roost Graphics? What about them? Let me tell them what comes Oh, Roost Graphics. Yeah. Uh, Christina Denny. Uh, two Wonder. I have some. I wore them the other day. They're great. Great uh, Great underwear. Underwear, yeah. Need to get you some more? I was trying to think of the right, a better word. Undies? Sure. Why not? Right. It could be a... Uh, the underwear market's big these days. Have you seen all the brands that are out there? Oh, I know. So it's crazy, brands. right? And there must be... It must be super high profit margin too. I'm sure. Oh, you know what I mean. I mean like you, twenty dollars like, for a pair of underwear. I'm, yeah, I have a feeling there's a couple like, of points in there. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, they, there's so many out there that they must be a good money maker because there's so yeah, many companies. Yeah, I mean, they out have there. a dollar or something right. probably in those things. Right. But they're nice. They're they are quality. Yeah. 
I mean, my two unders, I've had the same pair for like a year, and they look brand new. Good to hear. Um, hopefully somebody's trying to get, I think somebody's trying to get us um, Stank Dog on the line, so we'll work on that. I have phone numbers. I had one. No? I don't know. I am I have updated phone numbers. From who? People that know. 4127? Last four? Yes. Yeah, we tried that. That was the one You want to call his dad? Somebody, Mr. Somebody, Stank, the cold call is dead. Somebody said his dad's funnier. Unless you can get that 13 year old kid on there, Larry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with Tiffany. I'm out. I'm out. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're out. We tried. Maybe Stank will call back in. I don't know. Oh, poor Tiffany though. He's gotta get, gotta get her number changed. Um, all right, JT. So before we get Tyler Bowers coming up here on the show, um, let's get into the two, two, 2017 Supercross season. I mean, we did these preview shows, and we're gonna do a podcast coming up too on Racer X. So, um, you know, we don't want to totally repeat ourselves here but um hard to see anyone but roxon dungy or tomac winning the title yes now yep. we went through race winners mm-hmm. and this is where it gets a little sketchy we haven't had you know more than like five race we had winners four last year yeah and we had all year and we had five individual winners i think two or three years ago and then before that it had been another 10 years or something yeah Generally speaking, two, three, four guys win. Yep. But when you look at Marvin, okay, those three guys are all going to win. Yep. And then you look at Marv. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Marv can win. Yep. No doubt. Jason Anderson? Yeah. He only won. He won two. Yeah. We got lucky with the Detroit one. Right. I don't say lucky, well, but yeah. Yeah. Fav- favorable yep. conditions with Dungey getting disqualified, penalized. Uh, Seeley? You're on record as saying multiple. I think yeah. That, I think he can get one, but Seeley's I don't think it's going to be easy. He's only had one. He didn't get one last year. I know, but he's a sleeper. He is, but multiple wins is that's a bold claim. I still stand by it. That's bold. I, I think Cole does well. So but multiple wins, man, that's asking a lot. You have five race winners. Roxon, Tomac, Dungey, Anderson, Marv. Chad doesn't get one? I don't know. I'm saying do you how many, you have I I mean he's gotta be in the in the running. He got second twice last year. But isn't he in the running like Sealy? Sure. Like that kind of running, not but stamp you, it? You said multiple wins for Sealy. No, I know. But now we're just talking race winners. I think he can win. Like I would not stamp Sealy for winning. You did last week in Morgantown, West Virginia. Did I say stamp? Yeah. All right. I think he's going to be a sleeper. I do think that. But, I know. But I mean like guaranteed take it to the bank. Like the only just the like only the, Cleveland you, Brown, the Cleveland Browns are going to lose to the New England Patriots. The only people deal. you can say take it to the bank are those three. You think? Yeah. Can't say that with Marv or, or uh, Anderson. Not when they've not when Marv's never won one. Yeah. And Anderson's only won one. Yeah. I don't think you can yeah, say. Yeah, I think it to you're probably bank. right. I mean, Cleveland Browns versus New England Patriots, like that kind of certainty. So you go three of those three guys. Yeah, I do think Marv wins one. He's just so on fire right now. But he's never won mm-hmm. one, so how can you be so sure? Yeah. It's never yeah. happened. Yeah, you need a lot of things to line up, you know? Well, I mean, I think he's riding better than he ever has, and he came so close last year. So I would be willing to bet. You know, if, if it's 50-50, is he going to or not, I'm definitely taking the yes. Where are you at on Barsha? I don't think he's going to win a race. Uh, I think if he can find the pace that gets him back into the that top five, that would be a positive for him. That's what he needs to. That's what he needs to work on is being. I don't want to say relevant because that's not a fair word, but in the conversation for who's going to podium tonight, who you going, who you got, 
that's where he needs to get to again. He hasn't been there in a while. Yeah, interesting Racer X interview where he talked about how he had to take less money. Uh, you know, yep. his contract got renewed, mm-hmm. ripped up because he was switched brands and he took less money. Now, I believe, I'm not certain, but I believe that the less money comes in a bonus structure. That's what, we were, that's what we've heard through the, the grapevine. Grape not a salary reduction, but a bonus structure that's all different because, uh, you know, Suzuki's not paying mm-hmm. bonuses or they are paying the bonuses, but they're very little yep. or whatever. Yeah. Um, Huh, interesting. I th- and you so you and our super rate and we'll, I don't think we can I think that this video already came out. You picked Dunge for the title. You think he's gonna win again? I did. Yeah, and I think Kenny's gonna win. Yep. So that'd be interesting to see. Marks, what do you think? Who who's got this? I'm gonna go with Kenny. All right. Uh another guy, JT, I have down here, Cooper Webb. Is he in the list of Anderson and Marvin, or is he in the list of Seeley and Reed? I think he might be somewhere in between. Oh, in that other dimension, like Stranger yeah, Things? because we haven't seen a whole lot, and we don't know. Really, if you look at it, though, he's coming from the same place that Anderson and Marv came from. Defending 250 champion, moving into the 450 class. So, based on that, he should be with Marvin and Anderson because he has the same resume as those two. Um, I just, I don't know. I haven't... I haven't heard a lot of like, oh my gosh, Webb's going so fast right now. I haven't heard much of that talk from anyone. Have you? Um, no. Yeah, and, and usually you hear that hype. Yeah. Whether it's deserved or yeah, not, yeah. you still yeah, hear you it. You do hear it, yeah. It comes out of their camp. It comes from people that happen to you know be at the yeah. track one day. So I don't know. I'm, I think he'll do fine, but I don't. I did hear Roxon is ripping. Yeah, of course. But, I mean, you know you I mean? can see it on his yeah. Instagram. He's going crazy fast. Um, but I don't know. I think... Uh, I think he will be good, but I don't expect him to come out and be a title contender. I just don't. Maybe he does, and, and I think he thrives on proving people wrong. But I don't know. I think he's going to take a little bit. I think he's going to have to learn how to beat these guys for a minute because he, he hasn't gone against guys this good in a while. Yeah, you make a good point, though, about like Anderson came into the – Anderson was a West Coast champion and came into the 50 class, and he won a race, mm-hmm. right? First yeah, race. Yeah, his first, first, first race. Yeah. And uh, and he was an immediate like factor. Yep. So why can't Webb be that? You know. So did he ra- he raced the 450 before the year before that too? I was wrong about he did. Race. Yeah. So he raced the old style 450, and then he got the new one. Oh, he did. Last year. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But still, same same resume. He made champion. the podium in A1. That's it. He got second in A1. Yes. First right. first first ride in the 450 class. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, so why can't Webb just be right there, right? Like right yeah. on that. I think same he, level. I think yeah. he can. I just I haven't heard much about it. And usually, man, guys are so high on the hype train in December. But he, I mean, I think I think he's a, one of those guys that the twenty one minutes is going to help. Um, he his starts haven't ever been mm-hmm. great or consistent. And honestly, last year he his biggest strength was wearing down guys like Christian Craig. He would get a decent start. And Jesse Nelson, too. He would catch them, wear them down. He was a better 15-lap racer than they were, and he'd win in the end. You can't do that against Ryan Dungey. You can't do that against Ken Rocks, and you can't, definitely can't do it against Eli Tomac. If you start with those guys in the back, it's over. Don't you feel like Webb's going to come in with that chip on his shoulder a little bit? And I don't think he's going to try to, like, T-bone anybody, but he is going to be extra aggressive to show – that he belongs with all those dudes. Yep. Do you know what I mean? He might. Like, I mean, Anderson Anderson has a little bit of that. Yeah, and I feel like 
Like Webb's gonna be like, hey, I'm not gonna be dirty you, mm -hmm. but I'm also not gonna be like, oh, I'm the rookie. Like I'm gonna. Webb's got that chip. He's got that anger. He's got that edge yeah. where he's gonna be like, hey, hey, Chad, and hey. Uh, but I think that's a. I think that's a, a unwise decision. <laughs> I do. I don't it's think an unwise. Decision. Yeah, I just don't think that's the way to get it done in that class. I think you do it the way you just have to beat people and you don't want people looking for a way to hit you or make contact with you. You just have to. Well, it's kind of what we talked about with Anderson. Yeah. Like, I, I just don't think there's, there's longevity or a way to win a championship with people out to get you. Yeah. There's yeah, too many, yeah, there's yeah. too many opportunities for people to get you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they're, they're all so good that. Yeah. yeah. Tell me, tell me someone who's looking to take Ryan Dungey out. Okay. Now, I totally get your theory because RV and Dunge really played by that, and that's yeah. how they rode. But the two guys before that, the 22 and the 7. But they hated each other. That's a different deal. Like if, if Roxon and, and Dunge get into a personal vendetta, that's a different hey, deal. Hey, how awesome would that be? It would be great. <laughs> I don't know that it'll happen. Yeah. I, don't, I think Dungey is too smart, too smart and, and experienced yeah. and seasoned to engage in that. Yeah. But oh, well, how about when I mean, how about when Dunge was taking out Weimer and just being like, yeah, I don't know, man. Angry so, Dunge. I'm just riding. Angry yeah. Dunge. That well, he still still denies. Yeah, we're like, dude, you're taking dudes out. He's taking people out. He took out RV in the last turn yeah. at Anaheim yeah. that that year too. I mean, he was right. It's a war path. Um, all right, everybody, let's get to our next guest. Hot cams. This guy uh, probably has a set of hot cams in his bike or cams at least. Performance cams to move the power around. Uh, the leader in design and development of high performance cams. Hot cams a proud supporter of our show. Now, if you go to hotcamsinc.com. Save 30% uh, discount code if you type in HotCams2016. Unleash the power within. Uh, brought to you uh, by HotCams is a Team 5150 Yamahas. Tyler Bowers. What's up, the bear? How are you? Ah, pretty good. How are you guys doing? What's going on, man? I'm just uh, trying to relax this evening a little bit. Had a pretty long day at the track. so. Did you really, huh? Um Hey, so we've had you on, you were up here in studio not that long ago with Brady, and we had you on the phone doing the Jimmy Albertson deal, and I'm sure you had uh, your choices of <laughs> places to go for this year, or maybe you didn't, but what attracted you to 5150 Yamaha? <laughs> the Albertson deal was really close, thank <laughs> you, but yeah. we didn't quite get it. <laughs> yeah, right, it was um, super super there. Yeah, we were almost there. <laughs> um, no, the... Um, the 5150 Yamaha team, um, you know, after I, I met the team and, and found out who really was involved, you know, Craig Monty is the team manager, um, Brett Leaf does the suspension, um, Jamie Ellis is doing the engines at Twisted Development, um, you know, and then uh, my mechanics, Dave Dye, who, if, you, if anybody knows any of those four, there's a lot of wisdom there. You know, all these guys were, um, you know, worked at various factory teams throughout mm -hmm. the years and and uh, have been in the industry for a while, and I believe I believe most of them actually worked with you at Yamaha for a little bit. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. Don't and, tell uh, them that. Don't yeah. don't yeah. Don't don't bring that up. But yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So after you know meeting the guys and just and knowing the wisdom in the program, um, you know, I, I think it it, it was going to say a lot to go to that team and, mm -hmm. and do good at, on that team because I know they have um, the wisdom and the guys and the and the. Um, ability to, to have a good bike and, and do good on that team. And I knew I could go there and, and, and make it happen for them and myself. I've been beating the drum of Bowers getting on a YZ250F uh, all off season. What did you, what do you think of the bike? <laughs> um, so far, I'm really impressed, you know, right off the bat, things really fast. Mm -hmm. so, um, I've always heard that. And, um, you know, like this isn't a factory effort by any means, but, you know, right off the bat, um, you know, Jamie had the, the motors just spot on. 
And um, I've just been riding kind of like a test practice motor mm-hmm. lately, but he said that he's he's the race motors are a little bit more, and I should ride the race bike sometime this week, I believe. Okay. Um, but yeah, right off the bat, the thing's just like super fast, so I'm uh, really impressed with that. And um, I was actually surprised like the turning was really good because I always thought that I had heard that the Yamahas weren't great at turning, um, but I think that was something you know that was you know three four years old. They've got that kind of ironed out now. Um, I know I always had a lot of problems last year with, like, my bike was so, like, torquey, mm-hmm. and it was hard to set up the old-style Cowie at least, like, to, to enter the turn and exit the turn. You could either, like, set up for one or the other. Like, so I'd come out of the turn, I'd get on the gas, the, the shock would load, and my front end would get real light. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know if I was going to jump, you know, like, off the track into the stands or if I was going to jump into the other lane or, like, what. You know, I, yeah. I wasn't sure where I was heading. So this Yamaha is, like, it's very... Um, it's just very positive feel. It's a very strong feeling bike, and, and me being a big, heavier guy, I think it's a it's a really good feel for me. You're healthy. You're all good. Much better than uh, coming in this season. Much better than you did last year. <laughs> oh yeah, so much better. Like it's it's pretty cool now. Like now I can actually like train and get sore. <laughs> um, where before I could just, I, I'd like, I'd like train until I got like really sleepy and mm-hmm. I'd go home and take a nap for like an hour or two. And then, <laughs> then I'd sleep for like 12 hours at night, not do anything the next day. So now I get that feeling like, I mean, that's something as a, as an athlete, that's something I'm, I, I kind of enjoy like being able to wake up and be like, Oh man, muscles hurt. Um, but yeah, it's, so it's, no, I feel way better. Um, we kind of got a late start still, but I, mm-hmm. I'm pretty, uh, pretty confident where I'm at. And, um, Really excited for these uh, fifteen-minute mains we got coming up. Yeah, yeah, new new thing for you guys. Yeah, for sure, it should be interesting yeah, think, to see. I don't think it'll, I don't think it'll affect us West Coast as much, though. I don't think. What, what would you say? Um, no, I think so. I think they'll be they'll be they'll be longer. There's no doubt. The, the races will be longer. How much? Uh, like what, yeah, like two laps. Yeah, I would say two laps, somewhere around there. Which because yeah, like the, what well, was the East Coast where we had a lot of. We lost them. Bear down. Bear down. Bear dog down. Yep. Hunker down, bear down. Let's get him back on the phone. Tyler Bowers. Um, speaking of bear dog, PE. Remember bear dog? Performance engineer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bear dog. Yeah. Ronnie gonna, Tishner. Yeah. Remember bear dog backed into Fournette's van? He did? Yeah, the oh, Steel City. Fournette and I are talking outside his van, his Ford van. Oh, yeah, and he just bailed. Yeah, he goes, sorry, bro. <laughs> and he took off. And we're like, but dog dog. We used to call yeah. him dog dog. Yeah. Wynn would have killed him. Yeah. When, oh, man. Uh, hey, you know, he brought up an interesting guy there, Dave Dye. Yeah. It's his mechanic. Yeah. And I saw Bowers said on a, um, on a, on a, on a Instagram post, where are you at, Dye? Like, Dye didn't show up one day. Dave's done a lot of winning. Yeah? Yeah, Chad Reed. Yeah. One year. I, I mean, they won a lot of races. Yeah, they did. Yeah. All right. I mean, I didn't know it was. <laughs> I mean, all right. What do you say? Dave Dye's done a lot well, of. Well, he worked winning. for Lammy too. Like they were pretty good. Yeah, Lammy on a Honda and World yeah. Connection Honda. And then Lammy at a at one outdoors. At Husky, they were right? leading the points outdoors. Lammy at yeah, Husky. Yeah, Lammy right? Husky. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, Lance, Lance. Say what you want. The guy's no been I, on a lot of no good efforts. I, I like Dave. Just when you said he's done a lot of winning, I had to like go really. I, I mean, he's I, not I, Mike Osler. Cliff White done more winning than you. <laughs> That's, yeah, I mean, you got me. Yeah, I got no comeback to that. Um, Definitely done more winning than me. How long have you known Dave Dye for? Uh, I mean, my parents knew him when he was a little kid running around wiping snot out of his face. Really? Yeah. 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 So that long ago? Yeah, yeah. I mean, me, I don't know. He probably knew saw me when I was a little kid, but my parents have known him since he was a child. Yeah. So. What was your first memory of Dave Dye? Triple um, X days? Or? Probably, like, he he went away for a little while. I think the first real memory was when he came back around. He was working for Kenneth Jones. 
Oh, yeah, Kenneth Jones. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bowers, you back? The bear is back? Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw you on Instagram. We were just talking about Dave Dye. We are sharing Dave Dye stories because he's from Florida. JT's known him forever, and I worked with him at Yamaha and known him for a long time. I saw on Instagram, Bowers, you said, where are you at, Dave Dye? Like, did he not show up for testing one day? <laughs> no, I don't, his gig's, like, pretty cushy, I think. He um, <laughs> he has his shop up in, up in the high desert up in Victorville. So, yep. Um, yeah, so we're, we're down here putting in the work at the test tracks, me and uh, me and Craig, and then uh, the other mechanic on the team, Braxton Edwards. And, uh, you know, some days he just decides he's, he gets to hang out up there and get Get yeah. a cushy life. That sounds like that sounds like Dave. One day, yeah, uh, give him a hard time though. He's doing good. One day at Yamaha, he he was just like, I gotta go. Every day he had to go to pick up the kids <laughs> at four or five, and we're like, oh, yeah, th- Thursday he gets like his son gets like early release or something. So like we're like we we're testing the other day. He's like, hey, I gotta get out of here. I'm like, oh, okay, see ya. Yeah, we we'd uh, we're like, Dave, your bike isn't together. Like, and we're testing at six a.m. tomorrow. He's like, oh, I gotta go. <laughs> we're like but but chad's bike yeah. ne- like i had to finish it like i'm like okay i guess like i i mean he's like hey sorry what do you want me to do my kid man boom gone nah. we're like okay we'll just tell chad that he can't ride tomorrow that, that should go that over goes well. well yeah yeah that should go over well especially back then we love die die <laughs> yeah right die will not come on the show or will not do a podcast with me and i don't know why he's really? just like yeah he's like i don't want to do it i don't want to do it and i'm like uh, why he's like i'll just get myself in trouble and i'm like okay uh, all right yeah, he's so. kind of he's kind he's kind of got no filter. Yeah, I think maybe that's a it. little bit worse than me at times. <laughs> Good point, right? I um, love it though. Yeah, yeah, you're not scared to to say some things. Uh, so you got a shift Fox deal. Looks like head to toe. Uh, that's uh, something you're able to do on that team. Is get yeah. your own get your own gear deal. Yeah, I was really excited to um, to get things to work with Fox again. Um, I was actually a shift guy as an amateur, and um, I last like two or three years, actually like four years, I guess, as an amateur. Um, and then, you know, the powers that be when I got picked up, um, when I went pro, I had to, you know, switch gear companies. I hopped around a little bit and, um, last year at PC, when we got back into Fox gear, or when we got into Fox gear, I was, I was like, I'm like a big number one fan of Fox. Like I'm, I'm a super fan. I'm that guy that like buys the Fox t-shirts at the mall and stuff, you know, like the rip off <laughs> ones. And, um, so I, yeah, Beeks and those guys used to make fun of me cause I used to just come in and hang out all the time. Like yeah. come into like the, the, uh, you know, the building, the headquarters there and yeah. just hang out and uh just pump them up about all the gear and stuff so um yeah th- this year it was we were trying to work out a gear deal and i talked with a few other brands and i, I just really wanted to stay in the you know the fox shift right. family and um i was i was actually really excited when they were able to put me in shift because you know like i said i was in shift as an amateur and i was really excited to uh get back into it and i think my image fits that a little bit better anyway you know i uh i think it's cool that the team lets you guys do something like that hayden mel ross also your your teammate uh it's cool you guys are able to do something like that to help yourselves out a little bit you know um a lot of teams have gear deals of some sort so um it's good 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 for those guys um yeah yeah it kind of it kind of helped get the deal done for us too anyway you know what i mean yeah yeah absolutely it's a little bit icing, icing on the cake for us are you able to ride the yamaha track or how does that work I'm supposed to. I haven't been on it yet. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, they were getting. Uh, they got the. They have two tracks there, and they had um, the main mm-hmm. track was getting rebuilt a few weeks back. Uh-huh. And then, um, I think the guys have been kind of like pounding out the laps on that one, and, and I think we're supposed to be on the bottom track, and it was supposed to get finished up the end of next week. Uh-huh. Or I'm sorry, the end of last week. Yep. And then uh, because of, because of the rain, I think it got delayed a little bit. So I'm supposed to get my first day on it this week, but. Um, not really sweating it very much, you know, like you come to learn that, you know, I've ridden many test tracks in the day and, yeah. and they're okay. But like the, you know, the main tracks get pretty, or the public tracks get pretty rough and rutted and a little bit more realistic sometimes. Sure. And, uh, I just want to, I think, I think I might head up there because most of the, like the public tracks right now don't have like a legit set of whoops to get, they get kind of wore down. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm trying to I'm trying to test some things. I just want to go up there and iron out the whoops, to make sure it's still all good. But uh, that's not really my that's not really my no. weak point. So I think I'm okay. How close did you come to going back to Arena Cross? I know Babbitt's talked to you. I know other people said, "Hey, let's let's see what Bowers is doing. Bring him back home. You're a multi-time champion there." Was that in the cards at all, or were you just no way? I want to do Supercross. Yeah, it it wasn't really like um, you know I talked with the Babbitt team a little bit, and you know I still have a great relationship with uh, Denny Bartz and Eddie Babbitt over there, and and you know they. They said they would like to have me back if I was interested, but I told them, you know, same thing I'm going to tell you is I just really wasn't like, I wasn't ready to go back. You know, I think if, you know, just one little stint here in Supercross, a one, two year stint was, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like my only effort. I wasn't ready to um, just give up on it. I felt like if I went back to Arena Cross, I, I would get written off pretty quickly. Yeah. You know, like everybody would just kind of count me out. So uh, I think, I think the program I've got now with the 5150 team, I think we can open up a lot of eyes and, and uh, make a pretty big name for us. Yeah, even Mel Ross was sneaky good last year uh, at times until he, of course, went off the berm and into the rail. Into the sneaky <laughs> good. Hey, he's still landing on his feet, though, man. He's like yeah, a cat. I know. Well, okay, not sneaky good. Yeah, he was all right. Yeah. I don't know. if I, yeah. Sneaky good, I think, is like... Well, don't you feel like most fans are like, who is that guy? Yeah, probably, but you that's, know what I mean? that's a 250 class in general sometimes. Yeah, maybe. This is a yeah. big year for you, Bowers. Like, I, I've been pumping you up, and and uh, um, I, think, I think you can do it. I think you got the skills, and I know you weren't 100% last year, but this is a real big year for you. I'm sure you're... You're eager to show. I mean, you called the factory guys, stars. You talked to Troy Lee, and you talked to Star, and, and Mitch let you go. And you got to be motivated, huh? This has got to be a real big year for you. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of pissed off, honestly. So, um, <laughs> I, I guess I was pissed off, but at, at this point, you know, like like I said, with the team, it's just been so good, and and um, with Craig and all, and Dave and all the guys at the team, like everybody, they're really excited to have me. You know what I mean? Like they're they're happy to have me. And yeah, it doesn't feel like. Um, you know, like some of the other teams I talked to acted like they were like doing me this huge favor. Right. And um, I think I think people get a little bit big for their britches at, at sometimes. You know what I mean? I think um, you know the, some of the bikes are really good. And, you know, you got a factory effort, you got this huge budget, whatever. But mm-hmm. um, I think if you really know what you're doing, you don't need to blow a bunch of money and, and um, get all these special parts and stuff to make it happen. I think um, you know I think we can do some damage on this team, and it feels good to be in a positive environment this year. You know, mm-hmm. um, last year I just felt like, uh, I felt like I was like giving up on like right off the bat, you know, I came in after having major back surgery in Epstein bar, um, you know, like when I didn't perform at the very first round after like a month of pre- preparation, um, I felt like everybody was like, yeah, right, whatever. He's just going to suck this year. Uh-huh. And I moved on. So, um, it feels good to be at a team that, that believes in me again and knows I can kick some ass. So, um, I definitely have some, um, people to piss off, I should say. Um, I don't, I don't know if I should say that. Um, but, uh, I got some motivation, but all in all, I'm just, I'm, I'm really in a, in a positive environment at this team and I'm, I'm really happy about it. So, um, you guys yeah. actually might see me smile and like take less people out this year. Well, uh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be good at the bear. <laughs> happy bear. Bear gets some yeah, happy bear. Yeah, bear gets some honey. Bear gets some honey and he gets turns happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it. No, I mean, I think I'm excited. I think, I guess, yeah, I, 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 people get on me a little bit on Twitter, like, stop talking about the bear, stop pump, pumping up the bear. I just, I just, I, I think last year you weren't healthy. You still won heat races. You had yeah. speed. You faded sometimes. You weren't 100. percent And the year before, yeah. you were literally challenging for the title. So, yeah, like, that's what I, I, don't, I, I don't, I don't get how people forget so quickly. You know, like. Not JT I, I, I and these guys. Always like, no, that's my pick. I mean, <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. I get I get comments on like my Instagram and stuff, and like you know, I've seen I've seen people say stuff like you know that I had a horrible year, and like people have said like Mitch hated me and stuff. And I'm like, really? In 2015, like I was the only guy that could like contend with Cooper. Like we were talking trash to each other right. and all that, and like 
you know, we made a pretty damn good show. And then 2016, I come in, you know, pretty, pretty much legit off the couch, like right off the couch and hopped on a bike, you know, for Atlanta and was definitely, you know, behind, but I wasn't slow. You know what I mean? It wasn't like I just qualified like really bad. No. I, like I barely made the main events. I was running LCQs all the time. So no, like, yeah, there'd be a lot of guys who would yeah. love to suck as bad as you did last year. Unquote, <laughs> yeah, I was know? like, I was like for a bad, I mean, I, I got fifth, fifth in the East Coast points, which is not spectacular for me. Um, you know, I think that yeah. was just the, the big thing, though, is everybody expected more out of me. I was like, I was one of the top, you know, I'd be like, uh, I think Hampshire was the next guy. He's six in points. Um, Macarath, I believe, was right behind me, too. You know, like, guys yeah. that, you know, did pretty good and have rides this year. Um, you know, factory rides this year, you know, were behind me in points. And um, But I think I think everybody just expected more out of me, so it looked like I had a bad year. I had a bad I had a bad time of hours year for sure, but not a bad year, you know, in yeah. general. I think I think most people would be surprised if they thought about your year and then realized that you got fifth in points. I think that would surprise most people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you think yeah, that really. some of your outspokenness scares people away? I don't think it does, but do you think so? Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure, a little bit. Um, it, it's. It, I think this past year I was just really negative in general. Uh huh. Um, and there was a lot, a lot behind that. And, um, you know, I think that definitely scares people away because I've, I've fallen in that pit before, mm-hmm. um, you know, actually before I raced arena cross, which is probably how I ended up having to go to arena cross in the first place. Yeah. I'd um, agree with that. Right. Yeah. You know, people so, were scared um, of you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've like, I've fallen into that hole before. So I don't think, I don't think it was necessarily, you know, things from 2015 because, um, you know, that was just like, that was just racing and drama and all that. But I think, I think I did get a little negative this past year. Um, and yeah, like, but I think that was just kind of the environment that I was in. Like I said, I'm really, really happy with this team and, and the environment I'm in here is like quite a bit more positive. So, um, I actually enjoy going to the, to the track again and riding a dirt bike again, you know, where last year I was kind of regretting it every day. I didn't want to go to the track. And I was like, Oh, I gotta get on this bike. And everybody's like, you know, it was just kind of rough last year. So I'm, I'm just in a happy environment at this, at this team and I'm ready to move forward. We got a question from a fan that said, will you have more 5150 energy drink or monster drink because of Brady? Of course. <laughs> So what is your- <laughs> um, No, it's just uh, the fifty-one fifty energy drink. Of course, um, it actually tastes better too. Oh, there we um, go. It's pretty. Yeah, yeah. It, it, no, no, for real though. Like everybody is like. I've never um, had one. JT. It actually. Yeah, it, it, tastes, it, it tastes pretty good. Yeah. We took some. I went out riding in the hills with like um, you know some of the freestyle guys out there. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, when it rained uh, a couple weeks ago, and um, I took some out there, and they were all like, they were all on it. Everybody was like, "Wow, this looks pretty good." And they were all you know hyped up and digging out <laughs> and jacked up. And, Stuff, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess uh, Monster's coming out with like a Mountain Dew or something. I don't, yeah, think, I don't know anything about that. I don't think that's uh What? I don't think you, they can make Mountain Dew. I think no, that's already I, taken. Thank you, JT. I mean a Mountain Dew type drink, like a, you know. It kind of already tastes a little bit like All right, whatever, bro. Fine. Don't I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm right. trying to get to what you're saying. I, Hot Cam's bringing you Tyler Bowers right, on the talk. show. Hot Cam's unleash the power within. Get some camshafts. Hot Cam's 2016. Uh, hey, Bowers, do you want to play X-Brand Goggle Terrace with us? You don't have a choice, really, but can you? What do I do? The X Brand Goggle Tear Off segment, remember that? I don't. I don't know if I can do that. I, work, I run Fox Goggles. Yeah, well, I mean, do, you, do you understand that when you tell me that Monster is going to make a Mountain Dew, that how that's confusing for me? No, I don't. All right, <laughs> I don't at all. Travis, is that confusing? Yes. All right. <laughs> Fuck off. Hit the hit the, hit the hit the intro. Hit the intro, please. It's the X Brand Tear Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. X-Brand Gog is a choice of champions everywhere. Not Tyler Bowers, unfortunately. Uh, I would have liked to have gotten you in some X, but you, you went early. You went off the board early. 
uh, Bowers, but um, that's okay. Uh, Brock Tickle wears X brand. Freddie Norton wears X brand, and uh, and and they kick ass. And so uh, xbrandgoggles.com. Pulp X sixteen is the code to save at X brand goggles. Tyler Bowers, Jason Thomas, and myself. These questions are submitted by a, a Corey Moser Bowers. It's a it's a it's a fan of our show. So uh, Corey Moser Bowers or just Corey Moser? Corey Moser. Um, okay. You have uh, 30 seconds to answer these, so these are rapid-fire okay. questions, all right? Okay. All right, hopefully none of them are too perverted coming from Moser about Brady. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think right. they were last time. They always are, but all right, let's go. Yeah. Uh, JT, we'll start with you. Okay. Do you think Webb makes it through Supercross without a DNF? Without a DNF? Yeah. That's uh, for JT, Bob. Uh, uh, he's excited uh, to answer. Look at that. Yeah, I'm pumped. <laughs> I'm going to say no, because I think most rookies going through 17 rounds will get one. 15 seconds. Doesn't have to be his fault. Yeah, you're not saying a bike. Dino. No, it could you're be a crash. Yeah, a crash. Could be a, right. could yeah. be a flat yeah. tire. could right. be anything. Right, right. Um, all right. All right, Bowers, to you. Going into the 2017 season, who do you owe a takeout to, and who owes you one? Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, uh, there's probably many guys that owe me a takeout. Whether they'll act on it, I don't, I'm not sure. Um, but I mean, yeah, there's 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 a long list there for years. Um, I don't think I don't think I took anybody out last year. Um, no, I don't I don't owe anybody anything until they they piss me off in the way too long or something like that. You know. All right, 21 seconds. You did make comment on our show about there was a guy and he's riding East Coast that you're you would like to take yeah. out. Have you yeah. smoothed your feelings over a little bit? Or are you still angry? I'm, Nope, absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> yes. But he's not I like on, that. But he's not on your coast. I so I like yeah. that. Yeah. Right. That's no, all right. There's always Vegas. Either. There's yeah. always Vegas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. Next question. <laughs> all right, Steve. Who did you upset the most with your 30 most powerful in moto list? Oh. Well, I guess that guy on Vital. I don't. Nobody reached out to me. Like nobody official reached out to me. But I guess that guy on Vital was upset. I was way off. So. Oh yeah. Green. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. Honestly, nobody. I don't think he pissed him off. He just. I. I mean, like I said, I send it to five or six people on that list, and they were like, "Yep, yep, okay." Except for Chad saying Giuseppe should be number one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was. I tweeted him back, and I'm like, no. And I was waiting for him to come back. I mean, yeah. he, 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 he must have been busy. Yeah, he knew he was being silly. I think. All right. JT, which Star Wars movie is your favorite? I think the original is probably my favorite. All right, three point four. Next question. Bowers, what are you doing to ensure you get good starts this season? Uh, trying to lose weight. No, I'm using uh, Twisted Development Engines, of course. And I'm on the Yamaha, so it's a little bit faster. There we go, 7.6. Yeah, Bowers, you got to get better starts, but you know that. <laughs> yeah. All right, next question. Steve. Next question. Raiders winning the Super Bowl or Leafs winning the Cup, which would you rather see? Oh, the Leafs by far. Yeah, Leafs. JT, where would you have put RC on the 30 most powerful in moto list? Uh, here we go. Um, just behind Reed and Roxon. Oh. oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that is unbelievably stupid. Behind them? You want me to, that's I like, could have put them in front of them. That's like 13. They were like 11 and 12. I said just behind them. That yeah, so that's like 13. Have to be anywhere in particular. 13. That could be 18, 20, 22. I don't know. Next question. Tyler, what is the sexiest Christmas present you ever bought, Brady? I buy her panties like every year. There you go. Are they thong panties? 
<laughs> I got a um, no. I, I, at at Mitch's Christmas party one year, we did the Secret Santa. Uh huh. And I did end, I did end up. I didn't actually buy it for her, but it was kind of it was for me, and then it was for her as well. I guess I I ended up winning one of those. Um, I think it's called like a Snuggie. It's like this like it's a sock for your. It rhymes with sock, you know. And uh, yeah, it's like what? a gift thing. <laughs> yeah. You just that's like you just put it on like a like over your unit, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't fit. It was way too big. Oh, I was way too big. Yeah, the sock sock was too big, you know. I don't get the point of it besides being a total (laughs) joke. I mean, is your unit ever, like, cold where you're like, I got to cover that thing up? I don't get that. (laughs) If you're going streaking. Yeah. 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 I won that thing, so. Right. I guess that's kind of sick. Sounds gay. All right. It was leopard print. does. Is that it? Uh, Steve, one more for you. Yep. Who do you think will win the 250 Supercross Series this season, east and west? Um, Can you win both? No, east and west. Ah, oh, man. Can I go Craig? Go Can I go want, Craig bro. on the east? It's such a, like a, that switch was weird, right, Bowers? It was a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. He's I, avoiding I the bear. Weird, I thought, yeah. I thought he was the most. Dodging the, dodging the bear. He's avoiding the bear. Everybody's <laughs> I avoid. I don't think he's, everybody's got to avoid me, right? No, I don't think and, he's uh. Me. West, I like Forkner. Sorry, Bear. Um, oh, really? But he's a rookie, so are there going to be some mistakes? Oh, gosh. What? You got to be like that. You're sp- you got me on the phone. You're supposed to say you're supposed to say me, of course. No, we don't do that on our show. We're honest on our show. I, I like you, Bowers. Oh, I, I think that. The Bear was my pick. He was my who's, who's coming in under the radar, and you're going to surprise everybody. You were my pick. Yeah, Bear, I got you for podiums. I hope you win. And I think – on, on you got to be careful who you say is, is your favorite now for the, the West Coast because I'm just going to aim for him now. You know well, dude, I mean? if you I'm aim for sure Forkner, you're going to put him in row 43 if you hit <laughs> Forkner. I mean, he might be the lucky one because I really like that kid. So. <laughs> he seems like a good kid. I never really talked to him too much. Yeah. He seems like a nice yeah, guy. Yeah, he, yeah, he's awesome. Um, Plessinger, I think, will be good. I think the Bear will be good. Um, J-Mart, I don't know. It's got to – I don't know about J-Mart. I thought – I thought he was better last year than he was this year, and this year he had better, more points, but I don't know. Hard to say. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see. J-Mart's another guy I heard, though, that's flying. Yeah. I know. Everybody's flying. I know, I know. Because they honestly are. Everybody go to the track, everybody's going fast. It's not like people are going slow. I saw saw Plessinger the other week. He, He was ripping pretty good. Was he? Yeah, I was actually pretty surprised. I heard he had a... I'm not surprised that he, like, of course he's fast, but, like, you know, everybody's always going fast. Yeah. And like, he was actually like, I'm like, all right, he's going pretty fast today. But Bowers, if you can ride with him at Yamaha, Yamaha track and get behind him, you can be like, okay, this guy's going to be good. And so now I'm good. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, okay, yeah. I got this. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I mean, you know, you, you also got to survive to the first round, you know? Like, yeah. And then you got to survive a couple rounds in after that. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And for longevity. What it, so, outdoors, your, your team's supercross only, like, do you, do you have plans? Do you know what you want to do? Is Are you free to do anything? Can you go to Australia? Can you go, like, what's, let's yeah, take, so let, my, yeah, my contract's Supercross only, yeah. or, you know, Supercross West Coast only, mm-hmm. um, but the team, the team's interested in, like, running maybe the first, like, couple outdoors, like the easy ones, I think, like the West Coast ones, mm-hmm. um, and I think we just cross that bridge when it gets here, you know, my focus right now is on uh, light Supercross, so. Um, I think, you know, after a few rounds under our belt, see how things are going. And then mm-hmm. um, I'm definitely open to run some outdoors. I, I want to race, you know, I want to be on a dirt bike this summer. So yeah. we'll just see how things go. And then you never know with like guys getting hurt and stuff like that. So 
Um, I just focus on one thing at a time right now. Someone in our chat room was angry at you because you complained about Brady leaving flip-flops on the living room floor. I don't remember that, but is that... But it's like, it's a safety thing, man. If I trip over those things and break my wrist in the house, it's going to be real embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, not, not really, yeah, I, don't, I don't know who said that. It's probably Brady. It's probably Brady it saying probably that. probably is. Huh? She probably is in there. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Yeah, um, bastard. No, dude, she just leaves. She's got like shoes in every room of the house. Like yeah, She's a monster like girl, they, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Oh, she, I think she's just a girl. Like, it's not like it's, yeah. it's more amazing than in, anything. You know, it's like, I'm like, I didn't know you had this many pair of shoes. Like, yeah. we had this little. Like, our toilet's in this little room in the bathroom, and, like, I tripped over, like, two pairs of shoes going to the bathroom one day, and then, like, I got in there and got into the toilet, and I'm like, holy crap, there's another pair of shoes in here. Like, <laughs> They're everywhere. Like, why do you have shoes in there? Yeah, why are they next to the toilet in this tiny little room? And, you know, like, right. what the heck? That's a good point. Um, well, hey, Bowers, when the series goes east, let's get you back in studio. It's always entertaining to have you. Our, our, our listeners really like it, I think, so. Um, let's try to let's try to figure that out. Good luck this year. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. And uh, maybe we'll do a Pulp Mix sticker deal, bro. Let's talk. Let's see if we can put yeah, our. You know, I'm trying, get, I'm trying to get something figured out. I want to get I want to get you on the visor. I'm working on that. Oh, uh, you know, I told you I was working on that spandex stampede. Yeah, like the, what is like that? What is spandex stampede cycling kit? Yeah, I saw they, you pump that up. What is that? Yeah, they, they're doing like yeah, they do like cycling kits, and they're I don't know, they're pretty they're pretty sweet. You know, they're like pretty high quality stuff. But they, they're actually like kind of a little bit more fashion forward. You know. So you don't look just like some Euro guy out there riding bicycles. So is it not? So it's not covered with uh, a, a Telemoto and uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, and all yeah. that. No, there's no competing sponsors. You actually like look pretty, pretty cool. It's, I think it's part of like the hipster movement nowadays. You know what I mean? So like you can see my big, uh, my big, I guess bare ass on that thing um, on a bicycle pedaling down the road. But I look pretty good. So spandex stampede cycling kits, personal yeah. sponsors of, of Tyler Bowers on the 5150. Oh yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Do you do you run when you mountain? Do you mountain bike Bowers? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes okay. I, I like weed. I weeded it on mine pretty hard, and then I just like haven't gotten around to fixing all the cables and stuff yet. Okay, do you run? Then, do you run road helmet or, or mountain bike helmet? Visor or no visor? Uh, no visor. That's ridiculous. I feel like hanging up on you right <laughs> but, now. That's so, yeah. So, that's, that's part of that's part of because I ripped it off when I when I crashed on it. Oh, okay. No, hey. no, 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 no visor though. Um, so you're on fifty one fifty energy drink, and um, fifty one fifty is my favorite Van Halen uh, CD. Um, do you do you have to listen to fifty one fifty CD? Is that part of the preseason training? <laughs> do they ask you to do that? No. Can you, um, can you name sure one can, song? Will, can you name one song from Van Halen? Uh, uh, dude, I'm gonna kick myself in the ass right now. Um, no, you like country. That's why I said that. N- no, no, I like Van Halen too. Van Halen, not Van Hagar. Um, All right, that's enough. We gotta go. Enough of that. <laughs> Hagar, 5150 is with Hagar. It's the number one album with Hagar. Sold the most, went to number one, had the number one single. Okay, so. What's the one that they did with Hagar? Was it? Um, yeah, 5150. Uh, I, see, I see you 812. OU812. 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 Wasn't it like two? They had like two cars, like uh, like one parked on the back of each other on the album cover? I no, it, it had like, their band, the band's four faces on the album cover. <laughs> no, there was no, there was a different one. Um, it was like, it was like a, they were like talking trash with another band. I can't remember what it was. That was not Van Halen Bowers. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was too because it was like OU812 was because like the other guy was like saying like I see you eight one and then they were like oh I see you eight one two. Find this. Just, we're gonna tweet this out Bowers on our yeah. account. So you're yeah. wrong. But good luck with everything. A fifty one fifty Yamaha. Thank you for coming on. Uh, and again, let's talk about a sticker deal. Maybe we can work something out, bro. So what was the All argument right. here? All right, thanks, man. See you. All right, later. All right, bye. Tyler yeah. Bowers, everybody. Brought to you by Hot Cams. The co- album cover of 5150, he said it was two cars. Get that Mountain Dew sticker on there. Stand by.
Robert, what's up, man? How are you? What's going on? Hey, I had a question for you about uh, where did the pros stay during the Supercross season? What do you mean? Like, uh, like a, a hotel or a house? or What do you mean? Yeah, well, I know like at the outdoors they stay in an RV, like the top-tier guys, do they not? They stay at home. Not many guys have RVs anymore, man. Yeah, usually, they stay, the past. usually they stay at their house. Um, yeah, um, their house is correct. For Supercross. Well, yeah, for Supercross like, on the like West Coast. Everybody kind of lives out West Coast, right? So they stay there, and in the East Coast they stay in hotels. Okay, um, yeah, and so the outdoors, they don't really run RVs anymore? Uh, Roxon's got one. Dunge got one. Reed. Reed's got not one. That not that he races outdoors. outdoors. Um, but Reed's isn't even at every race. Supercross, it will be. It will be? Yeah. Okay. Does Tomac? Tomac has one? Uh, Tomac, Tomac yep. has one? It's really, it's the, when Dude. the economy crashed, yeah. so did the RV market. <laughs> yeah, big it time. Did. I mean, it's, I mean, Tedesco and Red Dog and DV, they all had one. Yeah, you know? I mean, if the market ever, if the economy and the the pay for racing ever got back to where it was, you'd see the motorhomes come back. Um, so what, I guess they fly out after the race on Saturday since it's a one-day format now? Yeah. Well, nah, it depends. It yeah. depends. If you can, but yeah. most of the time you can't get a flight out. Are you talking outdoors? Uh, yeah, outdoors. Yeah, they, most guys can't get out. Remember there was that Cooper Webb controversy where... Right, where he, he wouldn't go to the... the yeah, because he had flights. In, Purcell also. Yeah, Purcell's big on flying on Saturdays. Um uh, there's probably a, a backlog with Purcell trying to get that damn therapy dog loaded. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So uh, uh, I have one more question for you. Sure. Relating to the RV thing. This was years back, but what was the controversy with Stewart and the IV thing? Um, well, um, rumors were at Millville, uh, he had a, a nurse there to, uh, who had, it, had no credential. I don't think it was a rumor. I think it was pretty much fact. She lost her credential, or, or I think it was a she. Yeah. She lost her credential and went to the gate and said, hey, I need a credential. I need to get in. And they said, well, what do you do? And she was just like, yeah, I'm here to do give a James Stewart an IV. And they're like, what? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, obviously, she didn't know anything about it uh, being illegal. But, um, yeah. So. Wasn't it, good. Yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, y'all keep up the good work. Thank Thanks. you, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, I never really got to the bottom of that other than those, somebody who knew told me that, and I'm like, wow. Yeah. I've often said, though, like, those motorhomes should be open. They should be able to randomly go in there. And, and the promoters tell me we can't. It's private property. We can't go in there. Kind of true. And I'm WADA like, could, though. I think WADA or I don't USADA. know. I mean, somebody should be able to. JT, you know what an IV would do on a hot day and in between motos? People are definitely doing them. Yes, yes. I don't know if they still are. Yes. But in the motorhome heyday, people were doing them. Oh, yeah. I don't have proof of that, and I've never actually seen it because I was worried about myself and trying to get cooled down. But there is no one that on this planet that it could ever convince me because there was no repercussions. No, why wouldn't you? No one knew. No one could tell. There was no one checking, and it's a huge advantage. Well, that was my question to you. How much of an advantage is this? Oh, gnarly? Well, I know how I felt going into the Astros truck after the races and how I felt walking out. So it's the same thing. I mean, you're like a new person. Yeah. It's not fair. No. On an no. average day, on an average outdoor national day, no big deal. Maybe it helps some. But on the hot days, it is an insurmountable advantage. I will say that. Larry in the chat room says that Bowers was thinking of Aerosmith Pump album cover, not Van Halen. Yeah, probably. That's bullshit. I don't know how you can get those two mixed up. All right. Welcome to the show, everybody. Eli Tomac, Tyler Bowers, Nick Way coming up. Oh, who's my had, God. Who's had a more successful career, Sammy Hagar or Steven Tyler? Oh, uh, Hagar by far. By then far. Steven Tyler? Yeah. 
<laughs> That's a terrible stance that you just No, taking. it's not. It's, it is. I, well, do you want to talk about how Hagar sold his uh, vodka company or his tequila company for $100 million? About, I'm not talking about business holdings. I'm Can talking we stop about, with the beeping, please? Talking about Thanks. Stop with the musical computer. career. Computer, computer beeping. Musical career, bro. Um, I didn't do anything. Yeah, Hagar. No. Montrose, Solo, Halen. I, Come on. However you want to... We're going to commercial. I'm going to beat JT down. Uh, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing. Uh, taking a second commercial break of the night. Coming back with JT's music. And uh, the great Nick Way. T- uh, Travis Marks is here. And uh, yeah, thanks to Tomac and thanks to Bowers for coming on. And oh, we got to give away that... Uh, that wacko Zacco. Wacko Zacco jersey. I don't know how yeah. we want to do that. We'll figure that out when we come back. Thanks, everybody. Stick around. Hey, this is the voice of Supercross Guy, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Hey, guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Braden, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and, of course, your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulpamex. Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Pulp MX Show. That's right. Hey, listen, I know a bunch of you people probably need suspension work. I would bet that a lot of you people need suspension work. Pookie, how's your suspension? Ah, definitely need some work. And from who? Racetech, Obvi. Obvi. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying the racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension for the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. 10% off Racetech parts and labor. Use pulp code PULPMX2015 when you order. And, uh... I guarantee you guys need some springs. You need some suspension work, your bushings, your seals. Vince Freeze uses Race Tech. Pookie, who else? Who's your favorite rider that uses Race Tech? Omaha's own Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. That's right, everybody. Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. 
They offer a full line of high-performance springs, suspension parts, suspension revalves, of course, the world-famous gold valves as well. Race tech suspension. Check it out, bro. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica J.P. Money Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to The Pulp Show. Listen, Chris Kiefer here in studio, and if there's anybody to talk to him about these new Michelin Starcross 5 tires that come in hard, medium, soft, and a sand version, it's him because he did the testing on them. Kiefer, uh, which, uh, talk about the testing. Which ones did you like? Well, when I tested them, I tested, uh, tested mostly with the mediums and the soft, and we went to all different types of tracks in Southern California. And the good part about it is that the medium um, terrain tire was good at every track we went to, even with some sand, hard pack, so there's a wide variety I could use with that medium tire. Yeah, let's face it, most guys have the money only for one set of tires, one set of pattern tread. Right. Mediums are where they're going to go. Yeah, medium's good choice, and especially if you got uh, anywhere from soft all the way, even to really hard pack, it's pretty good. Michelin's been around a long time. They've done a lot of things for tires, uh, Kiefer, and uh, they managed to improve just about every part of the Starcross 5. One thing they're super proud of, though, when talking to the guys at Michelin, is that they shaved weight. It's uh, 10% compared to their to previous tires, which uh, 10% when they're rolling mass tires is quite a bit. Yeah, too. you got to think about it's unsprung weight. So uh, when you're dealing with a lighter tire, which you know the new Starcross is, and I tested with previously with their previous version with the MH3, um, I got a little bit better acceleration and braking. 
and uh, that's not to mention their their casing technology but just the, the lightweight itself is a huge advantage on the track so there you have michelin starcross 5 hard medium soft and sand new off-road and motocross tires now available wherever michelin tires are sold check them out at michelinmotorcycle.com The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5-10% to power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno proven and made in the USA. Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lee, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's unleash the power within usually safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility notice how we said usually the all new line of atlas braces are 20% lighter have three times more suspension in them maintain the much needed flexibility and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition all in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less the experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest-growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brace. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. X-Brand is continuing to focus on low cost and high quality in the new year. RCH Racing's Brock Tickle and Freddie Noren are on board with Matt Bichalia, Daniel Baker, and a host of others to make up a motivated group. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct to the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW16 to save 30% now. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections Proving Ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and FASCO products too. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com. Works Connection your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. 
you can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. You go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. KTMPartsExpress.com Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of JS7 and Chad Reed in the 2016 Supercross Series and rock a Vortex Pro. Available in red, blue, black, silver, and now green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 and get 40% off your next order. 800-440-3559. VortexRacing.com or email Jake at VortexRacing.com and mention the Paul Bemex Show. Well, I see him on the TV preaching about the promised lands. He tells me believe in Jesus. 
steals the money from my hands Some say he was a good man Lord, I think he sings Twenty-two years of penalties Tries suicidal Vietnam Bay Something to Everybody, Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. It's a good song, Jason. I didn't even get the whole song. That's we, brutal. We never get the whole song. We never play oh, the yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. It's a good song. Yeah. Like, you're going to get hate, but. Oh, I don't care. Bring it. Cause yeah, I have history on my side. That song stands up. <laughs> like the World War winners? You have history on your side? Yeah. <laughs> hey, JT, you saw my new truck today, my new Ridgeline. I did. It's fantastic. It's nice. Good truck, best mid-sized truck out there, everybody. And uh, the folks at Honda World with a 605 freeway and the 5 freeway meet in LA want to help you out. The best deals on a Honda, anything, Ridgeline, Accord, CRX, they can hook you up. You got a thousand new Hondas in stock, over a hundred used ones. And uh, if you got a Honda and you need an oil change, free for the first time, if you give them the Pulp Mex name. If you drive a Honda, get a free oil change first time by mentioning Pulp Mex. And if you want to Best deal around on a new Honda, please uh, contact Steve down there at Honda World Downey. Um, I had a listener a while bought, bought a Ridgeline, so. I bet that uh, there are so many dads that bought that truck for their daughters for their first car. No. Yeah. No chance. For sure. I don't buy a truck. That's exactly what I, that's why I said that. <sighs> I know that. that's why they're buying a Ridgeline. Best midsize truck, according to um, uh, some some shoot on it. No, no, no. Beat beat all the trucks. Beat a Frontier. Beat a Tacoma. Beat a um, is it an Avalanche? What is Colorado. that thing? Colorado. Honda Ridgeline. The only category they lost was the off-road category. Tacoma had it covered, but and it's not going to be able to tow a space shuttle. People, it's not made for that. So just calm down. Honda World Downey. Free oil change, best deal on a new Honda, new or used Honda. Contact Steve down there, tell him you're with Pulp Mex, and uh, they'll cut you the best deal. A few of our listeners have already done it, and uh, we appreciate those guys. So we appreciate Brett Michaels, and what's the guitarist's name? C.C. DeVille. He's a guitarist in Poison, and Brett Michaels. It's a good song. It is. 
Brett Michaels is a Supercross tie-in, too. Get your ride on. Oh, Ralph. Get your ride on. Was there anything that got Ralph more excited than when Brett was part of Supercross? Probably not. No, that was probably it was, it was the ultimate. Ralph's ultimate world. If you could get Ralph and Brett Michaels and a Barrett-Jackson auction <laughs> all in some kind of combo. <laughs> Ralph <laughs> loves rock music, man. Like, and, 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 and you want to talk about... I've talked to him about Halen and Skid Row and Poi. I mean, the guy, he loves it. He goes backstage. He knows all these guys. Yeah. Ralph, Ralph loves rock and music. And I, I do, too. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I, 80s hair band stuff. I, yeah, it's just awesome. I mean, I know it's dorky and people probably hate it these days, but I think it's awesome. No, I'm, I'm with you. I love it, too. Uh, Nick Way coming up here on the Pulp Mech Show, but we got to get to uh, Nash first. Gentlemen. What's up, Nash? Gentlemen. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Doing hey, well. Dude, bro, it's midnight on Jersey right now. I know. I was just finishing up some stuff around in the garage, and I'm getting ready to go inside. Um, but I, I, I got a question. Yeah. Where, what's up with – where's Trey Kennard? What's up with Trey? Well, he's in fly racing. Where is he? Yeah. He's in SoCal. Hey, JT knows. JT, what's what's going on with Trey? Can fill us in. Uh, he's just had his head down, riding, and he's been back and forth to Florida and The Kennard hype is quiet. The Kennard hype is quiet. The hype is quiet, yeah. I think that's by design, though. I think yep. they're just trying to put the laps in and and uh, go race. With have, no no JT, pressure. Have you talked to him? He, he loves the bike. Obviously, they all love the bike. I have, I have, every, everyone loves the bike. Right? I haven't really talked to him. I know Max has. Um, at, okay. You know, Max at Fly. Um, and I think he's happy. You know, I, I think he's, from what I've gathered, I think it's a nice change to come in a little under the radar because he's, you know, all the KTM kind of hype and pressures on Dungey, and and I don't think he has any of that. So I just think he's. I mean, going to go in and do the he best. He can. was looked at as Honda's number one guy for a year in and year out. Yeah, that's a heavy. That's a heavy yeah, load. To carrying the load for Honda. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a lot of pressure. Um, and the, I'm not flush through that. It's I don't. I said this in the Racer X preview show. Like, I'm all over the map on Canard. I can see him. Uh, this being his last year and him riding just okay after years and years of being used to a Honda. But on the other hand, he's got that talent to twist the throttle where this could be a reinvigoration for Trey Kennard. Like I'm I don't know. I'm all over the place. I it's see- hard it's hard to manage your emotion and and all of that once the gate drops. You can go everybody goes in with a plan. Yeah. When the gate drops, yeah. he's gonna do what Trey Kennard does. Yeah. That's just how I see it. Yeah, good call, it's, Nash, it, on that for sure. Well, I, I, hey, I was just like, man, I I mean I haven't you haven't heard anything. I didn't see anything on any of the sites. And um, and Steve, unrelated, I'm 100% with your logic. Not your logic, but when I view the, the GOAT RC thing as a person that's loved the sport for a long time, 30-plus years, there's no way you can call that guy the greatest of all time. That Thank you. That sentence means he's the greatest of all time, and therefore he would have to beat MC. And Thank you. Beat MC. Thank you. All time went. That, that's so. all I'm saying. If, if you're going to be that, you got to be the best in both indoors and out. And I, and and like you, anybody who processes this the same way with the same operating system, it's huh? no dig at RC. RC is it's. I mean, there's no. no words to describe the guy. He's a phenomenal rider. He's excellent. But dude, come on, you live. You've said it so many times. Mid '90s in those Midwest stadiums, it was like Jesus was coming. To okay, the place, they almost tore the place this, down. This comes from a guy. I pro, wait, RC won what 150 times? Right? Yeah, yeah, combined 150. Yeah, I probably saw yeah. 147 of them live. Okay. Seriously, maybe 143 live. JT, you were in okay. him for yeah. most of them. Well, uh, I saw him too. He just came around about lap 
14 <laughs> usually. Right. So, I mean, the guy is phenomenal. He's an amazing rider. I just – he's not even close to MC indoors, 48 to 72. He beat him 13 times in a row. But yeah, that's, that's at the end. It's all what – you know, it's a – graph is 30. You know, I mean, I mean Ricky can't change his age. You know, no, I know, but it's just an evolution thing. You know, it was coming yeah. the year before. McGrath kicked his ass. He did two it's years. McGrath kicked his ass that last year when the, when the switch occurred. Is there truth that MC was hurt physically? Oh two. Um, oh two was a mess, but oh one he was legit. Yeah, because they battled early. Yes, yes. Oh one MC was still really, really good. Oh two was a disaster. Yeah, Remember he said arm Head pump. Back. Uh, yeah, yeah dude. he worked with uh, Todd Todd Jacobs yeah. that off season, and I I remember going to the Yamaha track in October of '01 with Red Dog because I was that was the race I raced for, I used Race Tech at U.S. Open, and I was riding a Yamaha, and Red Dog was getting ready, and McGrath was getting ready, and McGrath was ripped. I'm talking ripped. He spent all summer with Todd Jacobs, bicycling like hundred mile rides every day, and wow. then I don't I don't know if he trained the wrong way. Or what happened, but it did not work. <laughs> like JS7 ripped? I'm talking the like the oh, most. JS7 he was, was ripped. And I think if you asked him, he was <laughs> by far in the the best physical shape he's ever been in going into that season. Yeah. Because he, he, got, get his, his he got his yeah, ass yeah, kicked yeah, in 01, yeah, yeah. and he worked all summer to be ready for Ricky, and it just blew right. up. It didn't work. Um, let's bring this guy in a little bit to talk. Nick Way, welcome to the show. Oh, my gosh. What's up, guys? Hey, I'm seeing 02. Like, what was up with him? Remember, we were Yamaha, Triple uh, X Yamaha that year. He was factory. Struggled. Yeah, I, I listened to what JT had to say. He's pretty spot on, I think. So was he too ripped? I think he kind of, well, I think like in years before that, I remember I, I rode with him because I rode Yamaha Troy in 01. Right. And he was, MC was always super cool with like helping out younger riders and whatever. So mm-hmm. he, I rode with him quite a bit out there. In 01, he was super good and he would come and just have fun like didn't really do a ton of structured laps and then oh two they would just show up and do like a heat race in a man and leave like they'd be there for like an hour max <laughs> he's just out of there yeah it was like it was all business where before it was like yeah. he just was going around the around uh, the way mathis combo beat mc quite a few times in oh two yeah yeah oh boy and nash really? was like oh boy oh um, boy all right, hey, you guys have a good show. Nick Way, Merry Christmas, brother. Yeah, you too, Nash. Nick uh, Way. Hey, cheers. Privateer of the Year. Thanks, Super Nash. Cr- See Supercross. Uh, did you get Nash's address? We got to get his address. I got it. Privateer uh, of the Year? Oh, wait. Yeah, turn your mic on. Steve? What? Privateer of the Year? Nick Way? Yeah. See Mathis? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, battled, battled down to the end with Heath Voss down to Vegas. And uh, I don't think he qual- I don't think Voss qualified no, in No, he Vegas. rode the Honda and it, it cut out and he broke his wrist. Yeah. I mean, we were the ahead, factory Honda yeah. 450. We were ahead of him, but it was going to be, you know, like it was on. And yeah. then, yeah, broke his wrist. And I'll yeah. see you later. So. I, t- I, I remember about O2 is like there was like an on off, and he went across the start straight at Dallas. And I like spun out and did like the same move as that CTI ad. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And my, and my like PCLs still not the same from this day. Didn't you, didn't you uh, have a uh, incident with a particular brand of tires that year, too? Where you uh, jacked your knee up. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, that too. Yeah, we, we were sponsored by Maxis. Yeah, I didn't want to blow anybody out, but feel free. Yeah, and they were they were working on them, but <laughs> they, they weren't all that. Yeah. Remember the tire testing time, with, with Big Bird in Georgia? 
No, I remember a bunch of problems way before that when it was just you and I. Yeah, no, trust me, I know. But we went to Georgia. And I would become, I would come back from the main and switch the wheels. I would leave you down there and just pin it back to the box in and switch switch the wheel. So yeah, said uh, said tire tire rep wasn't wasn't aware. We literally yeah. wheels right. and just switched wheels. That was the same year that Rosetti beat your ass in the driveway. What was yep, same year? Same year you got a bloody bloody nose in the driveway. Where I, where I fought him to a draw, where we boxed to a three round draw. No, the only thing that was all drawn remember, was blood all I remember on your face. Su- supplement out, supplemented out Rosetti. <laughs> yeah, he, he was jacked. He slipped. He slipped in the lawn. Allegedly, I think I took him down. He says he slipped in the lawn, and his wife Peter got ripped. He, he, he was jacked. He was jacked in those days. He was jacked. He was pumping some roids for sure. Yeah, he had to be pumping some illegal stuff. He go. He was going uh, in the dark. Um. Hey Nick, so did you get your bike the cam timing fixed or what? Nah, we're still I don't think we're still a tooth off, Steve. <laughs> he, he was trying so to t- JT, I got I got a bike, I need to go back to Kawasaki and I put like a head in cam on it and stuff. Or I didn't. I I had someone do it. But it's just going back and I'm like, Yeah, whatever, they can have like the modified head. I'll just I just want my cams back. So I'm like, you know what, I think I got this. <laughs> you know, nice nice Sunday. I mean, let's just take the cams out. You know what I mean? Like let's let's handle this. So I got on YouTube and a video that comes up about like changing a top end on the four stroke. Steve Mathis, Transworld Bike Bandit. Do you have any idea? Yeah, this the, guy. Do you have any idea the number of things I could find to do on a Sunday besides take a cam out of a motorcycle and put it back together? <laughs> Me too, but I've been getting heat about getting this bike back, and it's been like two months since, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm just whatever. Like you'll get it. <laughs> God, the amount of Kawasaki it, like, parts. It rained and it was like cold and whatever. And I'm like, eh. I don't know why I didn't have much going. Oh. It's not pretty. Tip. It's not very. It's not normal around here. No, no. Um, so yeah, I, te- I attended the cam switch after watching Matt's video, which shockingly has like it had like almost four hundred thousand views, Steve. Yeah, it's like three hundred ninety-four thousand views. I had a guy come up to me in San Diego like two years ago, go and goes, "Hey, man." You're the guy from those videos. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he goes, oh, thanks, man. You really helped me out with those. I did like 14 of them from Transworld in like whatever year I was there. Yeah. And then the guy's like, yeah, man. Well, thanks for all that. That was great. And I'm like, oh, awesome. Great. And he goes, so what are you up to now? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, nothing much, man. Just, yeah. yeah. You know, that's all he knew me Basking from. Basking in the glory of my Transworld yeah, days. That's all he knew me from was those Transworld Bike Bandit videos. Um, and uh, Not me. I'm like, I'm like, damn, math is he? I Typical Mathis form, he left out some details here. Well, eh, you know, I tried. This um, is not my fault why this bike won't start. I don't think he knew Mathis that he left him out. Sure. <laughs> exactly. I think I knew I left so him like, So now I'm trying to FaceTime Mathis while I'm doing it. Yeah. He's just cool guying me. He'll text me right back, but he won't FaceTime I'm not FaceTiming, like, well, bro. I am, a, I am about to lose my cool on you, Steve. Right I'm now. at Berluti's working on my project bike. I got no time for FaceTime. I got my own project bike You problems. won't FaceTime anybody? No. Oh, that's no, no, yeah, FaceTime. he FaceTimes me sometimes. I, I, I'm relentless with him. Yeah, because you and won't it's stop. Like, it's like 2 p.m. and Homeboy hadn't. He looked like he hadn't even done anything the whole day. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I unloaded on him this weekend because he told me he was he was just so busy for three days straight. Oh, for I couldn't make a bet for him. Was, you couldn't drive I, two and a half miles over a three day span. It's 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 the bank. Then it's the casino. Then it's the way to the casino. It's, it's they have an ATM everything. at the casino. Yeah, you gotta pay outrageous ATM I will pay fees. you for that. Uh, no problem. Listen, I saved you from. No, from... you cost me money because I won <laughs> everything I told you to do. Won everything. I was busy. Blame Jr. I went out to dinner with Jr. Rosetti. 
Who P- killed Bobby? Pookie and Who I. Who killed JR? Pookie and I went out with the Rosettis. So. so now I have to blame someone else? Yeah, that's what okay. I'm saying. Nick, how many Cowie 450s could I build in your garage? I got four in there currently. But how many out of parts? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, quite a few. I, I know. I don't know. I'm missing a bunch of stuff. <laughs> there's, a whole, there's, there's a whole engine besides the left case and, like, this bin and the one garage. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Roost MX bringing you Nick Way tonight on the show. RoostMX.net. Go there for all your uh, uh, graphics for your bikes, uh, for your trailers, for your wraps, anything like that. Helmets, sticker kits. Pulp Nation saves you 20% at RoostMX.net. Of course, the Cycle Trader Rock River team uses RoostMX with Tommy Hahn, Lorenzo Luchuso, Lucurcio. Lucurcio, and Bradley Taft. Yeah. Is it Brad Taft or Bradley? Uh, I, I think it, both of them probably were. But it's always Bradley. Like, yeah. just be Brad. Fly Racing's Bradley Ted. Yeah, just be Brad. Who's the other? Who's the other guy? Lorenzo. He's from Venezuela. He's uh, a pretty good amateur. I don't know how he'll do. You know, it's obviously tough to move up, but um, he's all right. He's good. Cool. Uh, uh, Nick, by the way, the top privateer that we that we want to know too. I have the f- cardboard check in my garage still. What? Do you want it? No, I'm good. Okay. I'm not like really. A tr- I'm not really like a trophy guy. Pulp lifetime achievement awards here. Yeah, we got your pulp, and we have uh, what, what's over there, Travis? Is that his too, right, Nick Way? Yes, it's a it's a new and improved version of that one. Yeah, so you have two trophies here, Nick, for you to pick up. Oh, fair enough. And you lost out on a 2016 pulpy for best rider call-in to RV. I'm sorry to break yeah, that. Yeah, he thinks he's he thinks he's freaking Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> no <laughs> respect. <laughs> yeah. Um, we had Tomac on early, and he talked about our MC and RV being out there at the track. And I'm like, how was RV? And he said he was fine. Probably because RV was normal with him, you know, not like you and I. No, I don't know about that. Because before they before he went to Australia, mm-hmm. like he's at the track, and Tomac came and was testing, like was like, you know, obviously like not crunch time testing yeah. when Ryan was riding. So it was pretty casual, I would think. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like, what? what's Tomac up to, to Ryan? He's like, I don't know, didn't talk to him. I'm like, did he talk to you? He's like, no. I'm like, so you guys sat, like, five feet apart all day. <laughs> didn't say anything to each other? He's like, yep. You're not well, racing, bro. You're not racing against each other. I'm like, you're ridiculous. You've won, you won four titles in a row. Your time's up. Like, be cool. Like, let's... <laughs> <laughs> Right? Right? I'm like... Then he Rodney Dangerfield me out of this pulp award. Like, what? Yeah, he won the award, bro. He won it by like two percent over you. Yeah, it was it was a yeah. t- close vote, but I feel like I alley ooped him into that. I'm gonna send him this award. I'm sure he'll put it right on his mantle. <laughs> you know, you know. Thanks to Janky Mike for these awards, by the way. Throw right it. in the garbage with dirty diapers. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and used coffee cups. Are you gonna get that? So now, now that I'm now that I'm not as busy with like my uh, dirt bike and stuff, right? Yep. I'm like doing some normal guy stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I've, you know, a lot of times I've gone to Michigan. A lot of times, well, for Christmas. A lot of times I've stayed in California. But when I stayed in California, I, I have lights and stuff, but I've paid people to put them up. Yeah, I don't know. I've never, I never really have paid attention to okay. like the cost and such. Uh huh. <laughs> so I like, I got a quote. I like called. I called a, like a friend of mine that I just realized has like his own Christmas light thing on top of other stuff he does. Okay. And so I got a quote, and it was like for the lower half of the house only. Like his bro deal price was five hundred, and then like eight hundred for like the whole house with the top 
the second story, and I'm like, that seems like a lot of money. I'm like, I've paid this before multiple times. I'm an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> LP is like, yeah, you so have. I'm like, yeah, so I'm like, all right, I got this. Like, I got, like the late the the neighbor has a ladder in which a painter guy had left at the house that he was like, oh yeah, let's let's hold on to that. Where I was like, yeah, I don't whatever. <laughs> so I got basically my ladder that got reper, you know, whatever. I got yeah. it from the painter guy. Neighbor dude holds on to it. I'm like on the peak on the like the side of the house where it's like, and it's like, you know, 11 feet up maybe where just it's the peak of the single story. Uh-huh. Yep. Oh, the ladder slips in the grass. I rode it down <laughs> into the lawn. <laughs> Dude. Uh, you guys know my wife. She's not like, she's not super like. No, she's not worried about you. She, she's right. not like, oh, how are you? She's no. Like typically she's, she's more like you're an idiot or like get up. <laughs> she, she was acting like. We needed to call an ambulance, like, right then. Like, I lost a limb. Oh, she was the – oh, I thought she – okay, so she was into – yeah, wow. Yeah, I'm, like, rolling around in the lawn because I just straight to my ass. Hey, Clark Griswold. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I ended up getting – I ended up getting her done, but I am, like – I'm really embarrassing at normal guy stuff. It's, Shitter's full. It's, it, it, it really upsets me. <laughs> Eight hundred bucks to light hang Christmas lights? Like really? Right? Right? My man's like the dude's like, you know what? We we have insurance, you know, you don't want to be up on those ladders. I'm just like, <laughs> Yeah, no, you definitely don't <laughs> want to because you know? we need that eight hundred. Yeah. What do you know, bro? Well Pookie hung up Pookie wanted me to hang out lights and I'm like, No, I'm not doing that. We don't even have lights. I'm Same not doing that. Same for me, it. I shut it down. And and uh so Pookie goes and hangs lights on the upstairs windows where the studio is and she puts duct tape on the lights, and they've all fallen down. You can see the lights have fallen down off the windows. I was all good for the inflatables, like in the yard. Yeah. I'm not climbing on the house and hanging off of it like I'm a roofer. No, yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I got, like, staples on it. I got, like, I bought this magnet thing, and then I I made, like, a necklace out of it for loose staples. You know, like my neighbor neighbor buddy does. He's got, like, a magnet on it. He puts it on his necklace, you know, so, like, staples don't fall, and they're in, like, the driveway and the yard and such. I got the whole kit. I'm like, wow. I'm like, oh, I don't know where my staple gun's at. All I have is the the air one for my seat cover. Right, right. And, and then I'm like, I'm like, Nicole, I I guarantee you, I like explained to her exactly how the like the the staple gun was gonna look. And I'm like, I guarantee you, neighbors have borrowed ours before. The one that I had because uh-huh. Donk was complaining about doing seat covers with my manual. Yeah. With my manual staple gun. Right. So I bought an air one, and I don't see the regular one. And I'm like. Guaranteed the neighbors have it and are acting like it's theirs. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, it jams up a little bit, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is my staple gun. Keep it up. That is mine. Well, this goes to when you stole my drill. Nick Way, yeah, yeah. when I worked for Nick, I left a pretty nice drill at his house in Michigan. And I said, I need it's that drill in, back. It's still into it. It's at the farm. And he's like, <laughs> you're not getting it back. No way, man. He called me a few times and would go into the phone <laughs> like it was a hostage. He's like, you hear that, motherfucker? Awesome. And I'm just like, come on, bro. I had no money back then. I needed my drill back. It's not like you couldn't have had it. I was just basically saying, come get it, man. <laughs> yeah, in DeWitt. Um, hey, what about uh, uh, the 91CR from your buddy there? you going to pick that thing up? No. I got – well, I made a new friend. Name's Carl. He does cabinets in Corona. Mm-hmm. He Is he dating Judy uh, McCormick? <laughs> yeah, nope, not him. That's actually that's that's Brock Glover. Oh and shit! An, and an alias. You know how long it took it's me like, to find this like, place? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
But this guy, he had a KTM Junior 50, which is the same size as like a PW50, yep. which is like a 2001 to 2009 they made them. Mm-hmm. He had a pristine model, which I purchased from him for my son for Christmas. He's going to lose his mind. Yeah, nice. Uh, but he also had a Z50, Honda Z50, so I went back there yesterday and picked it up from him also because those things are clutch. Yeah. Dude, you're like. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. He's got nice stuff. This guy, Carl, he has, like, a bunch of flat track bikes, like a bunch, five or six, like some old <laughs> taco ones, some Hondas. Like, Does Carl know who like, you are? Yeah. Does Carl know who you are or no? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean he's not like super fan by any means, but he's just like no. I, yeah, cool. I just I wanted to know like one time I took Red Dog with me to go buy some old motocross magazines, and the guy had no idea. Like he's just like he's in a uh, moto, but he didn't know who Timmy was. Huh. So that's okay. all. I didn't know how that worked. Yeah, but yeah, he's got like a was that a ninety one? Yeah, ninety one. It's sweet. Yeah, he's got a 90, 91 CR two fifty, and it is prime. Yeah, everything is everything Carl has is like dialed. Cabinet maker, bro. I got, they're, they're, I got virtually a brand new. I got a virtually brand new 2007 KTM 50 Mini one, and I got a virtually brand new 1997 Honda Z50. Strong. You yeah. Need a Honda Cub. Yeah. Yeah. Get a dude, Cub, dude. Uh, seriously, if I need to, if I got a Cub, my life would be. Complete. <laughs> I, I got pretty much. I, I got pretty much every pit bike. But you would have three kids and a wife at home, and he's talking about if I get a Honda Cub, my wife's. Complete. You could drive around your neighborhood. They they're, they're, they don't make any noise. Brrr, just drive around your neighborhood yeah, on the Cub. They're sweet. Cub would be clutch um, for sure. Have you been riding much at all? Been doing anything? Yeah, I've been riding with. Uh, I've been training with Dakota Tedder and riding, coaching him. So I've been riding with him a bit. You've been riding Soupy. Yeah, yeah, bro. Jeez, dude. He can't get enough. He can't, huh? Can't get enough. Can't get enough. Like, I talked to Shorty a little while ago, and I'm like, you got to ride Soupy? And he's like, yeah, I'm testing, but, you know, not really into it, you know, but I got to. It's part of my job, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But Nick's like, eh, I'm not getting paid. I'm still going to ride Soupy. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Wake I'm up. literally like, I'm literally, it's not like literally not something I have to be doing. It's just like, I, I, it helps Dakota because like I'm, right. you know, we can ride together. Are you? And I don't know. T- tomorrow yeah. we're gonna be knocking down twenty-five laver. Tomorrow I'm all up in them. Are you gonna do your? So is that for sixteen or seventeen? You're helping to cut tether out. You're doing that whole deal again. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So you'll and be. I'm to- working on some. I'm working on some stuff with answer to like do a bit more brand ambassading. Oh, I like that. Yeah, you'd be good at that. So RJV yeah, hit me up on- the other day. We 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 spoke the other day. So. Oh yeah. Great RGV, RJV. Are you working? Are you are you right now? Are you negotiating uh, uh, right now with JT and? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm locked basically. in. I'm locked in with Fly for for the Pulp Show and 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 some other things and uh, Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show with, presented by Infab on Thursdays. I'm in. I'm in Fly, bro. Nice. nice. Um. Hey, so uh, what about the time main events? What are your thoughts on that? Do you like that? I, I, it would have helped you for sure. Uh, would have helped me. What I, I would. Like in some of my career, maybe at the beginning it would not have helped me. Right. Eh, I don't know. Maybe maybe for the. I mean, in general, it would have helped me. Yeah. I think it'll be. I would think the one thing it's going to be a shocker for is these rookie kids in the 250 class because 15, 15 minutes or whatever plus one lap. That's mm-hmm. no joke. We were talking with Tomac earlier, and he brought up a thing that that we've talked about. Like, dude, those guys in the from eleven or twelve to, to twenty in the 450 main event, like full props to them. They're gnarly. They can't do twenty right now. 
And so what's going to happen when it's... If it's a 48-second lap time, it's 25 laps. Yeah. That's going to be ugly Yeah, but that's guys. not necessarily true, though, because, dude, I got I got 18th, dude, at MetLife, and I battled Bloss to the death for 18th, and we didn't get lapped. Really? Mm-hmm. I find that hard to believe. Come on. On that track, it was all ruddy and crappy and stuff and all that? Not well, whatever one that life is, the New Jersey or something. Yeah, that's, that's Jersey. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was New Jersey. It's one. pretty shitty during the day. But, the but the I, race but, time was better. No, yeah. no, I totally agree. I totally agree with you guys about like. I mean, say if it's Indian, it's super ruddy or whatever the case is. I mean, I, Indy, I battled Pike, dude, and I got lapped twice. I was battling Pike. <laughs> yeah, no, Indy was gnarly. Yeah, it's just gonna the dudes, the elite guys are gonna just start moving on up you know these dudes just can't do it that whether it's technique well, I, speed I, fitness yeah. whatever it is the guys jt can attest to this too because like when as soon as we first started riding four strokes the tracks got so jacked so like mm-hmm. literally from like lap 15 to lap 20 if you're going to get lapped you have like say four more laps you're going to go to 19 laps you're kind of like if you can't go from like 15th to 12th you're kind of just like you know what biding your time a little bit right yep. yeah yeah. And like, cause you're like, dude, I don't really want to push it here. I don't want to push it there. I'm going to go over the bars. Right. I think that the timed races make sense for sure. But at the same time, it's going to get, it's going to be, I think they're, it might add to the attrition of the field. Yeah. It's not going to make for better racing. That's not going to happen. You're going to see the guys more, which may make the fans happier. But if you're looking for better racing, it's not going to work. So. I don't know though because honestly, sometimes at the, I mean, I I I agree, but to a, to a, like argue that point is like the begin the races at the beginning of the year are always pretty good, and the the Anaheim's mm-hmm. and San Diego's like the old San Diego Stadium like those used to be those are the biggest tracks yeah so those were the those were the longest races. Right, you know what I mean. Like, right. th- like those are some of the ones that are, aren't going to be affected, like lap wise. Yep, it was crazy. Some of the them, ones- like, like last year, A one was one of the longest ones, which is weird. Yeah, Santa Clara was one of the shortest. Yeah, yeah, Santa Clara was really short. Um, yeah, it should be interesting to see what happens. Um, and also too, it's just more time for Jeff Alessi to ride around the whoops and knock a black flag, <laughs> as JT and I were talking about. How that's going to happen, I'm not exactly sure, but it seems to happen every main event. Nobody seems to care. It's really interesting. Um, where do you stand on these 450 guys, uh, Nick? Lots of talk in our show the last few weeks. Filthy Phil and Chisholm, they're going from 450s to 250s. You know, they petitioned the AMA and they got let down. Um, where do you stand on that? How do you feel about those guys doing that? I don't mean I don't even mean them, those two guys in particular, but riders in general being allowed to go back down. I mean, I do think that a guy of of their level – where they're kind of not necessarily like race winning contenders in the 450 class by any means that I don't feel like there should be any reason why they can't ride the 250 class. Okay. Yeah. All I, mean, right. I, I honestly thought to myself when I saw Chisholm was going to ride a 250, I'm like, oh, I don't know if that's a smart move. It's going to be a struggle for him. Right. But I've, I've seen him at the tracks and he looks pretty good, honestly. Right. So you're okay with that. Yeah. You're fine with that. Nick, uh, you filthy got fifth. I mean, I, outdoors, I think, so. I think, no, and I saw I didn't even realize that. But yeah, that's pretty good. But at the same time that's outdoors, right? True. Yep, true. So. Um, 
Yeah, should be. I mean, interesting. You know, I'm not picking. I'm not picking on Phil at all. Like, I mean, no, he's yeah, obviously a good rider. No, of course. Yeah, and I think, and I mean, I think that honestly, with how big of the businesses that of these sponsorships in the 250 class, why they only have 250 riders is it's sheer business too. I mean, they're getting money from manufacturers to stay 250 class. Right. So, I mean, I guess I don't under the whole the whole class needs to be looked at again it's not wow well, so, yeah we i wrote a big article the on west it. coast thinks not necessarily like no i don't think it should be i don't think it should be like that because i i think i get it that the sponsorship and all that's like tougher and you're trying to give more value to your sponsor and what you know mm-hmm. you have four four riders on pro circuit you have five riders on geico you have you know a couple riders on the husky team the kate the troy lee team has a big team mm-hmm. but like those are those are big sponsors, you know. To yeah. not be, to not be like in the elite class. Right, right. So, well, I mean, somebody's making somebody. Some, you know what I mean. I'm not saying somebody's making money on those sponsorships, and it's not a rider. Yeah, you know, you're right. They, they're those guys aren't making very much. I mean, JT made a point about adding. What you say? Add every two fifty salary together, and you probably don't even have what what Kenny makes. Yeah, the whole class. Yeah, Just take all of them, and you don't have it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, but, I, but you yeah. see what I'm saying? Like these big companies are coming in to get this exposure. Yeah, they're getting. You know what I mean? No, there's no but difference in exposure. It's a, it's a business. De- yeah, it's a business decision, which I I totally get it. And at the same time, I'm stoked that these kids are getting this shot for mm-hmm. sure too. Yeah. There's a, but at the same time, I don't. It's almost like it's a business decision. Why why Mitch is staying in the 250 class? He's getting however much money from Kawasaki and however much money from Monster to not overlap their 450 team and not be competing it against it so he's yeah. you know he has I, a whole separate budget the whole thing needs to be redone it's a, it's it's lost its original meaning you know these guys are making too much money and the teams that we're because we're treating if you're a guy at geico if you're a dude john geico at <laughs> geico you don't you're you're your guy winning christian craig winning is exactly the same as kenny roxon you're on the podium you're getting a speech you're getting featured on tv there's no difference. Bargain too, and a bargain at yeah. that. And so you're John Geico. You're like, oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter that he won the 250 class, you know. But we all know. Congrats to Craig. But what Roxon just did is what twice as hard. I don't. I don't even know how. How would you? How would you equate that? But it's way harder to win a 40 main event than a 250 main event. And so you know, I. I, I that's so, like saying that's like saying Barsha getting six has no value compared to. Such and such, he won the 250 class. Right, and you know how hard Barsha's riding, and how fast he is, and how gnarly that is. Right. Yeah. I, I just, I, I don't. The whole thing. Uh, I couldn't agree with you. I couldn't agree with you more, but at the same time, I'm stoked to see these kids get shot, like get a shot. And, nah, beat it. I don't, I don't want no. to see that. Get, I don't, no. no, I don't really want to see that get. Like, I don't want to see no. that get taken away. Take, take it away. Bogle needs help. Mookie needs help. Weimer needs help. These guys have proven to be great riders, and they got nothing. So screw it, kids. Beat it. That's what, that's my that's my feeling. Like like give them fifty grand a year. You know, that's it. Yeah, Whatever. Yeah. Weimer's got nothing. He got tenth in the points. Bogle past champion. Mookie past champion. And they have garbage. Bo- Bo- Bogle's got a ride. Bogle's got a ride. Yeah. How much do you make? How much is Bogle making? Uh, yeah. Exactly. You trailed off there. Six figures. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. No, I guarantee you. No, for sure he's making guarantees, but it's from it's from, it's from answer. Sponsors. Yeah, from from no, answer. No, I'm just saying. Yeah. But I just know he's. Yeah, we're not starting a GoFundMe, right? We're not going to start a GoFundMe. Yeah. 
I don't like it. I get it. And I think I think there should be something where like a, a team like the RCH team or the the former factor Suzuki team would get a little bit more of a some sort of a shot in our in their arm or you know, somehow the series helps them with sponsorship or whatever. I just I don't like to see these teams no. struggle or anybody go away, that's for sure. No, we've said that over and over too. Uh, Alan Brown told me years ago, what if they what if the Feld did something where like, hey, you field two guys for 16 races, you get this much. You field three guys, you get this much. However many guys you field for however many races is is prorated, and you get this much amount of money for for bringing them to the races. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think at the same time, then it's going to be that would be the same as Monster Truck, where Feld would sell all sponsorship, and then they would allow you as much money as they see fit. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's just a it would just um, help out. It wouldn't you wouldn't own any. Well, I know, but yeah, you yeah. see what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That would be right. that would be the downside to that. Right. Well, dude, Felt's making a shit ton of money. They are, and it's and that's the, that's a fact. And 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 nobody else really is uh, outside of uh, six or eight guys. And it's so that part's not so great. Yeah, it makes me wonder too if like it was advertised what these. Everyone was making, you know, mm-hmm. type oh, like yeah. in other sports. Yeah, if it would change at all, I, I don't, I don't think it would directly yeah. affect anything. But at least people would realize, hey, these guys aren't making what we think they are. Yeah, well, honestly, though, too, and this is a bit of a socialism look at things, but I don't feel like Kenny Dunge and Tomac, and as great as they are, they shouldn't make what they make. That's too much. They make more than like a good baseball player. Yeah, you know. Uh, and baseball is gnarly, and basketball. They don't make more than a good baseball player. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's true. Steve. They make five to six mil, probably. Yeah, that's a good baseball player. Like no. a good one. Well, okay, I guess it depends on what good good one is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, not a star. I, mean, I think no matter. Uh, you know, I don't think no matter what they were making, if they were making a hundred million, it's not enough. I mean, like from my from where I'm sitting, like the 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 talent that they have, the amount of you know. You but, basically, just they're putting their no, life on the line every time no. well, they get on their bike. I get it. Nick, but at I know the same that. Time, yeah. I understand like the 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 industry doesn't necessarily support that type of money. No, I that's my it. point, right? And and when you have Dunge making any of these guys making five to six million, and a guy ten spots back is making a hundred thousand dollars, Bogle is making a hundred grand. That's not that's not right. For sure, those guys should get way more. Absolutely. But well, f- not only that, like we're talking about, you know. Tomac's on here talking about guys he's going to lap twice that are paying. You know, there's going to be some guys mid-season here in the 450 class that are they're going to you know they're not getting they're not making money at all. They're paying to get to some of these races. Yeah. They're stoked to like make the main. Those are some guys that these you know multi-million-dollar salary guys are going to be racing against. Which yeah, you know, is even more of a drastic point that you're bringing up. Yeah, I just uh, you know when we draw what we draw on TV rating wise, and we we. We have what we have TV package wise, and you look at the what the again the elite guys are making. It doesn't make sense. Like, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna look at baseball salaries here. There's a there's hundreds of players making more than five million. There is not hundreds yeah, of players. I'm, I'm, I don't think I, me I and JP are, are not gonna agree with you that any of these guys are getting paid too much. <laughs> no, no, I'm all no, in. Man. I'm just saying these there's. Yeah. I mean, no, I, yeah, that's the point we're coming across where it's like you're, you're thinking like, oh, you know, like, oh, fuck these guys. They deserve all the money they can. Okay, so 
the 50th highest paid baseball player is 13 million. <laughs> well, you said hundreds. Okay, well, hundreds. we're at 50 and we're still at 13 million. So yeah. keep going. So, um, but again, baseball is so much bigger yeah. than, than Moto. Of course. I just, I don't think these guys, you know, it's out of whack a little bit. Uh, I'm still looking. Do you think Dunn should make less? I think the elite guys should make less than what they make right now. They no. make they make a lot. That's socialism. That's well. That's what I said. Bullshit. I said that behind. I said that to start. It's dumb. Uh, why why ever strive to be the best so you can get less money? So you can make oh well if I win. It's just not relative terms. Like again, okay. So the hundred and sixtieth baseball player makes seven million dollars. It's probably <laughs> what? No, I mean that's okay. That's well, that's hundred and sixty. I said hundreds make over five million. That was my comment. How many times is baseball bigger than Moto? No, but my original comment, hundreds. which you told me an idiot, yeah. was that I said hundreds that of players mean, make over five million. That would mean more than multiple of that would mean two hundred. Okay, well keep going. You were at one sixty with seven million. Four million for one ninety nine. Yeah, okay. I, I feel like which, I, I feel like I proved my point. Nah, no, you didn't. I don't know. I I, I yeah, you're right, JT. Like like these guys should be able to get whatever the market will pay them, and that's what the market pays them. Yeah, you know. So, so I, I there's always going to be value on winning. Absolutely. You know, like that's but but we're so out of whack. We're so out of whack with five six million dollar guys, and then Bogle at a hundred grand. But the only way that's ever going to change ever is a CBA. Yeah, which never going to happen. Never going to happen. People no. have tweeted me and written me about salary caps. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. And you tell me Mitch won't be sliding some dude on the side, some money or whatever, like any of these team owners, like that ain't going to happen. So, so where are we at? We're just exactly where we started. <laughs> I mean, but you look at you, like it sounds so terrible, but guys like Weston Pike made really good money last year. Like it's not like these guys aren't making any money. Well, rel- yeah, a couple hundred thousand, two, no. two, two three hundred thousand. I mean, I don't, it's yeah. not my place to say how much money he's making, but he's doing really well. He did really well last year. Right. So, I mean, Nick Way 05, well? Yeah, that's economy in general. <laughs> I know. I'm just that's, kidding. I mean. <laughs> Nick, you were, you were in when the getting was good for everybody. Yeah, thankful for that, I guess. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. All right, well, we can go on and on about this and, and, uh, and make, uh, make everybody upset. But, yeah, 250 class needs to get re- overhauled, and, and I, I just want to get – Trump's going to fix all this, bro. I just want to get these guys some money, man, like what they deserve. Trump will fix this. I'm I'm hopeful. <laughs> well, I think all, but partially it's kind of like it's a double-edged sword because with all of the the emphasis on results, 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 right? Yeah. It's like you only have so much time to spend on improving or training. And then it's like JT sees it too now that he's running a business. It's like you, know, you want to, you want, what's, what's his return on investment for, Oh, yeah. these guys because they're just they're gone during the week and they have no you know what I mean like yeah. they're interacting are they interacting with the fans are they selling fly gear are they selling their other sponsors you know what I mean yeah whereas like that's that's you know everyone can cry them a river about not making enough money but I don't see a lot of going above and beyond to like help promote or help move anybody's product there that's are not like for, yeah. that's not forced upon them I, I love the dudes that promote the socks and the underwear. And you're like, <laughs> you know, you're like, huh? Like, well, what are they paying? Yeah, you? but I, I don't, but, yeah, but at the same time, I, I think you're talking about an Instagram post or something like that where I feel like anybody that 
anybody that knows much besides like, you know, anyone over 15 years old sees that that is just a play of like, Hey, these dudes gave me this for free. It's not like genuine. They're not going out of their way. No, but, but if that you're, took them ten, that took them 10 seconds. But if you're fly and you probably get one social media post and so does the sock guy for free. Like literally I've not seen, I cannot remember the last time I saw a few guys talk about their gear, fly gear and social posts. Like check me out. Andrew. Guys, Andrew does it all Okay, time. Andrew Short, who've already proven is a better human being than most of us. Trey does it some. Does he? Yeah. Okay. But but they'll but they'll do the socks and Weston they'll, they'll do too. the truck. They'll do the, the truck company and like you're like, whoa, bro, this you know, I their guys can be better. The only time I think it really crosses a line is if they miss it on TV and they get one that doesn't really contribute anything. Those hurt. Like if they when they say it, if they mean? say like if they said like a brand that basically just gives them some product that doesn't cost much, yeah. and they miss one of the big paying ones on TV, yeah, that's probably you're probably going to hear about that from someone, right? But social media, it's whatever. They can just. Post. I want to thank, thank Jeff Fox at Parts Unlimited. You, well, he's paying a lot. <laughs> when you're, uh, when you're paying a million dollars, you can pretty much get whatever. That you was want. in the contract for those guys. Uh, I'm just like, come I on, I don't think so. Stop it. Yeah, it was. Um, just like geez, but yeah, you're right. I, it's, these guys can be better too, Nick, for sure. You know, it comes on. No, and, and that's because because yeah. for for sure there could be more money in the sport for sure. But I mean, I think that Dungey this last year he went out of his way to kind of be like the face of the sport and try to do more things besides just win. You know, like it's cool he had the Wheaties box. Like he, I mean, yeah. I, I don't. I, you know, there's other things that he does that's that inconvenience his training and stuff that helped everyone. It helped it helped the pulp show by getting more exposure for motocross, supercross in general. And I feel like, shoot, since McGrath, we've we've kind of missed someone that's put this extra effort into it. Yeah, Which I would agree. I feel like no matter what, like say say this year, if 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 say Dungey doesn't win, is he going to shy away from doing these type of things? Maybe yeah. because everybody's, you know, everybody's kind of like, well, if I don't win, then maybe I shouldn't be the spokesman. Well, it's kind of like, I don't care who it is. Somebody needs to step up and pump stuff up. I don't think Jeff Glass cared if he was uh, yeah. acting like he was Mr. Supercross and talking about surf every two seconds. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. the thing, it doesn't matter. It's just like everyone kind of needs to collectively do something more. Give, give, you know, give sponsors something more, something creative, something that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I agree. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah Not no. like, oh, I got six. Well, how much are you going to pay me? Like, well, <laughs> right. I don't, I don't. I don't know what that's worth exactly. Yeah, like, no, exactly. You, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The average, according to uh, chat room, the average Major League Baseball salary in 2012 was 3.2 million. That's the average salary, 3.2 million. That's f- almost five years ago, though. Yeah. If it's four million now, what is it? What's the average salary in 2016 baseball? Marks. Um, yeah, uh, Nick, you you were pretty good at that kind of stuff. That you know, I think you realized it a little bit, um, and you had that kind of attitude for most of your career. I, I can vouch for that when I was when I worked for you. You know, you kind of did stoke out the sponsors and, and deal with them on a human level, and, and kind of seemed like you appreciated everything they gave you. And it is tough nowadays with some guys. You know, they don't do that. I mean, JT, the amount of guys that fly helps out. I mean, you you probably get a return from some dudes that is like is way more than what you pay them or give them. Seven deuce deuce. Okay, Perfect yeah, example. right, yeah. yeah, and you're like, this guy is just, you know, phenomenal. So. Yeah, he is one of the best, and 
he can't go demand a bunch of money from anyone. His results right. just don't dictate that. So it's not like he could go on the open market but and he like Nick gets it. Oh, no, he yeah. absolutely yeah. gets it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's a he's a sponsor's dream, just like Nick was. You know, has right. been for answering MSR for over a decade. Yeah, uh, average salary four point four million in twenty sixteen. So yeah. our top guys make more than the average baseball player. That's probably wrong. Baseball's awesome. There's like 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 JT said. There's hundreds of baseball players. So you're going from like whatever the max contract is. Yes, yeah, there's a 30, 20, 25, 25 guys on a team. team. 25 guys on a team yeah. plus 30 teams. Yeah, the so. top guys are making 30 plus million. Yeah, absolutely. But they have, I mean, yeah, it's it's apples to oranges. Right. It's not even close. Um, plus baseball, those guys are out of shape. And what's the I mean, what's the worst thing that's gonna happen? <laughs> oh, it's a good gig if you can get a baseball. But well, you know what though? Not really. When you're a rookie in baseball, and no matter how good you are, I believe the the club controls your salary for six years. So even Harper, Trout, for six years, yeah, it's always the second make, contract. You make, you know, like uh, two million, a million, yeah. like you know, like you're pretty much under their hand yeah. until your oh, your really? first deal. Six years? Yeah, for like six years they own you, they, wow. and they and they can just give you minimum raises every year, like for arbitration eligible raises. So, um, yeah, it's pretty gnarly. Anyways, uh, good talk, Nick. Thank you for your time on the show, Roost MX, bringing you Nick Way. Pulp Nation code saves you 20% at Roost MX. They partnered up with Cobra, too, by the way. They got a whole bunch of Cobra stuff at Roost MX. So they make Cobra graphics and Cobra gear and apparels and everything. So, um, Thanks, buddy. Thanks for your time. Right. Yeah, have a good Christmas, guys. Later, bud. Uh, be careful uh, on that roof. Yeah. Careful on the roof. Stay off the roof. <laughs> yeah. Later. All see right, you. see ya. Nick Way, everybody, on the uh, Pulp MX show, presented by BTO Sports. Ben, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, Steve. How are you? Good. Thanks for coming on. What's happening? Yeah, that's good. Um, listen, I just had a few questions or, or comments in regards to the 250 thing, and you did just mention it briefly. But one of my questions, or one of the things I was thinking of, is could you possibly salary cap the 250 guys only to kind of force them into the Premier Division to make the bigger money? Is that a possibility? Would that um, help? I, I absolutely would do that, and I believe in that, but how would you ever enforce that? CBA. Like, it's the only yeah, way. Yeah, but it's you, the only that'll way. never happen. No, no, it's, yeah, but yeah, it's the yeah, only way. Yeah. I mean, you have a collective bargain agreement with your teams and with the with the uh, FIM and AMA, and you say this is all you can pay the guys, and you, we need to see the contracts and everything else. But, dude, it, it, it doesn't work like that in any form of racing. So how are you going to do it? But I can't imagine any promotional. I can't imagine any promoter promote, promoters group would would agree to that unless they're forced to. Why would they? Because then yeah. profit sharing and all. Yeah, they yeah, don't want to yeah do no, that. it's not going to happen. So no. the, the salary cap. Do you is, guys is, have that in your in your football and your. That sort of thing. So we do oh, yeah. have that in our yep. in our football, and it is police. But yeah, we have that in every sport, every major sport except for baseball. Baseball yeah. doesn't have a salary cap, but NBA, NFL, and NHL. But they do. have a CBA. Yeah, they just don't have a salary yeah. cap. So, but that, the the motocross is just different because of the because it is. Exactly. It just it is. It's whether it's MotoGP, whether mm-hmm. it's F one, whether it's uh, NASCAR. There's no yeah. caps. There's no collective bargaining. There's no nothing for those guys. Is it also possible to, once again, to if you only maybe really control the bikes a lot more and make them a bit more closer to stock so that, you know, your smaller teams and your privateers can actually be more competitive and, and open up some more rising opportunities that way? Is that um, something it's not a, do? Would it's not a, I would do it not to open up more rides, Ben, but I would look into that 
for uh, to make the racing better. The, the racing on a 450 right now is not that exciting. The bikes are way bigger than the stadiums can hold and the tracks they can build. Um, you can stop at the base of a triple and, and seat balance and still do a triple on a 450 pretty much. And so the, the MXGP series is going to a controlled ECU in 2018, JT. Did you hear about that? They're really, MXGP? Yeah, yeah, yeah. MXGP. Uh, uh, controlled ECU. Yeah. MotoGP's from, already there. Oh, yeah. yeah. From Get. Here you go. Here's yeah. your here's your box. Um, I would do that, Ben, but just I would tame the bikes down a bit to try to get closer, better racing. However, I brought this up to somebody uh, one time, and they said, oh, okay, well, we give you a box. It cuts out. You Liable. eat shit, yeah. and then you oh. sue us. And yeah. That's 100% possible in America. Yeah. yeah. You sue for anything. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm suing yeah. Travis right now. Nick needs to sue his neighbor or the yeah. ladder company yeah. or someone. And I'm suing Fell for using my <laughs> our show. So um, so that was brought up to me, Ben, as far as like, yeah, what about our control boxes? If you, you know, if I give you the box and it's faulty, then uh, you're, you're liable. So, um, but I would absolutely, I would change the curves to help racing. Um because these bikes are just way too big. 450s especially are just way too big for these tracks. Way too powerful and everything. I don't know that I agree with that. I, that's an opinion. I mean, that's one opinion for sure. But I can tell you when I rode a 450 all the time and I was super comfortable on it, it didn't feel too big at all. It just felt normal. It didn't feel like anything too much. It yeah. just felt like your normal bike. Like Now when I get on, I'm like, damn, this thing's fast and all that. But when you're in that and you're doing it every day, like if you, you know, and I know I've heard Chad say it a million times and argue with you about it, but if you talk to any of the legit 450 guys, they don't think it's too much. It just feels like a normal motorcycle. But when you watch old two-stroke racing with 252 strokes, you saw mistakes, and that leads to good racing. Now, I'm not saying mistakes like endos, but if you don't hit a turn perfectly. Well, I think that's the that's the tractability of a four-stroke, too. I don't think that's just. Well, you can move all that around, you know. You know, there was so yeah. much more yeah. wheel spin back then. No, you know? I know. You got to do whatever you did in the mapping to, to try to, you know, fix it. So that when you, if you don't hit a turn, like, you know, you've seen it, JT. Two guys come together in a turn. One guy slams another guy. Yep. Nothing stops them. They go, yeah, over yeah. the triple. And so back in the day, though, and you've been a part of that, mm -hmm. guy hits you, we're doubling the triple, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we don't have enough momentum to clear this jump. I just want that kind of racing back. You can still clear everything because you're a really good rider and the bikes are good, but if you make a mistake, you're going to have to back it out. And now, well, you don't need to back the off. Answer, the easy answer could be that you just make the jumps further, but when you do that, you make oh, it more dangerous. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's so, not enough dirt. Slash. Oh, you can make the jumps big, further. That doesn't take more dirt. Not enough track, floor space, I just dirt. think it makes it more yeah. dangerous. You come yeah. up short, you're going to the hospital. Yeah. You know? I don't think you can do it and still keep it safe. So I would do that, Ben, for better racing, but not for like opening up rides. But not going to help with that situation. Does it help maybe with the guy rocking up with his dad type thing, or are those days just over? Those days are you know, done. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're over that. When you look at the uh, Tie Loop team and the Fifty One Fifty Yamaha team and the Barn Pros team, there are. Those are all like smaller teams that weren't around back in JT era, you know. And yeah, now they're there, yeah, yeah. and they have spots for guys to ride, and that's kind of what you do now. You know, you just get on one of these smaller teams, and, and it's a much better deal than driving around with your dad in a van. Is there anybody that drives around in a van this whole circuit? Chase kind of did it, right? Yeah, a little bit. And the fun mover? Yeah. You, so. do, what you do what you got to do. I mean, if there is no other option, that's what you do. So, all good points, Ben, but for I sure, man. Yeah. 
Thank you very much. I have a good Christmas, guys. Take care. All, All right, right thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. All the way from day. Australia. Yeah, they're in morning over there. Yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're dialed. Maybe afternoon. Uh, I don't know. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Call anytime. Leave a voicemail. And uh, these are the best of best that was uh, this past week. Hey guys, listen to the show with Ping. Um, you guys are talking about dudes calling on social media, calling Alden Baker a prick and all that other stuff, you know, talking shit about Alden. I live here in Claremont and I ran into Alden one day at the Home Depot. You know, we're both in the plumbing aisle. I think he was getting some irrigation shit for the track out there. Got a and I was, I just walked dungeon, up to him and I was like, Hey man, toilet again. what's up? I'm a huge fan of your guy, you and your guys. I like what you're doing. And he stood there and had a five to 10 minute conversation with me about riding dirt bikes and, you know, asked me what I did and this and that, you know, just a genuine good guy. You know, I'm sure he was busy and had stuff to do. And he took the time, just some random dude at Home Depot talking about dirt bikes. And so for anyone to say that he is a prick or whatever is just completely stupid. You know, it's just, you know, I, and I, I personally, yeah, he probably goes a little bit over the top, you know, as far as training, but his guys are the best, you know. I sit here and drink beer and line up for a class at my local race. So I'm far from the pinnacle of the sport, but you know, that's probably 90% of these guys that are talking crap. So, you know, thanks guys. Bye. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, if, if this guy was calling him like rocks and rocks and just took a shirt off. <laughs> nah, rocks never called him a prick or nothing like that. But if people were, I could see them doing that. Cause that's how social media works now where, where if Kenny rocks is your hero. And he says something bad then. He's, he's said some pretty aggressive things. He didn't call him a prick. Yeah. But he said some pretty aggressive things. He's inferred that he's uneducated, and he's he's inferred some pretty harsh things. Alden's a great dude. He is a nice guy. I've had off-the-record conversations with him, on-the-record conversations with him. He takes the high road. He's a nice dude. He, you know, I, I'm not exactly sure what's going on with the forearm strong thing. I'm imagining their checks are clearing. You know I'm a fan of Alden. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a good guy, and that's why I want to play that voicemail. Like, he's a good dude. And even when I said, hey, man, like, what happened with Kenny and, and AC? And, like, a guy above board gave me some ideas what he thought happened and why that happened, but never took personal Chief shots. shots or nothing. I never yeah. said, oh, I hope they fail. Right. Never said that to me. Anything. Well, so. you know, the cool thing, and Alden, I do it. I'm a fan of his program. I think they've been wildly successful, and I think he has had a lot to do with that. But I'll tell you when he won me over was uh, 2010-ish. Um, he was training RV, and Nick was around. And anytime I ever needed to come ride with RV, RV was cool. Like, he would always let me come. And Alden was cool, too. Like, if I wanted to jump in and do the laps that they were doing, Alden was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's get after it. And if I didn't, I needed to do my own thing, or I was on a different schedule or whatever, he was totally cool with that, too. He could not have been more... Uh, just accommodating yeah, yeah. and nice to me. Yeah. And if I had questions about, hey, I'm struggling with this. Like, do you have? I know I'm not paying you anything, but do you have any suggestions? He would try to help me. Yeah. Like that's that's a good human being trying to help someone at no benefit to him. Yeah. yeah. Zero benefit to him, and he was still nice, very um, helpful, and would listen to what I have to say. wasn't just blow me off and worry about his guys. I just like the guy so. Obviously, whatever Kenny's upset about and people can take cheap shots, but from my experiences on every level, he's a stand-up guy. Yeah, I agree. Mathis, got something for your 250 class debates. Salary cap. 
make it so all in two fifty riders can't make over say seventy five grand a year. That's a little That's low. Here, if they get it, or max from the team, uh, any any win bonuses, anything like that, go on top of that. But any type of salary, any support, any sponsor, they can't receive more than seventy five thousand dollars a year. And then make it four fifty class, your open class, wide open. Give those guys the incentive to want to move up. Take the six figure kids out of contention for all this money, and you know if they want to make more money. They got to move up. I don't know. Buy two cents. Thanks, Mathis. Well, again, impossible. But I would. It's not enough money. Two hundred would be in my. We well, have to pay a trainer. Yeah. You have to live in California, and you know what I mean. Like yeah. most guys are living on two coasts to like be successful because you can't really live in California in the summer and and two hundred. Yeah, I think seventy five is a little low. Right. I think if you had zero overhead and yeah. you were just like yeah, you yeah. lived a normal life, worked all day, went home, okay. Yeah. But that's not the guy, the life these right. guys have. Mathis, this is Nick from uh, Lake Elsinore. Got a little solution to possibly your 250 issue that you got going on. Mm-hmm. Why not, like you said, open up the 250 class, uh, 17 rounds. Anyone can ride it. Marsha yep. sucks in the 450. He can drop his ass down into the 250 class where he can over-rev the shit out of his Suzuki. Pretty harsh. That's harsh. And have essentially, like in the GPs, they have the EMX class where they still race the whole series. Um, they do not show them on TV. Therefore, the big money sponsors aren't in there. That can be for the new kids trying to come up and prove themselves. The factories want to get in there. This guy's just mimicking my column, by the way. That's what bike, I said. Uh, make the rules so they can Make it so Mr. Johnny Geico doesn't know that, you know. Six figures as a you know, 17-year-old kid if they want to prove themselves in that class and you Marcia, know, get Marcia a ride for the down. new 250 mm-hmm. class not dropping down. they can pay me, then they'll down. do that. No, yeah. Opens up more rides and it uh, makes it so those kids are in that class just to prove themselves not to make money. He was beating Dungey straight Anyways, up a year and a half ago. Uh, it's just my two cents there. Let me know what you think. Hey, Steve. Sorry, Parker here. Um... Big fan of the show. I'm honestly on board with your idea to make the 250s class uh, mm-hmm. 17 race series. Um, I think you got a good idea there. Maybe right. have 450 SX, 250 SX as or 17 race series, and then still keep the lights class as a regional series, but keep it stock based. Where only thing modified would be suspension, maybe pipes, things of that such. Uh, anyways, that's my two cents. Love the show. Keep it up, man. Bye. JT, let me ask you this. Let's like, hear it. this is. What do you got? I feel like, like, I just feel like a, maybe like an repetitive asshole on this show a lot of times. Um, I can agree with that. I, like, should I just have a attitude of, Everything's great. This is awesome. I'm making a good living covering the sport. I, I do well. Yep. And so what's wrong with me where I'm like complaining about this and that and this? Like I feel like with the Chick-fil-A and the 250 class and the, the salaries and Marty and and tracks and nets, like I'm going on and on like an old man. And maybe 
I don't need to, but I'll tell you what, JT, I don't see anyone trying anything to make our sport better. Like, no FIM, no AMA, no Feld. You know, like, what, like, no one to me is doing anything, and, and there is no debating that things are worse off now than they were four years ago, and then maybe they're a little better than they were, you know, 08, the recession time, but maybe they're even worse than that. And nobody is doing a thing. It's worse than it was four years ago? Well, less teams, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I think uh, like, I think I think Dave Prater is trying to make things better. I think Todd and Dave have gotten Yeah, but dude, the, they're, they're the, the promoters. The handcuffs taken off them as far okay. as making changes. I hope so. Yeah, I don't think it's an overnight process, but I know there are a lot of political things that they have to uh, get approved as far as OEMs and energy drink sponsors and they have to appease a lot of people, but I think they're actively trying to change things where before I think the powers that be were just kind of, let's just keep the status quo. We're making a lot of money. Let's just keep this thing rolling where I think now they're trying, they're actually trying to make things better. I really believe that. Okay. I mean, time will tell if things change. So time will tell. Should I do, should I do less complaining? No. Cause you're great at it. You're a great complainer. What are you laughing at? Something funny over there? It's just a solid, solid compliment. I'm gonna. I, I mean, honestly, like this show's doing great. Pulp MX is doing great. I love my work at Racer X. I go to all the races. Like I'm having a. I'm making. I'm, everything's good. I'm happy. Got three Basset Hounds. Got a Ridgeline. I'm no, building I, another project bike. So maybe I should just shut up. No, I think you have a. You have a platform, and you, for the most part, complain about things that can be better. So it's just I care. Yeah. I'm passionate about yeah. it. Like. I think I don't think you're always always right. Well, no, of sometimes not, I disagree yeah. on you know, but I think if if no one is complaining or trying to make things better, I mean that you know that's basically a dictatorship or. Well, you know, I, I just wh- who the fuck is looking after the sport? Everyone's going from their own angles of profitability sure. or or personal interests. Yeah, and no one is like, hey guys, because the AMA and FIM are ballless. They're ballless, Cotton. They have no balls. Okay. I, I was wondering how you were getting there, but yeah, I, I didn't know what ballless meant. They're ballless. They got, got nothing. Okay. No one's listening to them. John Gallagher? Kevin Crowler? No, he just made your list. I saw both of them. <laughs> both of them. Top 30 most powerful people in the hey, sport. They were way down no, from no, no, where no, they no, should no. be. No, no, no. Top 30 most powerful people in the sport now are ballless and have no balls and have no power. Everyone ahead of them are the promoters and the energy drinks. I, I'm confused. I think we need to revisit your comments <laughs> that you just made and your uh, power list. You – never mind. But um, <laughs> I love when I'm right. No, I was going to bring something up that was going to ruin you, but I'm not going to. So That's not good. I'm going to be classy. That would be bad. I'm going to be classy. That would be bad. Um, yeah, like I just – You say I have no power? I know I have no power. No, it's not that. I was going to put you number two. <laughs> Fly racing would have been one, two, the list, three. The list BTO. The list would have been number two. Max, Dookie. Dale, <laughs> Craig. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just, I don't want to be that. I mean, even with the Chick-fil-A, I've been complaining about the Chick-fil-A, like yeah. Cracker Barrel. Chick-fil-A is good. I just, maybe I need to be happier. Maybe I'm just, yeah, you know. You do, I don't take, know. You do, you do draw a pretty hard line about some of this stuff. I just, who's trying to make it better? You know, Major League Baseball. I think, I think people do try to make it better, but I think... Dude, what have we done to try to make it better? But I, I think Todd and Dave are 
but I think they run into a lot of resistance. From, and so now maybe they're not. Or, or no, no. Like, I think that, even now. Uh, yeah. I think with the chase format, I think they got some some resistance. I think anytime they try to make big changes, I think they run into some pretty hard resistance, and it doesn't happen. I think it's kind of baby steps. Tim Trumbly. Yep. Tucker. Um. Yeah, I just. You know, we like uh, baseball and basketball and, and MotoGP. You know more about those guys and NASCAR. They just do these things and just say we think it's better. Well, and and, and hey, double middle fingers. Yeah, the promotion groups they do not care. Double middle fingers like, to everybody because we're trying this. Like Dorna, even I'll give Giuseppe credit. Like he just calls the shots. Just does it, and everybody just live with the results. Every, it just does it, and I'm not saying maybe go Giuseppe way, but maybe we can try something. You know, and and I don't know. I mean, they they do take input from the the OEMs, but at the end of the day, they're call they're making the call. If they think it's better for yeah. the series and the sport, they're doing it. Yeah. All right. Next voicemail. Hey guys, uh, Marcos from Idaho. I'm just in the middle of your podcast, the most recent one, talking about the 250 class, killing the 450 payouts, and all that. And I came up with the idea: what if we split? the 450 class in the east and west and they meet up that's ridiculous three times <laughs> i look i even i even cut him off i'm just like when you <laughs> when you tell me the 450 class is gonna be split up he's trying to say create more jobs mm-hmm. the scary part about that idea is the guy two calls after this guy said the same thing and i don't know <laughs> if they're related but no, you can't split up the 450 class it's a national class it's it's everybody it's, yeah, it's the I best mean, of the best rocks and Nope, not seeing Roxon tonight. He's uh, <laughs> seeing see when we get back in the East Sorry, Coast. Sorry, Detroit fans. Yeah. Not here, you know, so. Hey, Steve. This is Awood. Uh, I know I'm going to get a lot of shit for this, but whatever. Um, pull, dude, Chick-fil-A. It's soggy because you're getting it catered at events. It's been sitting there. There's a reason most catered food is like Mexican food, beans, stuff that's not going to go bad when it's sitting in a freaking thing being reheated that's why it's soggy go there get some chicken nuggets they're amazing get some fries a freaking cookie oreo shake they're the best two rj hampshire hasn't been around that long i think he went pro in like 2014 at the end of the year he's been around two seasons come on man um also you got a killer deal on mark's dog but the app design, app design is normally tens of thousands of dollars. So a few thousand dollars, you're getting a killer deal. And then uh, also, this guy's last name is Marks, by the way. Why don't they do 450s first at the beginning of a night show anymore? They did it, I think, a one of like 2014. I think that was the only race they did it. Um, the way they do it now with the 250s going first. Uh, the 450 riders don't get a break between their semi and LCQ. I think it's pretty fucked up. If you start 450s, it goes 450, 250, 450, 250, 450. And um, I just think that's the best way to do it. Yeah, and that's and that suck. But yeah. that's all I got to say. I mean, good points. The, bad point on the Chick-fil-A. Uh, Chick-fil-A is on point. Why don't they start with 450s first? I mean, it makes way more sense. You bring out your stars to start. They don't go, hey, everybody, here's LeBron doing the clapping of the chalk, and then he goes off in the locker room when you watch a, 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 a D-League. Well, he's the only one playing. No, but they don't march out a D-League team and be like, hey, you're going to watch this D-League first. You bring your stars out. You have opening ceremonies. Then you're like, here he is. 
And then also on top of that, you know what? No, I'm done. I'm happy. I'm not complaining. I'm good. Great schedule. Way to fuck the guys over that ride 450 semis and uh, and then have trouble and try to make the LCQ. Great job on that. It would be so simple to fix. So simple. I bet Feld has a, a like a comment form. Like you could send a <laughs> contact email. I'll tell you why they don't do it. I'm pretty sure because if the, if the program before Supercross runs over, college basketball or NASCAR or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, they don't want to miss the stars. They don't want to miss the starts of the yeah. stars, but I don't care. So, um, uh, all right. Which hey, has happened quite a bit. Daniel, what's going on? Hey, Steve, guys, I just had a question. I know you take a lot of criticism because you call a spade a spade. Do you think if someone else in the industry, um, a Chad Reed, a team owner, anyone like that, presented your exact same idea that you presented in the 250 article, do you think it would be received differently? I don't know. Ask JT. Mm, nah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know, Daniel. But uh, uh, you know what? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I. I know one thing. Prater is probably really tired of me, like yelling and screaming every time I see him. He's a great dude, Dave Prater. Um, I think that's why I think I generally think he cares. Genuinely think he cares. I just. I've known. We both have known him for a very long time. He is a genuine person, and this is like. If anybody knows how much those guys work, this is their life. Like they are fully enveloped in the Supercross world for 80% of the year. I mean, this is all they do all week, every day, every weekend. I think they care. I mean, everyone's coming to the complaint and they want to make this as good as they can because their name's on it. So, uh, I think I don't, I know they have never had as much power to make changes as they do now. So we'll see. I'm, I'm more than willing to give them the benefit of the doubt to see where they can take this thing. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I hope I hope they do something. I've been I've been following the sport for a long time, and so, something's got to change. So, Daniel, you you like some of my ideas? Yeah, I, I think I think there's there's good to take away from it. Absolutely. All right. Do you want to? I, I think. I, what's that? Do you want a Zach Osborne fly racing jersey? Oh my gosh, that'd be awesome. That's all you got to call. Just say my ideas are good. Jersey. <laughs> hey, hey before you guys let me go too i just want to say to jt i'm a huge uh fly racing apparel guy i love the gear and everything nice thanks. but i just had an early christmas present tonight and i just got the new uh fly racing engine stand yep and that thing's trick it is top notch i'm impressed with it cool yeah it's uh it's the, crazy the, to me did you say what the engine it's stand? an engine stand, oh i got yeah. one yeah I got one on my project bike. It's great. Yeah, it's awesome. It took me a little while to adjust it for the the motor I needed. Like, there's so many adjustments to it. I yeah. was like, I mean, they're versatile though. They're every different well, that's motor. Just it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. There is, and I and I'm working on a KLX 110 right now. So with it being a frame mount for everything, it's a little bit trickier to fit yeah. in there. But yeah, it's definitely yeah. good stuff. No, I got one too. I I, I got it all set up, and uh, I love it. Yeah, it's it, that's one thing that people don't understand. Like, go in that fly catalog. And I mean, it's everything. It's, it's not just nuts. gear. It's yeah. bars and levers and chain rollers and motor stands and I mean, mountain bike stuff. It's just it's insane the amount of stuff the Fly Racing WPS have. So, um, all right, Daniel, stay on hold. I'll get your address. Or Travis, they'll get your address, and then uh, we'll get you that jersey. Right on. Thanks, guys. All right, thank yep. you. All right, let's go to the voicemails. Hey, Steve, listening to uh, last night's show uh, with Ping, and uh, he just called you out for talking out the side of your mouth, and uh, you went to defend it by saying that Phil Nicoletti came in fifth place in the motocross championship, therefore should not be able to race 
uh, the lights class in Supercross. This is one week after you and uh, Weech had an argument about whether it's one sport or not, and you convictedly stated that motocross is one thing and supercross is the other. So as it's convenient for your argument, you seem to blur those lines. Just admit it. Ricky Carmichael is the greatest of all time. The only reason you won't say it is because you don't like him. No. That being said, loved everything you do. I know you love when people say that being said. Appreciate all the content. Thank you. Listen, Jackal, I gave the idea that Phil was fifth in the 450 Outdoors to give you guys an idea that Phil is good. Phil's a good rider. He's not struggling like Chisholm. That was my point. I'm not saying it because it crosses over to Supercross or anything else. I was trying to prove that Phil has had success on a 450. He's a good 450 rider. What's he doing? That's all. All my point. Yes, do these Supercross and Motocross are different. But fifth overalls is legit. So I don't understand how you don't get my point. So beat it. Fulton X just went through the Chick-fil-A drive-thru for the sole reason that I heard you and Ping arguing about it for the last 20 minutes. Thank you. There we go. I got Chick-fil-A business. Did you know that the grandson of the founder called in last week? I heard about it. I, I did The guy listen, that but, yeah. caters at Atlanta? And yeah. You probably met him. Yep. Yeah. He called in. Yeah, To defend cool. Chick-fil-A. I mean, he should. Chick-fil-A's but, awesome. Okay. The whole thing, though, we were talking about to the guy, and he's a really nice guy. I forget his name now, but, uh, you know, I'm, I've met him. Nice guy. I was bagging on Chick-fil-A, but I felt kind of bad, but I stand by you what should. I said. Um should feel bad. Uh, my point was, is, is why doesn't Chick-fil-A sponsor Moto? Obviously, look, he's the son of the own founder now. He's the son of the CEO, which is the son of the founder. Right. And he's the son mm-hmm. of that. So I've, his poll probably isn't great. But you can't break off 500 grand from Chick-fil-A? I, I'm sure JGR has tried. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I'm assuming there's a there's a marketing team. Yeah, that controls that. Yeah, five hundred grand. Hey, kid, if the dad goes, listen, whatever the guy's name is, beat it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, they here's five hundred thousand dollars. They have a uh, board of directors, Chick Fil A Peach Bowl for college yeah, bowl games. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they have some pretty big marketing plays already. Here's five hundred grand. Go go give it to the Supercross World. Go, right. go serve your shitty stuff. I mean, I'm burgers. all for it. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I mean, I, I'm assuming at some no, point I, someone I, said that's not our, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, not our wheelhouse. We don't want to do that, right, yeah. right, right. But, but I just made me think of that this guy's so into motor. They're not in, they're not in NASCAR either, right? I don't know. And they're, I mean, they're a Georgia-based company. I think yeah. they're not in NASCAR. I don't really? think so. Oh wow, I'd, I'd be, yeah, I'm surprised. I haven't seen yeah. any NASCAR chick I don't follow cars. it close enough to know yeah, that. I'm but, almost positive. Um, all right, more voicemails, fuck. Hey Steve, just a thought about the 250 class. To me, it's simple. Let everyone in the 250 class, and then 250 class only have 10 races. Do six races with an age limit or a points limit for up-and-coming riders or the privateers. I mean, all this is is great, but who's going to enforce this? Who's going to do this? Big-time 250 Supercross riders and then six lesser, younger kids. Get a, get a hockey enforcer. Sports. That gives you three tiers. You got the you got the six race Supercross series for the younger guys. You got the ten race for the full time two fifty Supercross guys, and then you got the four fifties. Maybe that would motivate um, manufacturers to pay more money to get a top ten at the four fifty class, and then also in the night show. Hey, Steve. Uh, Steve, 
Steve, uh, I just want to talk about the whole Chick-fil-A thing. I agree with you, <laughs> at least every single Chick-fil-A sandwich. I'm telling you, I, I deleted five or six Chick-fil-A emails. Like, There's so mouth. much going on in the world. And it's <laughs> awesome. It's Nets, Chick Fil A, and Kiefer After Dark. It does piss me off when you talk bad about Chick Fil A because I love Chick Fil A. I've never had a good experience at Chick Fil A. Never. It's greasy, fried, one pickle in the middle of a greasy chicken no breast pickles. with a soggy bun. There's no cheese. There's no lettuce. None of that. You I, can get it all that. Well, you haven't been listening to all the shows, but yes, I've been informed to go back into a restaurant. Yep. Try it again, and I intend. I intend. I when we were waiting for your ass at Pittsburgh Airport two yep. weeks ago, I was sitting directly across from a Chick Fil A. Almost did it. I'm looking at the menu, going. Some of that looks okay, but why can't it's like let's go to Fridays and go eat? Yeah, their waffle fries, amazing. Well, I don't know. I, I just I've had so much bad experience from Chick Fil A. I will try it again, but let's get here. Let's hear more from Chick Fil A. Sandwiches say that I've had. It's had kind of a grease-soaked bun with one pickle on it. See? But to me, that is that is delicious. I love Chick-fil-A. Really good sandwiches. Even though they're a soggy bun and everything, usually for me, every single one is like that. So that's what a, that's, it tastes good to me. If you don't like it, that's your personal preference, and I can respect that. So if you don't like grease-soaked bun, then that's, eh, that's pretty much all i got to say to that stuff. So. Uh, D- DT, where do you stand on? You don't eat a lot of fast food. You're still an athlete, or you know, you think you're trying to be, anyways. Um, where do you stand on like In and Out Burger? I love it. Chipotle, love it. Five Guys, too greasy for me. Mm. It tastes amazing. Baja it Fresh really tastes them good. Baja Fresh. See, I don't. I know you love Baja Fresh. Love Baja Fresh. Um, but Better I don't. Than- I don't think it's as good as Chipotle. Moe's. Like it, but Chipotle is still my one. Moe's okay. is good, but yeah. I, I Chipotle is my number one. And In and Out is your number one burger place. Yeah, by quite a quite a ways. Okay, All right. it's the only fast food burger I'll eat. Is, wow, that's a bold. That's it. Yeah, that's a bold statement. Yeah. yeah. All right. Hi, Stephen Gain. I have an idea here. I don't think I've heard of uh, fixing the two fifty and four fifty class. Uh, we can keep the 250 class, as you said, do a 17-round series with that, but let's add a 125 class below that, half the races. And so I just I just stopped. I just I, When you bring up two strokes, <laughs> I'm out. Three OEMs don't make two strokes, people. They're not going to have a class where three of their partners, and that's what they are, they're partners in the OEMs, don't make the bikes. Now, you can argue about you know why they don't make the bikes, and they should make the bikes, and fuck Honda, and everything. You can argue about all that. But when you have only three guys making a, a, a bike brand, and really only two, Yamaha mm-hmm. and, and Husky and KTM, I mean, it ain't going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Look at Road Race. When they instituted some new rules, the OEMs went, we're out. Yep. These guys want to compete. They want to compete on equal and level terms. And they don't make those bikes anymore. So it ain't going to happen. Stop using two strokes as any sort of argument in pro racing. Just to throw that idea away. It ain't going to happen. All right, save yourself voicemails and, and Vital MX and typing and everything else. You hate two strokes. <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> I, I build three of them. But hey, guys, I'm um, just listening back to the show here on uh, Wednesday. I heard you guys talking about Stevie Herman, uh, and I just I had to laugh when they were yeah. saying about Stevie passing. Uh, were you listening then? Were yeah. you on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad and his buddies 
knew Steve when he was 14 or 15. Well, they knew him up, and, you know, up until now. But they started riding with him when he was super young, and they said he would go to High Point and Bud and, you know, all around the country and, you know, mainly PA races else. And the Nationals would come around. <laughs> and these guys, like, ping, you know, and the mechanics and the factory guys would get so pissed when the 16, 17-year-old would pass these guys up just on a just, you know, completely privateer bike. Oh, my God, it was just... The stories my dad would tell me about Steve is just hilarious. Uh, you know, just driving his truck to races and stuff at like 15. And just, oh my God, just the, the stuff they did back then is just crazy how different it is from now. But yeah, I just thought like, Stevie Herman. Know, yeah, Stevie uh, was in Pennsylvania. You probably, uh, he was in you probably had some race with Stevie Herman. Yeah. And uh, he goes to Lord Lynn's every year and still watches his kids. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the guy's still around the sport. He doesn't ride a whole lot anymore, but, yeah, I just thought that was cool that you guys uh, mentioned him. I thought that was pretty funny to listen back to the show. All right, thanks, guys. Keep the show going. I love it. And uh, have a good one. I've asked you this before. I think you, you told me Ryan Clark is probably, like, your arch enemy. Like, Ryan Clark was probably the guy that you... Uh, yeah, for most of my career, then it was yeah. then it was Vince. Yeah. Then it was Vince towards the end, but I was already over it by then. Like I was already yeah. old. Um, but yeah, Ryan, we were friendly. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't just, a. No, it no, wasn't yeah, a. Yeah. But it, just the dude that you friendly, found just, friendly rivalry. Like you're I coming up on him. He's me. coming up on you yeah, or whatever. We wanted yeah. to beat each other badly. <laughs> right. Both of us. He's an early fly guy. Yeah. He was an early. And you know fly what? Guy. He was pretty underrated. I mean, he got top tens in Supercross series yeah. before. You know, series. Like, yeah. Yeah. He was. Uh, he was underrated. Um, I don't think he got a lot of the fanfare because he, he's kind of, you know, I know he helps with the team now, but he's not really that involved as far as mm-hmm. publicly. Um, but he was he was good, and people didn't want to give him a lot of credit. Like, he was kind of the, there was like the Albuquerque click of the Johnson yeah. brothers and yeah. Isaiah and Tedesco's. Tedesco, yeah. and all, Ryan was kind of the yeah. outcast a little bit from yeah. them. He was older than those guys. He was like, older, yeah. and, he, and, and Ryan's a little bit eccentric. And but he was good. Yeah, he, he was a good, really really good rider. I was driving through uh, Albuquerque and I texted him, and uh, he was around hanging out. And we went to an, we we went to an Incubus concert together. Nice. Yeah, and then I left the next day. <laughs> like cool. we, I'm like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, nothing. And I'm like, I'm gonna come by and do we have some dinner? He's like, let's go to Incubus. Okay. I went to Incubus. I kept driving. That's one of the most random stories it's I've ever totally heard. Totally random life. stories. Ryan Clark and I went to Incubus, and then I left the next morning and kept driving across the country. That's strange. Yeah. Good evening, guys. Steve, everybody. Only a few weeks till A1. Can't wait. Look, hey, I got to take issue with your constant ripping on Canyon Lake. Dude, Hold there's on. A lot of- Constant ripping of Canyon Lake. <laughs> like, I'm on this pedestal. I We talked about it last week because I couldn't work on my bike when I when I, when we were staying with Deegan. It's not as bad as two strokes. Back in the day. I take very big umbrage with constant ripping. Like, umbrage? Umbrage. I don't know what that means. Yeah, it's like a issue. All right. Um, I don't think I've ever ripped Canyon Lake outside of one time. <laughs> I, like, what do you think? This is a realtor show? Don't go to Canyon Lake. I, I don't know. Anyways, okay. There's a lot of moto guys in here. Have you ever been uh, to Canyon Lake? Yeah. Mona, okay. Rock- yeah. Rockstar lives here. Truck driver for the Husky team lives in here. A lot of moto guys live in here. I see Brock Tickle's truck in here all the time. Look, they don't want you to work in your driveway, whether it's on a bike or a car or something, because everything drains right to the lake. 
and you're close to the lake. You're within a few blocks. So they're trying to keep your oil and your antifreeze and all that garbage out of the lake, which is hard to do in a state like California with so many people. So they've kind of perfected a great place to live. So, hey, I ride, and I wash my bike in my backyard on a gravel pit. I pressure wash it. So, dude, quit ripping on Canyon Lake. It's an awesome place to live. Hey, I just wanted to work on my bike. I wasn't taking my used oil and going glug, 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 onto the gutter. I just want to work on my bike. I want to put graphics on or change a clutch or anything. And like, nope. Very angry with you. Can't do that. That's all. I want to dump all, hey, can you like, antifreeze everywhere and shower with antifreeze. No, I'm not into that. Like, you imagine uh, the substances were dumped, that were dumped into Canyon Lake in the 90s, uh, 90s moto? <laughs> McGrath on a pond, on a poontoon? <laughs> Take a McGrath poontoon around McGrath Canyon Lake? McGrath and Denny. <laughs> yeah. Budman. What the fuck? <laughs> Budman. Oh, God. Can't even imagine. You want to talk about liquids? Yeah. The, the whole dead horse Chick-fil-A deal, I know it's been going on forever. Look. If Carl's Jr. showed up and offered you free burgers, they'd be cold, they'd be soggy, and you'd have the same opinion, okay? But Carl's makes a killer burger if you go into their restaurant. You need to get the spicy chicken with pepper jack cheese, all the stuff on it, and you need to dip your criss-cut fries in the Chick-fil-A sauce, and give me your opinion. Get it fresh. You got to give it a chance, dude. You're ripping on it. I can't believe the passion for Chick-fil-A. That guy used a lot of key words. Spicy chicken, pepper jack, crisp cut fries. <laughs> it's a commercial. For- <laughs> <laughs> it was. Is, that, is that Chick-fil-A's yeah. son? And grandson? make sure you try the zesty <laughs> grilled chicken. You got to get it fresh. He said fresh like seven times. Yeah. And combo for indoor supercrosses, 125, two-stroke, and 250. That is the perfect solution for indoor supercross. Tames the track. Whatever, bro. Keeps the riders a little bit safer. I just cut him off again. 425s, I'm, I'm done. Matt, this Damien from North Cal. A couple things. First of all, fuck you, guy. Right in your neck. Right wow. in your face hole. Face hole? You just fucking told Tang I'm listening to archives. Oh, I fucking let people come in the studio for $500 to basket rescue. I fucking offered it up in February when I was going to be in Vegas. Coming to the world of concrete. Sent you a message, and all I got was, oh, man, it's weird, bro. It's fucking weird, bro. So fuck you. I would probably would have done it for your stupid dogs. I stand by my decision listening to this guy's wow. voicemail. That guy, yeah. I think I made a right move <laughs> keeping this guy away. He's very angry. I don't think he said – I remember the Concrete World guy, and and, and he said – Pretty sure say, that's him. He didn't say anything about, like, a, a donation. He just wanted to come in, and I didn't push it anywhere to, to a donation. But He's angry. Uh, something else. I can't hear a fucking difference. You bitch at these guys about having the mics next to their mouth. It doesn't make any difference after they move it. It sounds just the same. Ping's mic, however, true. Yes, that was it. The audio was incredible. And I fucking love Ping. I love Ping. Ping he is was good. like a regular co-host. He would be my favorite co-host. I agree with that. Since he's not, he's my favorite guest guy because he's only on there every once in a while. Love Keeper though. Keeper's awesome. If fucking DV and Jason Thomas had a love child, it would be David Pingree, just personality-wise. I don't know so about that. That's pretty much it. Um, would have come to studio, dick. Thanks for nothing. That's awesome. Uh, the microphone is good, though. That's JT's new microphone. It sounds good. Pingree used it last week. It is nice. It's good. Um, 
Peng wants too much money to come up here all the time. He does. And he's busy, but he wants he wants too much money. So. Hey, Steve Mathis. It's Greg Martin, and I am driving down the road listening WPS to route. one of your shows with uh, Peng Green in there. The Peng Green guy? The, uh, oh. the topic that I wanted to comment on is the whole 250-450 thing being broken. And a couple weeks ago, you had Weech in there, and Weech kind of brought up the point that it's not the 250 class, it's the 450 class, and you're saying it's the 250 class. And to be honest with you, I believe it's both. I think that the whole system is kind of jacked up. I've been saying this for, I don't know. Hayden, what's up, bud? Dude, no more chicken sandwich talk. <laughs> A1's around the corner, bro. It's coming. I don't know what to tell oh, you. Come on, man. I. What do you want me to do? I get tweets and voicemails for Chick-fil-A. Just stop. Just stop. This is ridiculous. I'm sorry, bro. The people have spoken. They want to talk about Chick-fil-A. I want to know what Weimer's doing. Weimer's out, bro. I don't know what he's going to do, man. Stop interrupting. Uh, yeah, it's a bad deal. Oh. Well, that's it. All right, I'll send, you, I'll send you some Chick-fil-A. Good talk. Good talk. Yep, sick. All right, see you. Brain. What's up, Brain? Merry Christmas, boys. Merry Hope Christmas, you too. As well. Yeah, what's happening? Uh, just ate a Chick-fil-A today for lunch, by the way. There just you go. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I know. Hold on, Brian. Um, brain, Brain. You yeah, are you, you lack sight, right? Am I correct? That is, that is, that is correct. I probably lack a bunch of other things. Okay. Too, is it possible that? that you did not know you were walking into a Chick-fil-A? It's totally possible. You can't see. Um, it's entirely possible. However, there are too many my pleasures going on around there for it to be Wendy's or anything like that. So, okay, you know, all right. Uh, I'm just saying. I, you, you, I mean, if they, if they can, uh, if they can omit the uh, omit the the talking points and the phrases, maybe I got a point. But nah, dude, it's 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 good stuff. You're, uh, you're from so, Georgia, though. I I am from Georgia. That <laughs> use that against me, fine. Um, so. I don't know how to fix the 250 class. I'm the dumbest person you'll meet with a master's degree. But I'll tell you one thing. I can't tell you guys the last time uh, or the last year, maybe 2011, maybe 2009. I'm not sure. But I can't tell you the last time that I was more excited for 450s over 250s this year. No different. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I mean, yes, I have ideas on the on how to change it, but I had a I had a text conversation with poor Weege and I agitated him, so I'm not, I'm not going to put you guys through that kind of crap. But um, you know, I I just I mean I think the 250 race is just fine. I mean, yes, there are definitely changes I'm sure that that could be made to to you know to increase viewership and increase um, fairness and all that kind of stuff. But I'm just not sure what they are. But man, I'm, I am ex- I I honestly maybe. Look at it, looking at it through the rose-colored glasses and all that kind of stuff, but I am excited for the Brian, I hate to year. say this, but you can't see. So when you say <laughs> you look through rose-colored glasses, it's a little weird. Hey, I can, the hey man, if, if Stevie Wonder can wear glasses, I can I, Good I, I point. Can wear, You're right. right. No, I you know, know what? No, no hey, I, hey, man, I, um, I will tell you this, and Wygant can back this up. Uh, yep. Any 450 story on the Racer X website gets way more clicks than a 250 story. Yep. No matter what it is, like a race report or 250 words versus 450 words or an interview with Justin Barsha versus an interview with uh, uh, RJ Hampshire, whatever it is, the 450, yep. the public wants 450 info. Yep. Sure. So, sure. you know. No, I, 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 yeah. I, I get you. And, and, you know, they are the big dogs and all that kind of stuff. I, 
I, I definitely hear you. I, I mean, I, I, I can't, t- like I said, indoors or outdoors. I can't tell you the last time because, I mean, maybe 2011 because the West Coast, well, I mean, it turned out to be a great year, but it, it, it kind of looked like it was going to suck in the beginning. But, I mean, 2009, I'm trying to think, but not really because I was looking forward to Jason Lawrence versus Traken Hard versus Dungey. You know? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. All right, I'm, yeah, I'm, enjoy- I'm enjoying the banter, boys. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. Good points, man. Thanks for calling. Peace out, boys. All right, see you, Brian. Yes, um, what's the poll right now for the top 30 influential? 69 to 31. Four? Ricky. Still growing. I, I had to I had to get you excited there. Nah, I, knew you were, I knew you mistyped it. I really did. I'm like, there's no way that, that could be a swing. You should have seen your face, though. There was a there was a glimmer of hope there. You know what though? It, yeah. I mean, it's proven our our listeners are morons, <laughs> and this is proving it. This is absolutely proving it. So sixty nine percent of people think Ricky should be on the list ahead of Guy B. Right? That's what we asked. Or on the list. Period. Yeah. Either way. All right. Yep. I don't know. Ten years. Look at now, you over there. The the two fifty class He's is like this. a factory class now. It is not a class of an east west. Hey, let's see how many young kids from the local area we can get to come to the Supercross races. The promoters don't want those guys there. The racers don't want those people there. They're you know there's not even any room to park them in the in the facility anymore because it's all semis. So I agree that we should just open the thing up and. Let the riders ride whatever size bike they can get a ride on for whatever money they can get, and let it just be a big open thing. And here's the here's the winner of the whole deal. Right now, when you go to an amateur event, you're seeing kids in the B class barely ride the expert class, instantly go through the the Ricky Carmichael Arena Cross thing, so they can get their pro license and move on. So they're not they're not fostering a bigger group of quality kids out of the amateur ranks because they all move up way too fast. And by opening up the 250 and 450 to just be ride whatever you want to ride for whatever team you can get a ride for, will help all the Dean Wilsons of the world and the Jake Weimers and all those guys get rides. It'll also help push some of those kids backwards back into the amateur thing and let them continue to, to grow and, and become better riders and become better racers. And I think that that'll help fix the amateur problem too. So I think you're completely right in that it's broken. I think you're completely right that it's the 250 class. I think we just right it's the 450 class. And I think fixing both of those by just making it wide open will also fix the amateur problem that we got going on right now where there's no expert class. You go to a local amateur race and there's like six vet guys in the pro class and that's it. When I was a rider, we would go to the race and there would be 10 top you know, 100 number national guys at a local race, racing. You know, so we need to get back to the days where the local races have some quality riders there and let those riders, uh, you know, grow in the sport and move on to the Supercross when it's their time, when it's the right time, not early. And I know every dad in the world hates to hear that because they want to get their kid on a team so they don't have to pay for it anymore. But pushing them in too early doesn't do any good either. And we see that happen so much that they just, you know, fall on their face and then they're, you know, working at McDonald's a month later. So, yeah, I, uh, I agree. 250, 450 class is broken, but so is amateurs. Let's fix the 250 and 450 class.
kids backwards into the amateurs or not not get them so excited to move up because there's not as much opportunity for them to move up and it'll fix all three areas and uh, yeah some good points yeah some good points you've kind of been talking about the same thing on the show for the last couple weeks Chick-fil-A and the 250 class changes let's get back to the real topic at hand here Matt yeah (laughs) I just uh, calling to wonder whatever happened to Kelly Stavis Uh, she was around for a little bit and Kelly was uh, Kelly got promoted. She's uh, doing NASCAR stuff for NBC NBC Sports now. A lot of NASCAR stuff for Kelly Stavis. Same with um, what's her face? Jenny Taft. No, she's now in Moto. But Jamie there, Little. No, there was a chick Kelly Stavis, and then there was another chick. Yeah, uh, Krista Voda. Krista Voda. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, Krista Voda went to NASCAR. Yeah, there's another chick though. I think Kelly Stavis. There was a real short. Remember the one chick from Hangtown, some NFL Network now. Aaron Coscarelli. Yeah. Yeah. She does. I watched her on uh, NFL AM. She's great. Yeah. She does a really good job, and it was one of the worst performances I've ever seen in my life. I talked to her at Hangtown for a while because someone told her I was the guy to like to ask questions to. Yeah. She was. She's all over me, too, bro. She wanted me bad. Uh, I can. I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah. Dude, I think this chick's into me. All right, but that was a, that was a voicemail segment. The BTOsports.com tweet it. Travis. At Pulp MX Show on Twitter. Uh, these are a um, uh, question submitted by you to Travis Marks for myself and JT. Uh, all right, let's have it, Marks. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOsports.com. Here's the tweets of Travis. BTOsports.com. We love these guys. Anything you need for your biker body, they've got it. Go visit their website. I just ordered Pookie a Christmas present from BTOsports.com. Didn't even call to do the discount or anything. That's, that's what I did. Nah, she'll, she'll like the present. It's a nice little stocking stuffer. Hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, BTOsports.com. They got the best selection, the best easy shipping. Uh, call and mention Pulp Mex, Get a discount. And uh, thanks to those guys. Um, they got some cool things happening for 2017 now that they're not with uh, the Butler Brothers team anymore. And uh yeah, they got some cool things. Okay. I don't know. And, I'm and asking a genuine question. I don't know. They haven't filled me in on their marketing plan. So, okay. So, some real cool things All right. coming down the line. That'll be cool. I'm <laughs> glad to see them going to be right? actively involved still. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good things. All right, let's go. So, these questions, submit to you at Pop-Up Show. This was from Alex Califano. I'm not sure that's right. I don't think that's right. <laughs> Uh, do you think we'll see two privateers in the top 10 at A1? No. Wilson, Mookie. Oh. Uh, Can you, you're on record now. Uh, Mookie's good, dude. I'm, I'm high on Mookie. He does, JT hates his guts, as we've covered in Lil for like oh, two God. hours. Yeah, break. Um, he just thinks you don't like him. He just thinks you he, do not like him. Well, he is mistaken on and his I, opinion. I, I had your back. I said, I think it's your brother. And I don't dislike James. I don't care. It's a long time ago. I, I have no problem with either one of them. I, uh, I like I said, I picked Mookie <laughs> as one of my top guys to go get. Yeah, you did. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, Dean Mookie. I, I'm not for sure. I think Mookie's gonna be there on Suzuki. Dean. Eh, I don't know, JT. Uh, what do you, Two guys is a lot. Yeah. I think one of them could get in there yeah. for sure. They both could. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But there's man, you go down the list hey, and you're like, Tell me who's gonna be out. Tell me who's gonna be out. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh this one's from Scott McElroy. 
If you had to bet $100, do you bet that the 2-2 gets a win this season, or does he not? Not if I had to bet $100, I would not bet on him getting a win. But he can win. I would not be surprised if he wins, but I would not bet $100 on that. Hmm. Would you? If I bet with my heart, say yes. If I bet with my head, I would say no. Right. All right. Uh, if Mookie makes it to all the races, where does he finish in the points? This uh, from Charlie. Uh, I think Mookie, if Mookie makes it all the races, he's going to be an injury fill-in for somebody, and then that changes everything. The first call I make is to Mook. Yeah. First call. Yeah. Unless I'm Cowie? Stuart Cowie, you know? Still not good there? I don't know. Still. I don't know. No, nah, you know what? Big James was talking to Bruce last year. Mm. Yeah. I did a poll on, on Paul Max, uh, my Twitter account. 41% of people said they would call Dean. Okay. 40% said Mook. Yep. Then I was like 12% for Stu. Work, and, you can work with speed. That's yeah. what everybody thinks they can work with speed. And then Weimer was last. I felt bad for Weimer. Yes. James Stewart was more of an option than Weimer. <laughs> yeah, I mean. So. That's that's never been a that comment's never been something that people wouldn't be like yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jason Sargent wants to know if the answer to better tracks is more dirt how many yards do they use do they keep the same dirt or buy new uh, same dirt they buy new every like three four years four or five years they store it somewhere I don't know anything about yards I don't I'm, have I'm a yard back there I mean I'm assuming that's what YDS is yeah 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 it's a lot. Um, the highest cost of Supercross is the dirt. For sure. Uh, Matt Jordan, who's going to be sneaky good in each class for Supercross in 17? It doesn't have to be for wins. Nah, JT and I are on the Bowers train. Sneaky good 250 West. You said Hayden Melross. He was sneaky good last year. Oh. To where fans didn't know who he was. Yeah, Bowers. Bowers. Oh. And in 450s, the Sealy count? Because I'm on no. the Sealy train. Okay, then I'm going to go... What about Nick Schmidt taking this German Supercross momentum? I'm going to go Brayton. Making it happen. Yeah, Brayton. Brayton's going to be written off because of the team, you know, and kind of like, yeah. you know, and, be, and people are going to go like, whoa, wait. Brayton's just quadding that thing that, mm-hmm. that only a few guys are doing. Like, yep. you know, so. Yep. Building on that from Christian Cannon, who has a better season, Brayton or Reed? I go Reed. Yeah, Reed's, Reed's tough to beat in points. What did he get, fourth last year? Fourth or fifth? Yeah. Uh, Troy Benjen wants to know. I'm not familiar with him. I don't know. I, nope. I probably butchered that name, too. Mm-hmm. Question for everyone. How many titles does Pro Circuit win in 2017? Ooh. I don't know. I mean, two with Forkner, I think. I'm going to say one. Forkner in, indoors or out? One out of three. What do you mean? There's three oh, after Okay, But do you pick Faulkner, or are you just saying Savachi? Uh, just, yeah, just, just one. One out of three. Yeah. All right. James Fair wants to know what percentage of pie that Barsha stays JGR in 2018. 100%. No, he talked today about him being out of his deal at the end of this year. Sure? Yeah, he said on Racer X online. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought he had another year. Yeah, me too. Uh, right, something must have happened there. But... Uh, Percentage 50. 50. They like them, they like them, but they want to see results. Yeah, I guess 50. All right, all right. 
Jonathan Walker wants to know, question for JT. For Supercross prep before A1, is it better to train in California tracks and then move to Florida for East or stay yes. in Florida for all? Uh, I think being in California during December and January makes a pretty big difference. Not only the tracks, uh, it's travel, um, West Coast time, trying to race. It's a pretty big difference as far as um, when you're trying to race. It feels really late. Like Anaheim, like the main event, I can remember yawning because I would always fly back and forth. I'd yeah, be did yaw- you ever stay in Cali? One time. One yeah. year. Yeah. No, two years. Two years. One Where'd time on Husky, I stayed with Kiwi in Costa Mesa one uh-huh. year. And then Truman and I stayed like in Anaheim and hotels and yeah. whatever. And then what, where would you ride? Um, there was a track in Hemet. There. Oh, yeah. Hemet, that, yeah. It was actually really good. Yeah. And uh, we went to Santa Barbara. Some. Didn't you ride with Clat and Hemet one time? No. Oh. Beats. Katie Beats. Was Beats. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we went to Santa Barbara some. Uh, but it, I can remember yawning really bad on the starting line for the main events because it was like 1 a.m. my time. And I'm just like yeah. falling apart. It's it's, it's hard. Uh, I definitely think California is where you need to be. All right. uh, Cole Gibson wants to know, why does JT appear to be more educated than other riders? He uses sense and education to talk and deliver points. Uh, it's just an, an illusion. Mirage. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll go with that. You should see him on group text. Idiot. (laughs) (laughs) He can't even form a sentence. Uh, That's it. All right. Meteosports.com. Thanks to Tyler Bowers, uh, Eli Tomac, uh, Stank Dog for not answering Tiffany as well, Nick Way. Most of all, thanks to Jason Thomas for coming in. We got to get you in here more. Yep. It's awesome. Uh, Always better to have you in studio than on the phone, no doubt about it. Thanks to Swisscore. Thanks to Moser. Thanks to you, Marks. We're off next Monday. We're going to have either a 2016 Pulpy Award show or a Lasergate show. Yeah, we're planning on the first one. We were also planning on the app a few times that didn't (laughs) quite work out. So I'm just going to cover my bases, Marks. F you, dude. Yeah, I deserve that. Uh, Thanks to our sponsors, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Hot Cams, Gear Alloy, Works Connection, Michelin Star Cross 5, Atlas Neck Brace, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, KTMPartsExpress.com, Roos Graphics, 2 Under, all on board with us. Thanks to Honda World is Downey as well, Michelin Star Cross 5. Um, sponsor deals on PulpamexShow.com for all the codes, all the discounts, everything else. So uh, thanks to you people. It's been a fantastic 2016, and we'll be back uh, right before Anaheim. 2017. 2017, we'll be back. Seth Rarick will be in studio. Seth Rowe. He's going to give us the Cooper Webb lowdown. He's going to give us the Cooper Webb hype. We haven't really had any. He's going to be bringing it. Spraying the field with pump. (laughs) He's going to be bringing it. He was the asshole who told me, dude, Alex Martin is on it. And I'm like, yeah, okay. No, Alex Martin is on it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. Such a rough supercross. I know, but yeah. Yeah, Seth Rowe called it. So, again, uh, thanks, everybody. We really appreciate you listening, and uh, we'll see you in 2017. Later. My God, Steve. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, a 
and I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. <laughs>